Thanks for downloading this IMSA Radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced, or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA Radio wherever they get their podcasts. Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Well, what a view that we have from the Global Broadcast Centre. We're staring over the infield uh, and the tri-oval, the pre-race formalities just coming to an end. Jeremy, the way that this uh, this championship has developed even over the last three or four years has been absolutely incredible bit of a controversial end to last year it's a restart right here right now with nearly 30 gsie gt4 cars at the sharp end of the field um a little round of applause for imsa for getting this together and pulling this championship out from we thought oblivion didn't we it it didn't look great four or five years ago Uh, it, it has absolutely turned around and it, as you say it is now the racing is fantastic and the the quality of the drivers and teams is just getting better and better each year we've got uh, 27 gs cars uh, we lost one unfortunately ken fukuda and the skip barber racing aston martin vantage gt4 will not be taking the start because of a crash in practice and 17 tcrs Sheer Adam is one of a pair of BTO pit lane reporters that we have. Good afternoon, Shay. Good afternoon, and good afternoon to our overall pole sitter, Sean McAllister. It was very exciting for you to get the first pole position, but now we're standing where it counts. We can look. Nobody going to be ahead of you going into turn one. That's the best view, isn't it? It is. It's great to be here, uh, pole here at Daytona. I love it here. Um, we've had great success here, especially last year. We had an unfortunate tire failure. But, um, yeah, we're ready to redeem ourselves. Good luck today. Thank you. And now down to the second member of our team, Joe Bradley. Well, the 2023 championship in TCR finished with the 33. Brian Hurtahunde taking the championship. 2024 starts in exactly the same fashion with that car on the pole position. Harry Gottsacker will start and Robert Wickens gets a chance to speak to me. Robert, great start to 2024, just the way it finished in 23. I mean, Harry did an amazing job. I'd say we're, we're starting 24 better than we started 23. So, you know, I think it's easy to forget how Daytona went for us last year. We had a little hiccup. We lost two laps, ended up finishing sixth. So we're in much better position to uh, better that today. It's just going to be a long four hours, and we have to be calm and cool like we were all last year. And really nothing's changed. So it's, uh, it's going to be an exciting one for us. Thanks, Robert. Thank you. BDO Pit reporters down on the lane at the moment let's take a look at the grid jeremy shaw is about to take a deep breath as we play the famous music and he runs down the runners and riders jeremy take it away yeah 17 tcr entries and 27 in gs let's start at the back row 22 on the grid that'll be number 99 tyler gonzalez and the victor gonzalez racing team hyundai elantra ntcr they did not set a time in qualifying because they blew the engine in practice but they're ready to go with a fresh one for the race alongside him also problems in practice and qualifying and even this morning in the session uh, they could not get that engine fired up they 
flown in some bits from Mexico and they're on the grid. That's kind of a 17 of JDC Miller Motorsports Audi. Starting driver is Chris Miller. Daniel Wu will make his debut this weekend in car number 73. The Racers Edge Motorsport Honda Civic. He will start 42nd on the grid. Alongside Doug Oakley, another debutant. Number 15, the Rockwell Autosport Development Audi RS3. On row 20 is Preston Brown, car number 76, switching to the Brian Herder Autosport with Kerb Agajanian team. One of its uh, four Hyundai Elantra NTCRs. Similar car for Daily Motorsports, number 70. Jacob Daly will start alongside on the grid. One row farther forward, Taylor Hagler, two-time uh, series champion in Columbus 77, another of the Brian Herder Autosport uh, Hyundais, and alongside a Honda Civic from the Victor Gonzalez Racing Team, Columbus 8, another debutant this weekend, is Clayton Williams. Mason Phillippe will start Carnival 98, the Brian Herder Autosport Kerbag Ajanian Hyundai in the 36th position. Uh, in 35th, Gavin Ernst only Carnival 61, twice a winner here uh, to Daytona in a road shagger racing Audi. The lone Alfa Romeo Giulietta Veloce TCR will start 34th. That is Will Talley driving the KMW Motorsports with TMR Engineering entry. One of two Montreal Motorsport Group, another debutant team this, this uh, season in a Honda Civic FL5. That's Louis Philippe Montour in car number six. And next on the grid moving forward is Chad Gilsinger in the Hart Honda Civic car number 89. Julian Santero from Argentina will start fourth in TCR, car number 80. Victor Gonzalez racing team, another Honda Elantra. And then uh, in the third position on the grid, a brilliant qualifying run for Eddie, Gu Eddie Go Jr., number 55, the Go Racing Audi RS3. Front row of the grid in TCR, the second of the Montreal Motors Motorsport Group Hondas. That's uh, Carl Whitman, car number 33, 93, excuse me, on the pole position is number 33. That's Harry Gottsacker for Brian Herter Autosport with Kerbega Janium. It's number 33, a Hyundai Elantra, his eighth pole position in TCR. Moving on to GS, 27th on the grid, number 23, that's Bubba Wallace. For smooth racing in Toyota GR Super GT4 Evo. Qualified better than that, but this time time was taken away from for a procedural uh, infraction after qualifying. Ted Giovannis will start number 64, that's the team TGM Aston Martin in the 26th position. Alongside Frank Depew, number 71, Rebel Rock Racing's brand new Aston Martin Vantage AMR GT4 Evo. Row 12, a Toyota GR Supra for Hattori Motorsports, one of two entries that team has. Car number 51 is Mark Kawami. Alongside him is Jake Peterson in car number 21, the Reardon Racing Porsche 718 GT4 RS CS. Two more similar Porsches will share row 11 for GBB. BGB Motorsports in caliber 38, that's Tom Collingwood. Spot that colour if you like, it's either black or purple, depending on how you look at it. Uh, and car number 44, that's Moise Uretsky in the multicoloured baby bull racing Porsche. 20th on the grid, that's Austin Austin Crines in caliber 28, the RS1 Porsche 718. Alongside on row, on row 10 of the grid is Jensen Altsman, number 13, the McCumbie Macaulay Racing Ford Mustang GT4. Row 9 on the outside, Winwood Racing, number 57, the Mercedes J, uh, AMG GT4 is Bryce Ward. Alongside Sean Quinlan in one of two Stephen Cameron Racing BMW M4 GT4s, that's number 43. number 94, that's Ken Goldberg for team, team ACP by Random Vandals, another BMW. will start 16th alongside Sebastian Carrazzo in number 67. The Zabok Simpson Motorsport Porsche 718. 
Two Aston Martin Vantage GT4s on row seven of the grid. For Archangel Motorsports, the calibre eight is Todd Coleman. And alongside him, for Van der Stur Racing, calibre 19, Dominic Starkweather. Row six, Michael McCarthy making uh, the, the, the debut of the Kelly Moss with Riley Porsche 718. That's car number 91. Alongside Brandon Kidd, the automatic racing Aston Martin Vantage. Row five, another debutant, Jesse Webb from Canada. In car number 34, the JMF Motorsports Mercedes AMG GT4. Alongside the BMW for random vandals racing. Excellent qualifying run by Paul Sparta in car number 92. Luca Mars will start number 59 for Core Motorsports Ford Mustang GT4 from row 4 on the outside. Alongside John Jesbray, number 68, the smooth racing Toyota. A pair of Turner Motorsport BMW M4 GT4s will share row 3. Coming 95, the, number, the 2017 GS champion making his return to the series. That's Dylan McAvern. Alongside last year's VP uh, Racing Challenge Series champion, Francis Seldorf in number 96. Row two on the outside, Jesse Lazar in the number 69 Motorsports in action, McLaren Artura GT4, alongside the Toyota GR Super GT4 Evo for Hattori Motorsports, number 50, that's Jack Hawksworth. And on the front row, two more different cars, and Aston Martin for Team TGM, Owen Trinkler, brilliant performance by him in qualifying after a big scare, which we'll talk about later on in calibre 46. Well, the pole position for the first time in his career for Carbon Motorsports in a BMW M4 GT4. Car number 39 from California is Sean McAllister. The full grid run down by Jeremy Shaw, per timed to perfection as the green flag was raised at the front of the pit lane. And the cars began to roll in the afternoon sunshine. Slightly overcast, but this is good weather for motor racing. And the 17 car is rolling. The 17 car has rolled out a brilliant story for that. We'll bring you right up to date with it through the, uh, the afternoon of the race. We're live at Daytona. The Michelin Pilot Challenge on IMSA Radio, part of the Radio Show Limited Network. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Daytona. This is the start of the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge Series for 2024. John Heinoff and Jeremy Shaw in the booth. Our BDO pit lane team, Joe Bradley. But first, here's Sheer Adam. If you're just joining us for the first time this year, where have you been? 2024 looks like a very different grid than it was in 2023, namely for our championship defenders in the GS class. Turner Motorsport back with Robbie Foley once again, but now they've welcomed a newbie, Francis Seldorf, who won the VP Fuels Challenge for Turner Motorsports in the GSX class. His first season of real competitive racing has made the step up, and where better to do it than Daytona International Speedway with the four our contest to kick things off so we are going to see this young man learning and learning very quickly but with the team that won the championship last year they know how to get it done does turner down at the other end of pit lane with the stories about tcr is my cohort joe bradley well if you're new to the michelin pilot challenge the tcr class they are front wheel drive cars um not a big deal uh, considering most road cars are these days but however it is a big deal when you've got to get these tires to work and front wheel drive cars absolutely destroy 
destroy their front tyres. You're relying on them not just to turn the car, but also to drive the car forward. And the winner today in the TCR class will be the drivers or the drivers who are more than gentle on their tyres. It's going to be all about the tyres as ever. And this is one of two extended races on the season. The Michelin Pilot Challenge. This is the BMW M Endurance Challenge for the first round. Four hours for this one. Our second four-hour race later on in the season will herald the return of IMSA competition to Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. And it will be the headline act. It is the top of the billing. So watch out for that later on in the year. So welcome along. If you are just joining us either here at the circuit on 107.9 WWDIS around the world on RS2, but everybody could be watching, uh, everybody outside the USA at least, can be watching free on IMSA.TV and on IMSA Radio via the video player. Before we get started today, like to pay tribute to our colleagues at Concord from NASCAR Productions and particularly the hard-working replay team, affectionately known as the Tape Apes. And I say that with great affection, and we lost one of our own as far as the Tape Apes are concerned recently. Sad to report that Brett Simmons uh, lost his fight with illness and a man who was ever smiley in every situation. I met him very early on when I came over here and we always had a good chat. There'll be some heavy hearts working this weekend on the replay machines. Tape Apes, I salute you and your commitment to the very best work that you can do. So the cars are rolling on the formation lap and... At the front of the field, Carbon Motorsports BMW is on pole position for the BMW M Endurance Challenge. Owen Trinkler back in the car for the first time after a testing fire in the Aston Martin. What a way to get back on the horse. Jack Hawksworth for Hattori Motorsports Toyota and McLaren with Jesse Lazar. Four different manufacturers in the first four places on the grid just how we like it Jeremy yeah and in TCR the top three cars on the grid are different manufacturers as well so that uh, equality is spread around both classes there's seven different manufacturers in GS4 in TCR who's ready to rumble this is going to be fun I think we, last year there was a bit too much caution let's have a bit of a cleaner race this time uh, and we know the competition is going to be intense so having said that the BMWs look really really strong here they have great straight line speed you know, in this series, it's kind of horses for courses. Uh, last year, the Porsche shone here at uh, Daytona, but uh, this year, the, the BMWs look really, really strong. But uh, I think yeah, they're certainly beatable. Four hours exactly on the clock. We've got a goodly smattering of spectators on the main grandstand, which is huge, of course, stretching all the way down to where they turn in at turn one, sitting out in the sunshine in front of us here in the Global Broadcast Centre. And on the infield, the small bleachers are absolutely packed, both on the exit of the International Horseshoe and just on the kink and down into the West Horseshoe as well. Thank you for joining us here at Daytona or wherever you are in the world. The IMSA Michelin pilot season for 2024 is almost ready 
to go green. It's a split start. We wait for the green flag. It's waving. And we are underway for 2024, the Michelin Pilot Challenge. Great start by the car bar BMW from pole position, getting down into the first corner. Change of manufacturer for Carbon, but still with the grey, black and bright green. Untrinkler drops in behind in the red, white and blue TGM Aston Martin. Now comes the TCRs. Hyundai jumping away from pole position and Harry Gottsacker with Carl Whitmer caught, maybe caught a little bit napping there and Carl's going to have to cut across to the inside and defend as the goal racing bright orange number 55 Audi was down the inside there. That was a very good and clean start from both of our sets of cars Jeremy yeah wasn't that nice to see good good, good clean first uh, couple of corners for both categories and uh, now this race really does get underway and uh, a really good start there from the pulser in TCR Harry Gottsacker he's probably already pulled out half a dozen car lengths over that uh, Audi in the second uh, position that is uh, Carl Whitmer driving that car at the moment at the front of the field Owen Trinkler with that very scary incident he had here back in December. Serious burns to his left arm, had skin grafts, really painful. Uh, the first time he'd driven the car since then was uh, yesterday uh, and uh, did a remote, well, day before, I guess, in the afternoon. It was the first official practice session of the week. He did not take part in the raw test last weekend. But uh, to qualify second uh, just uh, to shows you how, about how gritty he is. This is his 191st start, the most experienced driver in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. In fact, that whole team, uh, they've all, the, the minimum number of, they've got five drivers amongst the two cars, and the minimum number starts at 105. And he's drafting up to the rear three-quarter panel of the Mercedes. Something's come up on the back of the AMG. Just flicked up there. It's the boot lid. Flicked up on there. Looks like a, uh, an air brake has popped up underneath the aerofoil. Oh, is it the aerofoil having dropped down? But something certainly moved there on the BMW. So Owen Trinkler leads the first lap. What a comeback from the man from just outside Nashville. Absolutely extraordinary stuff. And he heads through into that hidden corner at turn two. Now let's see if we can work out what is going on with the back of that BMW just underneath the spoiler, yeah, I think it's the, the boot lid has come has come up. The trunk lid, if you will, has pivoted and is actually filling the gap between the bottom of the aerofoil and the boot lid, effectively, the trunk lid. So that is working. It's popped up off its hinges, which that it's hinged at that end. That's a remarkable thing to see, and that will not be doing the aerodynamics of that car any good at all. I think the only way that can happen is somebody forgot to tighten it up properly. Um, well, I'm, I'm sort of surprised. I, I, I don't know the vagaries of how, or the, the details of how the, the aerofoil is, is fastened on. It must be fastened on either side of the trunk lid because that, that would pivot up the opposite true. direction, Jeremy. So that's the hinges that weren't fastened effectively. Yeah. It looks like we will be getting that car into the pit lane. Joe Bradley is down at that end of things. I'll come to you in a moment, Jeremy. It was just when uh, Owen Trinkler got to the rear three-quarter of the car yeah. and it popped up as if it was a, an air brake. Or, a, or you know when you see the... Uh, if you sit on the wing of an airline and when it comes in and they do the reverse thrust and it, part of the engine cowl moves, that's exactly what happened there. Uh, Joe Bradley, BDO Pit Lane Report. Yeah, the, uh, the 39 team are getting ready for the car to come in. I'm, I'm not sure whether a decision has been made, but uh, 
the decision might have been made for them as the car peels off and onto the pit road. I may be able to get a look and see what it is exactly that's come loose on the back. It's the it's the boot lid under the wing. It, it won't affect the wing at all, but uh, I'm not sure that can only be that the clips have not been clipped on correctly. Uh, they are now, though, pushed into place. They are taking advantage of this uh, impromptu necessity of visiting the pits to topple on fuel and it's the front leading edge of the uh, the boot that popped up that slots into kind of a retaining slot and a clip that's just not uh, doing its job it's um they're trying to, to get it to seat and it's struggling they're struggling this is gonna this is costing them time but it's gonna cost them more than perhaps they'd like and i think with the boot popping up it may have bent something because they just can't quite get it seated. Ah, now then, it's the gaffer tape, the tank tape coming into play. Not very nice job, that, boys. That's a bit messy, that, for my liking. But uh, it's doing the job. It might not be aesthetically pleasing, but it's certainly effective. The car back out. And the key thing there is it stays on the lead lap. Let's get the binoculars on it as it goes down the pit lane. Right, it's fine at pit lane speed, but what's it going to be like uh, round the high banking? One of the undoubted favourites for this race and for this championship season, the Carbon BMW from pole position with a totally bizarre incident that saw the boot lid, the trunk lid, come away at the leading edge at the hinge end and then flip backwards. Now that BMW, the boot lid goes all the way down to the top of the rear bumper and that is... Uh, that's a, that's a big piece of car, to be quite honest, to be moving around. He's just stayed on the lead lap. It looks like it's holding on at the moment, but I can't see that piece of tape in the middle. We'll hold that. He's just on the lead lap. Welcome to the broadcast, Peter Mackay. Well, put that one down. Uh, did you have that on your bingo card? No. Boot lid of the pole sitter pops up. Uh, on the high banking? Uh, no, I did not. That I did not expect. And what a heartbreak for the... Well, t t temporary heartbreak, shall we say, for the 39 squad with their BMW. Of course, the pole sitter, Sean McAllister. It, the great thing is, it happened right at the beginning. They could make a fix and get out and stay on the lead lap. That car is a rocket. They will be able to stay on the lead lap, I believe, uh, wait for a caution to come in, and then they'll be able to filter the way up to the front. Do not write that car off. It's not done. Battle for the lead going down into turn number six with Owen Trinkler holding off Jack Hawks within the uh, silver and black Toyota Super GR. This is the uh, Las Vegas Raiders coloured car. Uh, the Supra has already got a victory in the championship last year. Yeah, we've seen cars in this race come back from two laps down to win. So absolutely, to Peter's point, I mean, we know the car is fast. It qualified on pole position, and uh, and and Jeff Westfall, the former series champion, he's uh, super fast as well. So uh, yeah, don't write that car away. It might be uh, you know, three quarters of a lap down. It's the the uh, Sean McAllister now turning into turn one. The leaders about to come off turn four. Here they come now, heading towards the trioval now. So uh, sort of 20 seconds or more of a lead that uh, the... Here's a pass for the lead, Jeremy, across the line. The super goes to the high side and goes through. Owen Trinkler immediately drops in behind. 
down into turn one. There's already three or four cars then. So I'm looking at that rear lead, the rear deck lead on the car bomb BMW. Looks like it is still in position meantime in TCR. It is still the ball sitter. That, that lead. No, it's not. Oh, it's the Gore Racing bright orange number 55. Eddie Gore goes through and takes the lead, and he's got some kind of gap there with four TCR cars battling in behind Kuno Whitmer. Then it's Santaro, Gottsacker, and Ernstone all battling behind. But Eddie Gore has gone. I wonder if Gottsacker's either has got a little bit of an issue or he got a terrible exit out of the Le Mans chicane because he dropped a couple of seconds on that lap. A 2.01 uh, for Gottsacker. He's 1.5 seconds slower than all the cars around him there. So no wonder he dropped a few positions. He's, tr he's dropped out to fourth now. He got passed at the Le Mans chicane by the go car and that just compromised his entry by the looks of things for Gottsacker this mm, is. And okay. oh, Eddie Go with a big send on the uh, into the Le Mans chicane. Big moment. And then Gottsacker had to get out the throttle. That's where the lap time went. And he's now dropped down to fourth position, as I say, because up into second position now is the Honda. Uh, and that is the Honda Civic of uh, the Montreal Motorsport Group. Or back up to second, I think. Victor Gonzalez Racing Team as well. The number 80 is right there. We've got Saka down in fourth position side by side. Honda and Hyundai. They very, very nearly touched there. Very nearly touched. But a side drafting doesn't necessarily speed you up, but it slows down the car that's alongside you, so it has the effect of giving you a little bit of advantage. Drafting and side drafting on the high banks of Daytona with street-based cars. Hang on a minute. Are we a few weeks early? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, guess who's just set the fastest lap of the race? He's in last place right now, but he was on pole. Sean McAllister, car number 39 for Carban. Watch out for that car coming through the field. He's seven-tenths of a second quicker than the leader, Jack Hawksworth, last time by. This is going to be some story following story it the whole way. It yeah. be. The other big story, as we mentioned, is the number 17. That car barely turns a lap in practice and didn't turn a lap at all in qualifying with a an electrical problem. How close did those two guys battle for a second? Uh, I think there might have been a little rub there. Left front to right front, Michelin tyre. Chris Miller already up to ninth position and only five seconds off the leader. Now, Jeremy, you briefly mentioned it in our countdown to green, but that is an incredible story already for JDC Miller Motorsports and their number 17 Audi that they. I mean, this is old school we're talking here. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. I mean, yeah, the, the, the car just it just refused to start yesterday. Uh, so they, oh. they tried to source... Uh-oh. Going to get a yellow, I think. This is the 94 that's gone around BMW. And that is Ken Goldberg in the ACP by Random Vandals team. He was sitting in about, about 10th, 11th position, 12th I think. position, 12th oh, position. 12th position, yep. thanks Jeremy. He's got it going again, so he's made a liar out of me. And we've got, oh my goodness, this is the leader in the TCR category. Smoke pouring out of the front of the Audi. The team go-kart. My goodness, the bright orange 55. 
that car was streaking away but that looks pretty terminal to me and unless it's a tyre rubbing now it's not he's pulled onto the infield he's looking for a way well that's very very sensible and considerate driving Peter Mackay but what has gone on there smoke from the front of the car it's not a tyre it's coming out from underneath the engine compartment he'd streaked away he was on his own and then all of a sudden bang it's gone and a super bit of avoidance by the Victor Gonzalez racing team car that's heartbreak for team go they've showed some great pace all week the bonnet's up now and they're looking at the safety team are just checking that there's no fire to worry about there oh just a little bit of white smoke coming out the top side of the engine bay Oh, that's just heartbroken. It's father and son team. Son Eddie was driving there, and he was he was on the he really was on it. Now the number thirty three Hyundai that was trailing behind has got the wiper on, so there's obviously been some fluid come out the back of that team go Audi, um, and not the Le Mans winning team go Audi. It must be said, it's a different team go. Well, clearly that car threw a whole load of rubbish out but I'm also hearing from our BDO pit reporter Shea Adam of another car that sounds a bit sick when it comes by. Shea what do you got? That would be the number 50 Toyota. Uh, Racing 10 Alzheimer's is on the side of this car with former series champion Nick Galante as one of the three drivers behind the wheel this weekend. Every time it goes through the trioval, it is gasping for power more and more every lap. It hasn't yet given up but it sounds like it's on its last legs. What an extraordinary opening stanza to this race, Jeremy Shaw. Plenty of action, plenty of passes. And, and here's this number 70 Audi with a right front problem. They've clipped it's something. Uh, excuse me, the number 70 Hyundai that has clipped the wall as well. That's the uh, Daily Motorsports car. And Jacob is on board their family machine there. The right front tyre did not look to be pointing in the right direction there in the correct direction I should say so meantime it's Carl Whitmer and Gavin Ernstone who are but in fact Gavin Ernstone's gone to the lead now ahead of Whitmer and Ernstone leading for Road Shagger Racing out of Las Vegas and he is pulling away and behind the wall for another car there Peter yeah, car number 51 uh, for uh, Hattori Motorsports. Uh, that's, uh, that's had to go straight behind the wall. Was that the car that Shea was referring to? Yeah. The white and purple machine straight back to the garage. I'm oh, looking that's... at it in its uh, oh. garage area right in front of us. And well, there's no urgency there, to be honest. I hate to say it. All, all week, these uh, Michelin Pilot Challenge cars... <laughs> have ran with, out with very, very little issue. Uh, they've just gone out there and turned laps, and and we get to the race, and things start well, to creep out. What is? What ex- can you say, ex- Jeremy? Except the number 17 car that we were talking about a little except while ago, <laughs> uh, before all those problems, and to relate that, that the issues there, the car ran fine on Wednesday in the afternoon practice. Thursday morning, it just wouldn't fire. They spent the whole day changing everything electrical on that car, couldn't get it to fire. Finally, they found a and there's no other ECUs in the country, they finally found uh, a, a, a car that had been crashed in Mexico City, uh, and it was sitting in a storage unit, and uh, the uh, Patriot Engineering, which is the Audi importer, Audi has 
basically nothing to do with the TCRs these days, but Patriot Engineering located this car in Mexico. They found the owner who went to his lockup unit last night. This morning he got up at 4 o'clock, caught a flight to Orlando. Mikey Taylor, who would be driving this car with Chris Miller, will do the closing stint on the race, drove to Orlando, picked up the uh, the ECU and the control module for, for the... Uh, electrical systems on the car brought it back here he arrived literally about 40 minutes before the start they put it in the car not knowing whether it was going to fire up again and here he is working his way through the field amazing to fifth position jeremy fifth position and another car going slow down on the infield this is coming into the pit lane 70 hyundai for the seven zero multicolored hyundai and another one bites the dust from TCR. It's rather sad, isn't it, to see all these uh, mechanical problems. That's uh, the daily car that we were talking about earlier on. Now, is he going... No, he stayed out, so he's... Trying to fix it in the pits. Shea Adam is right there. We thought we saw some damage to the right front of that car, Shea. And indeed, it was a tire-related issue and that there is no tire left on the rim. So they're going to pull the right front off, put a new one on. It has done some bodywork damage to the uh, area right behind the headlight, actually. So it shouldn't have too much of an effect here at Daytona. Yeah, that's, that's a very hollow thud of an empty rim being placed on the ground. A very expensive hollow thud back here. I love, love the sound effects. And it hasn't moved off. Yes, it has. It's moving off now. Thank you, Shit. On, on the spot with our BDO pit lane report. BDO uh, giving us the pit lane news right the way through this mission of pilot season for 2024. Whatever ECU they've put in this number 17 JDC Audi, it's done the trick. It's going like a, it's going it like to, the train at the moment. It's uh, apparently uh, it was last used in uh, uh, in an Audi R8 at Le Mans. <laughs> 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 and it's, it's only having to you to, to run half the cylinders, so it's not working very hard at all. I I am jesting there, but this is a great story. For the JDC medic team, he's about to pass the pole sitter, number thirty-three, Harry Gottsacker, right in the draft uh, at the at the moment. Meanwhile, in, in GS, the two Turner BMWs are on the move. Ninety-six with the yellow hood, leading the ninety-five with the white hood. And remember how strong BMW were in practice across various teams, but they're going to have to go some. They might actually even have to work on some tandem drafting together, like we saw in the iRacing Daytona 24, if they're going to catch number 50, Jack Hawksworth in, uh, in P1. So they are, what, third and fourth at the moment? Correct. Yes, yep. they are. Owen Trinkler is about uh, a second up the road from them, and Jack Hawksworth just about uh, three and a half tenths ahead of that. That silver and black machine pulling away. It is a classic looking GT car. Long snout with a, an engine underneath there and it, it squint a little bit that you could be going back to the 1950s or 60s with that car. Yeah, it looks great, doesn't it? It really does look sharp, that car. And Jack Hawksworth, of course, driving like Jack Hawksworth does. Uh, as if somebody set fire to him. But those turn, two tournament motorsport BMWs, they're lurking, aren't they, in, in third and fourth. I think they're just biding their time at the moment. We know how quick the BMWs have been. We've seen it all week long. We saw it last weekend also in the first round of the VP Racing Fuels Challenge as well. 
So uh, I think you know, the, the two BMW drivers there in third fourth, Francis Seldorf making his debut, of course, in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. Dylan McAvern right behind him making his comeback to the series, a former series champion. Uh, and uh, you know, they know their job with this being a four-hour race, just to keep that car in contention and hand it over to their respective co-drivers. Uh, the number 60 car, 96 car is a Robbie Foley. The other car is Robbie McGuinness. Uh, and then they can, they can uh, put the hammer down when it really matters. In the TCR category, the whining straight cut gears and engine. The Ian here is that of the 33. Hyundai, Harry Gottsacker in fifth position. Chris Miller is just ahead of him. Gottsacker got a windscreen full of Audi oil, I think, from the Gore Audi number 55 starting some lappery now from the leaders uh, in the race as well as they begin to come through the battles in the field and in fact that is it's the 94 GS car running correct. a bit further down so they've already been passed by the GS leaders, remember two different classes of car on the circuit at the same time but they're both having their own races in TCR Dr. Will Talley, who was super quick earlier on in the week in the Alfa Romeo Giulietta Veloce, the black and gold car of the sixth position. Yeah, I spoke to him this morning. He's loving driving this car. He drove last year with the LA, LA Honda World Team. He's won this race before with Mikey Taylor in the Audi. He uh, so he knows how to get the job done, uh, Dr. Will, and uh, he just lo- he loves the, the Alfa. He says, you know, the, car's, the car feels really good to drive, but it's real strength, he says. He's putting the power down coming out of the corners. The end of the straights, it's, you know, they're all about the same, but the car puts the power down well. Uh, he feels that uh, their tyre degradation is not high. He feels you know, he's in really good shape. And Tim Lewis Jr. Uh, is a fast driver, co-driver to have as well. So lots of experience in this car. That Alfa is very much in the thick of things. Yeah, it's uh, Ken Goldberg for the Team ACP by Random Vandal BMW that's cutting his way through the TCR battles at the moment. Sean McAllister still circulating after that rear deck issue in the early laps. Uh, about a minute and a half down uh, on Jack Hawksworth, the leader. Uh, so he is... He must be off the lead lap now, then. Uh, no, not no, he's quite. Still the lap. No, he's still the lap. Oh, yes, you're correct. Yes, you're correct. Goldberg was coming back through as well. So Yeah, and his last time around uh, for Sean McAllister was a, was a 155.9. The race leader was a 156.2, so three cents of a second quicker. You know, he's, he's not going to catch him on the road yet. He probably needs a full course caution and or pit stops and everything else. Here's those a challenge for the lead again. This happened a moment or two ago on the high banking. That was the pass that took Jack Hawksworth to the lead. Bit of drama early on. The team go Audi getting through into the lead. But moments later, seemed like just the next lap or so, a somewhat uh, dramatic conflagration. And I would suggest that our safety team were looking at bits of the inside of an Audi 2-litre four-cylinder engine that really they shouldn't have been able to see. Just yeah. suggesting that, obviously. Uh, battle for the lead is now four cars strong. Toyota GR Supra, Aston Martin, and then the two-turner BMWs. 
The two BMWs are absolutely flying. In sector three, which is basically timed just before the Le Mans chicane and then all the way around the banking to the start-finish line. And the Turner cars are consistently half a second quicker there than the leader sector. in that sector alone. So that wow. shows you how much of a straight-line speed they've got. So I think Jeremy's spot on. They're maybe just biding their time there right now. Um, and I, I, They could be just get, get doing a bit of fuel saving, uh, possibly trying to bring themselves uh, into a, a good strategical position, managing tyre. Um, who knows? But they, uh, they've definitely got the pace to make a run. And if this comes down to a last lap fight, well, having that straight line speed up your, uh, up your sleeve is a very handy weapon to have. Hello to Lanky Turtle, who's on the grounds listening on 107.9 FM, WWDIS. Thanks for the kind words. And as ever, some fantastic video footage from the Turtle. Hello to Trevor Williams. Um, watching and listening in as well all my tricks as well tuned oh, in no. oh my goodness he says he's missed it now this is disaster again for the carbon bmw right front tires and there's a broken steering arm for sean McAllister. it's started badly it's got worse that is horrible right on the far side of the circuit has he clipped the wall full course yellow pits are closed full course yellow with still uh, not even half an hour on the track we'll go a bit slower I think He's, there's debris on the circuit as well and I'm not sure whether that was his but my goodness, what a horrible start to the 2024 Michelin Pilot Challenge season for the Paul City car. Talk about uh, hero to zero. It's just how the fortunes of motorsport can change so quickly. Poor old Sheldon McAllister, after putting on pole yesterday, he was the one who was in the car for qualifying, got the honour of starting the race and got to try and limp the car back. He, I think he is going a little bit too quickly and um, could cause a bit more damage. Uh, if you can limp it back to the pits, you never know what, what could be done, but there's a lot of damage around uh, around the, the uh, bodywork. Now, I don't know if it was an issue with the tyre, maybe, that's then caused the bodywork, or has it been an impact that's then caused the damage? That, that we don't know. Still 14, one four minutes to go before minimum drive time has been achieved. At IMSA Radio, by the way, whether you're here on the grounds or further afield, it is quarter past seven back in the UK on a Friday evening. I suspect one or two of you are settling in after a hard week at work and tuning in for the next four hours. If you can nick the television on a Friday night, maybe watching on your laptop. Thank you very much for spending some time. Another hour later, of course, in Central Europe. And Nick Damon, let's pick up some news from the pit lane and this BTO pit lane report. Well, the, there is a problem, and it's not necessarily related to the wheel. Um, some of the fluid that should be inside the car, the 39 uh, BMW carbon car, is coming out. They've managed to hold the radiator. Um, I think they've had a, a weird sort of tyre issue. It's, it's kind of delaminating, and you can see the cords. And in flapping around, which I think is because we know they've broken the, uh, the steering arm, it smacked the tyre into the front of the wheel well, and of course it's achieved a steering angle not accepted 
normal for the car, and that's actually managed to wear a hole in the radiator. So the radiator is now leaking water. They've got a broken steering arm, I think. Uh, yeah, definitely. And some other issues. Um, so there's a coolant everywhere. Uh, yeah, and, that is, and, the, and the indication was this thing needs to go back behind the, uh, the wall so because they've had to... Uh, well, realistically, they've got to fix the uh, steering arm, but also got to find a way of fixing the radiator. Now, whether they can actually seal it, which is unlikely, they've got to replace it. That, to me, is a very, very long job for a four-hour race. So apart from the hold radiator, the steering arm, the knacker tyre and possible other damage, it's absolutely perfect, Nick. Yeah, and on Facebook Marketplace tomorrow. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> With a picture taken from the left-hand side. Absolutely. It looks lovely on the left. Yeah, thank you, Nick. Uh, well, you know, excellent qualifying, qualified on pole positions. Yeah, so, you know, brilliant run by Sean McAllister. I mean, you know, he's, uh, he, he moved himself up from the, uh, from the Porsche GT3 Cup Series. Uh, and uh, last year, it was a bit of a struggle for him last year. Um, started for the Porsche, then switched to the uh, BMW towards the end of the season. He was eight tenths quicker than anybody else, wasn't he, in that session, in that qualifying? Uh, yes. Yeah, he was, yeah. yeah he he was nailed that qualifying. Right. I we saw don't this get morning. that. Eight tenths is normally the top ten. Yeah. Uh, we have opened the pits. Here comes the GS cars, the leaders. Nick Damon is watching that end of pit lane as Owen Trinkler pulls in from second place. Service on the uh, Toyota, the number 50, the car, that's as he thought, that is a driver change as well, so Jack Holtzworth getting out, and Tyler Maxim getting in. Uh, everyone has come in, so basically if I just read off every single car number of the uh, GS cars, it's GS first and T TCR second, but the key thing is full service for the 50. A lot of cars coming in down this end too. It is fuel only for everybody. We have the stoner car here, Aston Martin, into the pit box. Fuel for them, fuel for the Windward Racing GT4 car that took two wins last year. Bryce Ward staying behind the wheel of Vandersteer Racing. Aston Martin is also in, as is JMF with their Mercedes Benz. We have both of the Turner BMWs in for splashes of fuel, but beating them out is TGM. Four cars from the GS class did not come in. Interesting, our leader, the 50 car, when I said full service, I mean full service. It had four whole new, brand new tyres, um, which, of course, with the five nut studs, take a while to go. Uh, TGM, I think, took the lead. There's a, the 64, actually, TGM. Uh, Aston Martin is getting a huge slug of fuel, um, which he manages to leak unpleasantly a, a few millimetres millimeters over the floor. But that's it. They're all going away. But, yeah, so we're going to have a bit of a shake-up as tactics have started to play out already. BDO pit lane team right on the money again. So, uh, by my by my uh, workings out, Jeremy, it'll be Michael McCarthy and the number 91 Kelly Moss with Riley Porsche that leads from Stephen Cameron, Sean Tension Cameron Racing's Sean Quinlan, 91 from 43. Then another Porsche, BGP Motorsports, Tom Collingwood, and Frank Depew for Rebel Rock Racing stayed out in the new Aston Martin, number 71 car. Now, there was no point in bringing him in to change because it was too early. So they'll keep the track position here and hope that Frank can carry on through this stint and either get another yellow flag or get Robin Liddell into that car at some stage uh, closer once Frank's done his, his drive time in about 10 minutes' time. The thing he's just going to do his minimum drive time and then get out of the car and uh, and uh, first of all Andrew Davis and then Robin Liddell will do the rest of the race uh, but uh, they elected uh, not to come I mean a similar strategy generally speaking in terms of they have three drivers one of whom isn't as quick as the other two is number 64 car Ted Giovannis but Joe Vardy who's a team manager there and a uh, 
fantastic driver in his own right from uh, a, a year or three ago. Uh, he's elected, he did elect to bring that car into the pit lane, so uh, Ted Giovannis will stay at the wheel of it. They'll just topped it up with fuel, so when they come in to make the driver change, and it'll be uh, Chris Wilson who does the middle stint in the car number 64, they will just do that driver change, Chris will hop in, and the, the fuel fueling will be all, you know, the, m less fuel will be required for that car, perhaps, than the number 71 car for that when they come in for their driver change. So, you know, different strategies, that's what this series is all about. So, for you, those of you new to the Michelin Pilot Challenge, the TCR cars now will be making their pit stops. The first lap uh, of the, uh, when the pits are clear, it's GS cars, comes in, ca cars come in, following lap is TCR. And Busy. here they come in now. Shea Adam will wait for Gavin Ernstone to go to her end of the pit lane. Nick Damon is with a horde of Hyundais. Oh, oh is, is that the collective noun? Is it the horde of Hyundais? Uh, I'm actually most closest actually to a, uh, the 89 Hart uh, Honda and the, the one that uh, the 98 Hyundai next to me. All of them seem to be taking front tyres, unsurprisingly, because the front tyres do all the work. The rear tyres just keep the exhaust off the ground. Uh, and big churns of fuel from some teams. Other teams have got pressurised nozzles, but there's no... I haven't seen any driver changes so far at my end. Fuel and front tires for the number 61, Gavin Ernstone, staying aboard the Road Tracker Racing Audi that has taken victory twice here in the last four years. It's fuel only for Rockwell Autosports development, just one pit box ahead of them, but that should not block them as they wait for the fuel tank to be full. They are doing a windshield tear off, and now out goes Gavin. Nope, Gavin's clear by a mile. Not even close, actually. Gavin Ernstone. Uh, out and away has gone out on the wrong side of the track have they closed the pit exit there's two cars at least that have gone straight onto the the racetrack and not through the pit exit line oh my goodness I think they me. corrected themselves just in time no i don't think they did there was two cars that went to directly round the outside oh. unless they dragged back over the grass i think they did wow oh dear now i didn't see the number 80 tcr machine uh, there, the Hyundai of uh, the Victor Gonzalez racing car did not take any tyres at all, whereas everybody else did. So it was the Gavin Ernstone 61 car and the number five Alpha that did not go out through the pit lane. The Alpha started to and then decided not to. I wonder if they were thrown out by the double yellows on the pit exit ah. and they have cut back across. I think they'll get a drive through for that. Gavin uh, had to come through the grass. The Alpha found almost a bit of hard standing. But that's extraordinary. That's the... Um, uh, that's, that's not the paying console. attention, John. That well, that, that's exactly right. That's the uh, the console game exit because... Yeah. Uh, is it, is it at Forza? Oh, yeah, Forza I, I, that still has the tyre barrier there? I racing, you would get a penalty for that. Yeah. 40 seconds. Yeah. Pen, very very, very yeah. punishing. I think it'll be a penalty here too. And there are two TCR cars, by the way, that did not pit... That would be the number uh, 93. The, actually, the two Montreal Motorsports entries, 93 and 6. And the reason that they've got to go round is, A, that's where the pit exit is, and B, you've got to go out of the RFID readers at the end of pit lane so that Michelin and uh, IMSA know which tyres you've taken. Long gone are the days when you paint a little bit of, you know, car five, set three, left front, right front. 
it's all done electronically now. Uh, let's check back in with our BDO pit lane team, starting with Nick Damon. Yeah, we had the extended pit stop for the 89, which is the uh, Hart team uh, Honda. That um, was having a, a, one of the ignition coils replaced. Um, they seem to know exactly what the problem was. They ended up with a very long time trying to put a tie wrap on the uh, steering bonnet pin and then gave up. So there was an issue with the bonnet pins coming loose. Uh, but it was the main reason for the hanging about was that uh, ignition core they've changed. Nothing worse than additional ignition coils going. Well, I suppose blowing the engine up. Uh, we've had then uh, everybody through the lane who wanted to come through the lane. Still the work is going on on the pit lane with the erst, erstwhile uh, pool sitter and leader of the race, the 39 Carbon BMW, and they're still working on the car on the lead. Now, all of these teams who have been down the pit lane need to remember time in the pit lane does not count for drive time. So the four cars that stayed out, Michael McCarthy, Kelly Moss with Riley in the 718, GT4 RS Club Sport Sean Quinlan in the number 43 Stephen Cameron Racing BMW M4 GT4 that's the newer shape car G82 and there's also BGB Thomas Collingwood and Frank Depew they are still counting they haven't been in the pit line let's quickly before we come back to green with the lights out on the safety car go to Nick Damon for this BDO pit lane report yep. with the man who had been leading the race Jack Hawksworth uh, Jack that was a pretty good first couple of laps yeah it was a fun first in um, cows working well uh, we had a really good infield uh, traction was good so as the uh, tyres start to wear the Supra was, uh, had a bit of an advantage off the, off the corners accelerating but the uh, guys behind were super quick on the straight, so uh, it's going to be a little bit tough raceability, but um, we're in the mix, and uh, yeah, a bit of a panic there. I think we, we, we didn't know the pits were open, and then they were open, and so we dived in last minute, and I managed to save it, so we're all right, but um, yeah, we just keep uh, chipping away. It's, uh, her Tory guys have done a brilliant job all weekend, and uh, you know, Tyler's out there now, and he's, uh, he's been on fire ever since he, he jumped in the car. So I'm interested to, to kind of watch him race now and uh, see what we can do. But first race for the team, and uh, looking forward to seeing how we, uh, yeah, how we come out. Um, you mentioned you, had, you were good off the corners. How did you feel you were in the straights? Was it just a case that you were the leader, so they were enjoying your, uh, your toe, or you got a straight line disadvantage? You did see the BMWs are very quick. I mean, the, the second those things rolled out for the weekend, it was like they had such a big straight line speed advantage. Um, with the Aston, he was a bit faster than me on the straight, but when I had his toe, I could uh, I could go by him. And then, obviously, when he had his my toe, he was a bit more, more than we were. So I'd say we're you know we're good on the yeah we're not fast enough on the straight right now. But <laughs> in the infield, we're all right, and uh, tired egg seems good. So a long way to go. We've got to keep his nose clean and get a solid result. Here. Thank you, uh, Jack. The pace cars in the lane, which means we're about to go green. Nick Damon, absolutely spot on timing, Jack Hawksworth doing Jack Hawksworth's things. We're back to green. Three hours and 21 minutes to go across the line then. Michael McCarthy leads for Kelly Moss with Riley in the Porsche. And the TCR restart is three wide across the line as they're coming through some of the midfield and back of the field runners of GS. But at the front of the field, McCarthy from Queenland, from Collingwood, Frank Depew, oh, and Trinklet. Of course, did stop. He's the first of the cars that did stop, but did not, we believe, take Tyson off. 
behind them for the Victor Gonzalez Racing, uh, sorry, the VTSR Racing Aston Martin. There was another Aston involved there, Peter, as well. That was the uh, 19 car and the number 88 that got together going into the hairpin. That's Dominic Starkweather and Todd Coleman, Van der Steer and Archangel Aston. So Aston on Aston. Meantime, coming to the line, well, that was a really odd start for the TCRs and Carl Whitmer jumped away. But that seems to... I mean, it was green. It's not a split start there. And we're hearing as well now from race control. Oh, and problem this is the, the number seven. Oh, the five alpha is off. Ooh. That's gone behind the wall as well in the hands of Will Talley. So is the 77 Hyundais. Have they Correct. come together, I wonder? Well, the Hyundai, it was the one that I saw off the circuit first of all. <gasps> and that was a big slide by Will Talley, I think he got tagged by someone else, pushed sideways and then he picked up the aforementioned uh, Hyundai so this has been a bit untidy let's be quite clear another, about this that was Tyler Hagler of course another puncture, or well, another issue there for the 23 uh, Toyota Supra GR just goes straight on at the, uh, the kink and I think something damaged on the front right of that car looks like the tires just going down a little bit yeah that was ah. uh, uh, that was Bubba Wallace wasn't it uh, who yes, started that's right. yeah. that car yep. doing a bit of grass tracking now those cars that stayed out have met their minimum drive time so we've got some of them coming into the pit lane Shay Adam I've got Tom Collingwood in for the number 69 this is the BGB Motorsport handing over to Jerome Bleak Mullen saving Spencer Pompelli for the end of the race in that Porsche the Stephen Cameron racing BMW is also in that's the number 43 Greg Leofouge taking over for Sean Quinlan and Frank Depew having met the minimum drive time second in the championship last year has done his effort to try and get a win here at Daytona looking for his first win at this speedway despite the fact that he's wins about seven other tracks on the schedule he's handing over to Andrew Andrew Davis. In the meantime, the TCR number 77 involved in that incident. Taylor Hagler, she is limping the Brian Herder Autosport Hyundai back to the pit lane just through the Le Mans chicane at the moment. But it looked like the number five had gone behind the wall. Bubba Wallace is in the pit lane. And after that issue and the grass tracking, Sheer Adam. It was a right front tire issue for this car, and they are doing right sides on it. They have stickers on them, so they are brand new tires, as well as doing a driver change. And I need to walk around the car. Can't quite see who got into it, uh, but they did do the driver change, so Bubba's out. It's John Hunter Nemechek who got into the car shape. That gold and black mobile one supported smooth raging, and he's dropped the clutch and it's stalled. John Hunter Nemechek restarting the Supra engine to get going. Here come the leaders. He's going to go a lap down. Here they come as they come through. And Owen Trinkler has caught and passed Michael McCarthy. McCarthy did not stop. Owen Trinkler did. And in third place, the Turner Motorsport BMW of Dylan McAvern has just put in the fastest lap of the race. Ahead of Bryce Ward for Windward Racing in fourth position. Having the time of his life last season, what a run he is having as the rest of the cars start coming into the pit lane. 
that didn't stop first time around. The two Astons just getting tangled up with each other two laps ago at the uh, right-hander at the International Horseshoe. Uh, Nick Damon has got uh, pit callers down his end. That's one of the TGM cars, Nick. Yeah, we got the uh, the 64 TGM car out. Got uh, Ted Giovanni's. I think Hugh Plum got in. Full service this time around. And uh, very exciting. The, uh, the, the, the very, there's a very long thread on those nuts for the uh, the five the five um, studs, which is quite interesting. We've also got the 77, which is the uh, the damaged Hyundai from that incident with the Alfa Romeo. Was the uh, as I was um, saying how nice the nuts are. I just had a, a nut flicked at my leg by the rear wheel of the uh, the Aston Martin. It drove over them, so I've now gone off them again. Um, but they are now both away. Didn't seem to be any particular service at instance for that 77. So it must be so it must have been a tyre problem only. The response from the Alpha team, they don't know the sequence in which it happened, but it resulted in contact, and ultimately, they are out. There's suspension damage that they can't fix. Very short start to a, a short uh, amount of time, rather, out on the track for a four-hour race. Turn to BMW on the high side, battling for position as they come onto the tri-oval. It looks like a decent gap to... Uh, Owen Trinkler and hearing as well from Aaron who's got eyes everywhere Todd Coleman and Archangel Motorsports Aston has lost a wheel and tyre uh, the uh, Vantage so that car will be heading back to the pit lane Lest, uh, left front actually it's the wheel is still on but the tyre is definitely off and that's been side to side I think uh, with bits of the Michelin Tyre making their bid for freedom up to the inside of the circuit. Thank goodness. Share Adam with news of a penalty. Rebel Rock Racing just did a drive-through penalty. Do you have anything on the screen as to what that was for? Stand by, caller. Wheel rotation while elevated. Ah, uh, uh, no. Yeah. That was uh, Andrew Davis who took over that car from Frank Dupuis with uh, plenty of plenty of experience with that team. Right, let's take a breath for a moment because every time I try and look at the screen and do a rundown here uh, on IMSA Radio and IMSA TV, something happens. Team TGM by four seconds. Owen Trinkler has pitted but did not take tyres, just topped off the fuel on the Aston Martin Vantage GT4. Michael McCarthy, who has not pitted, stayed aboard the 718 Kelly Moss with Riley number 91 car. That scraping sounds horrible from that Aston Martin in the left front wheel. Dylan McAvern for Turner Motorsports, uh, sitting in third position uh, at the moment for Turner Motorsport. That's yeah. your top three there. And TCR, Gottsacker back to the head of the field for Hyundai in the number 33. Gavin Ernstone just in behind in second. Uh, and in third place, Alpine Monto for the Montreal uh, Motorsport group. And Gavin Ernstone's just done the fastest TCR lap of the race. There we are. I feel like we've sort of settled down for a moment. And as soon as I say that, of course, it'll all kick off again. And another puncture. Nick Damon with his PDO pit report. It's the, it's the 94, the BMW, uh, the Borchella, Gatesby-Jones, Ken Goldberg machine. It's been pushed back slowly. It's coming with absolutely nothing on the uh, the rim at all, like a, a tiny sliver of uh, rubber on that rear right. And I just see the 88... Uh, Aston going past me, which is missing the front left, but that's a, that's a problem for Shay to sort out. Um, they, I think when he actually finally rolled to a halt, he rolled too far away from the pit wall, and they've had to kind of 
very difficult to actually manoeuvre the car back again with only three, well, even three wheels. Uh, they're now doing a full service and they're going to get fuel as well. Todd Coleman actually with a broken rim as well. No rubber left on this left front tire at all. They are checking to make sure that there is no suspension damage. But while they are checking, there is a driver change going on. And Todd Coleman is handing over to Aaron Tielitz, who is a uh, factory Lexus driver. He's actually taking up the reins behind a different wheel of a car. But he has been a longtime coach for Todd. They've driven together in another championship. Car drops off the air jacks. The service having been completed. Uh, there we go. The door wasn't quite shut that time. Aaron's still making sure he's belted in making sure that everything is good. Out goes the RS1 Porsche, which came in for a driver change. And now it's up to Aaron to try and regain that lost track position for Archangel. And uh, just, just out of your eye line there, she on the rear right uh, the, uh, on that Aston, the wheels were rotating on the jack, so I think they'll cop a penalty as well. Oh dear. Because we get pretty much the same view that race control do out the window. So That incident uh. Uh, involving the... Uh, 1988 car that we saw earlier on that's been reviewed no further action uh, so far but uh, the pit lane infringements I'm sure will pull in some penalties brightly coloured number 44 is uh, one of the Porsches Moise Oretsky for baby bull racing in the 718 uh, that car at the moment uh, fighting off the number 50 Toyota Supra GR back through the traffic after a slightly tardy pit stop Trinkler's lead pushed back to or cut down to a second and a half to Dylan McAvern, it was just over four seconds. Yeah, and uh, each of the last three laps, so in Trinkler, in that leading car number 46 for Team TGM, has set his best lap of the race. Last time I was at 155.41, but uh, Dylan McAvern, as you say, John Heinoff, is uh, closing that gap little by little, three or four tenths of a second per lap in that number 95 BMW, and pulling away pretty substantially from the third place car Michael McCarthy doing a nice job in that number 91 car for the uh, Kelly Moss with Riley team uh, the Porsches uh, have been uh, pretty hamstrung this year compared to last year they've got th th 30 kilograms heavier about 65 pounds or more uh, they've got uh, a, a smaller restrictor so they get less power as well so they're struggling a little bit the Porsches but a good job for Michael McCarthy in third place in car number 91 penalties coming RNT lids for Archangel Motorsports the 88 and Catesby Jones just going out as well for Team ACP for random vandals are both four clicks over the pit lane speed violation they'll get a drive through uh, and that's not the only that's not the only penalty for the number 88 Archangel Motorsports Aston uh, more penalties than the European Cup final here uh, wheel rotation while elevated drive through uh, multiple track limits drive-through so I reckon that's three drive-throughs for the 88 hey look if you're going to get it wrong get it wrong big time three drive-throughs means he can get coffee and burgers for the whole team still doesn't goes through the drive-through that many times uh, coming down towards uh, three hours and nine minutes and Owen Trinkler just inches out to 2.1 seconds over Dylan McAvern and it's McCarthy selled off in third and fourth position the Turner Motorsport BMW trying to hove in he's right there 
just behind the third place Porsche that's the close battle on the uh, on the track at the moment and in the number 57 Bryce Ward Winward Racing mm-hmm. he is sitting in 10th position at yeah. the moment and one of the guys in that little battle in that well, big battle there actually just he's just got ahead of Bryce Ward he's kind of a 34 that's 19 year old Jesse Webb from uh, the BC area in Canada uh, he lives pretty close to where the old Westwood track used to be if you go back to the 70s and so yeah okay right um, so, but now Jesse Webb in that brand new car and team to the Michelin Pilot Challenge this season JMF Motorsports run by John Farrow who's a Canadian retired businessman who has a passion for motor racing and for de- developing drivers who wouldn't have otherwise have the opportunities Jesse Webb all he done before uh, last year was some uh, a Nissan Sentra racing in Canada and some short track stuff in a, in a stock car uh, but to tell you what, the kid is a talent, uh, and he, he was running before the caution period in the eighth position in car number 34. He fell uh, in the pit stops to 13th, but now already he's worked his way back into the uh, into the top 10, running eighth last time around. That's uh, number 34, Jesse Webb. Keep an eye on that young man. The Victor Gonzalez Racing Team Honda Civic FK7 in the TCR category is now behind the wall for Colton Reynolds. He took it behind the wall. Uh, Aaron Tielitz just gone back out for that Archangel car, but he'll be coming back down the pit lane. In fact, as I mentioned that, here is the green car. First of three drive-throughs. So that'll be... Uh, now, this is his second one. He's already been through the McDonald's drive-through. This is the Wendy's. And it'll be Denny's later. The Hart Honda uh, team still working underneath the hood of that car. Uh, in the pits at the moment, so they, they they had changed the coil pack on it in the uh, in the first pit stop. This is the red, white, and black Honda run by the employees in the family, and Nick Damon is with that car now. Yeah, I think they're changing the rest of the coil packs now. They've decided to. Uh, they've obviously got a misfire, uh, and they're looking at also some of the other electrical elements at the top of the engine. So they want to make sure they're getting the correct spark at the correct time. And these uh, coil packs being replaced, which I think if you go into your local Honda dealer, about £180 or $225 each. So uh, um, not the work of a moment as far as signing the checks concerned. Have you just looked that up on the pit lane? Uh, no, I remember how much I had to replace one recently, and I just um, uh, not re- a couple of years ago, and they were quite a lot of money. <laughs> They're a surprisingly large amount of money. But yeah, I'm sure, obviously, you get them from you know, uh, Euro or USA car spares, it would be, uh, be better. Into the pit lane for what has been a pretty bitty race so far for the number 94. That's a drive-through. That was one of the drive-throughs. Too many crew over the wall for that one. And therefore, back into the pit lane for Katesby Jones, the ACP by Random Vandals, BMW. Uh, at IMSA Radio, if you'd like to speak to us, got Sacker and Ernstone are back at it again. Gavin Ernstone goes to the high side in the dark coloured Audi with the light roof it's the eggshell blue N liveried 33 that he drags by fairly easily there as he was coming to the line that being the last lap pass that was made quite easily I suspect if it had been the last lap Gutsacker might have moved up just a little bit to block Gav's path through there but there's life in the Audis yet 
I don't think they had much. Oh, the Audi's a fast round. That's yeah. a really fast. That, of course, that's the Generation 2 Audi, the latest generation RS3 LMS TCR for that 61 uh, team there in TCR. Really, yeah, I don't think even the draft was all even necessary there. Just set it up there, that Roadshagger Audi, and it just galloped on past the uh, Hyundai Elantra there of Harry Gottsack. And remember, Harry put the car on pole with a blinding time. Oh broke the lap record, or the qualifying record, excuse me, and, uh, well, it, it seems that in race trim, the, the Hyundai on the straights is just getting, it's just giving away too much time, and Gottsacker is struggling to, uh, to to fight, really. Yeah, it was, it's been a t- kind of a com- common occurrence here, particularly at Daytona, it's the track on which the Hyundais have yet to win, Correct. won everywhere else, and won all the championships in, in recent memory, or the majority of them, anyhow. Well, yeah, they won the last, what, four in a row, I think. Um, but, uh, yeah, here's not their best best track, but, look, it's a long race. Yeah, we're only, uh, what... Uh, An hour in. Yeah, exactly. It? Just yeah. Uh, 55 minutes into this race, there's still plenty of long way to go. And, you know, the, the, at this stage, we've already seen some unreliability, particularly in TCR. So, at this stage, just kind of buy your time and keep yourself in contention. Just noticing that the Kelly Moss with Riley Michael McCarthy car has been out for the whole time. That is the leading car that has not stopped. I think it's the only car in GS that hasn't stopped. Uh, the Montreal Motorsport Group Honda with LP Montour behind the wheel, that car hasn't stopped. Uh, uh, in fact, Carl Whitmer hasn't stopped either. That car's not been down the pit lane. So the two Montreal Motorsport Groups the Group cars have not stopped. Battle at the front of TCR sees... Uh, Gavin Ernstone just easing away. Oh, and Trinkler has been caught again in GT, GTS. Um, sorry, GS, and now has barely a second of a lead. Here comes Harry Gottsacker down towards the first of the two hairpins, the international hairpin, right-hander, getting grip coming out. Gavin goes nice and wide, uses the exit road. Now down towards the kink. He'll flick the car in, trying to use as little lock as possible so he doesn't scrub off any speed. Hard on the brakes for the Western Horseshoe. Came in from the middle of the road there. Takes a relatively early apex there, but that gets him on the power. And now heads back out onto the high banks right in front of me. The Victor Gonzala Racing Team red, white, black and grey Hyundai Elantra number 80 is in, that's Nick Damon's end of things Yeah, there's a peerage not, not, there's not a member of the Lords, but someone's peering into <laughs> the, uh, uh, the engine bay, but it looks like the problem actually is on the uh, left hand side they're testing the tyres, I think they've they got a pressure problem, I think, they, I think the driver's report doesn't feel right, and they're having a look at the steering links and the uh, wishbones, they're also just making that first check, make sure it's not a tyre going down, make sure the tyre pressure issues, car's been stationary now for a a good 30 or 45 seconds. Uh, now they're looking underneath to so they can find. Uh, it appears to be a bit of a vain search at the moment, but I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. Well, John, I know that Victoria Thomas and Bill Riley are both big fans of yours, and clearly they were tuned in to Radio because they realized, oh, yeah, our car has been out the whole time. Maybe we should bring it in. And in it is. The Porsche getting full service. They are having a little bit of issue getting the fuel nozzle attached. There we go. About three seconds lost in the process of trying to actually plug it in. But they will be doing four tires and a driver change. Mike McCarthy with that excellent opening stint. He's going to be worth the chat. Is handing over to Brady Golan. Another problem for... A Porsche right rear tyre issue for the Allied 
machine number 67. That's Sebastian Carrazo for Sabok Simpson Motorsport running in 12th position. Uh, at the moment, he is still running. And side-by-side -side contact, maybe, for that car. The battle for the lead is heated right up as well with the one Trinkler now having to defend from Dylan McIverne. McIverne with slightly newer Michelin rubber as the TCR lead battle goes just by that Porsche. They are on the home. infield. They're a long way from home. Yes, you're right, Peter. Just coming through the infield section. Keeping out of the way. That right rear. Battle for the lead then on the high banks. Coming back towards us in the tri-oval round the outside for the BMW Dylan McAvern goes through and takes the lead would have been taking the victory had the chequered been out problem there huh yeah that was Let's... impressive wasn't it Jeremy that uh, straight line speed uh, the Kelly Moss racing ex-Sean McAllister car now as he's out of it has just pulled out we'll get a word uh, excuse me Mike McCarthy um was in that car we'll get a word with Mike once he's cooled down a little bit here is at that pit so McAvern now leads for BMW Aston Martin second Seldorf in third for BMW then Toyota McLaren BMW Ford Mustang Chad McCombie haven't mentioned that car or its number the number 13 car uh, so far Judson Oldsman uh, sharing that car then there's two Mercedes Jesse Webb for JMF Motorsports and Bryce Ward having the time of his life 57-7 yeah. last time around yeah. right right there with the cars around him yeah the other guy who's seriously impressive is is, is Paul Sparta in that random vandals uh, BMW car number 92 running in the sixth position look he's a, he's a, a bronze rated driver uh, uh, he's, he's not in the first flush for use other than his enthusiasm for the sport which is absolutely fantastic uh, Paul will be sharing at number 92 BMW with Kenton Cook he's a, a, st well, a young star oh, he's 29 now isn't he it's amazing <laughs> Um, but it's, you know, he's, a, he's a stud, it's Kenton, and, but Paul is really doing an excellent job. He, I spoke to him yesterday, he was going to be happy, uh, he, he qualified a, a, a magnificent to inside the top 10, and he said he'd be happy to, to hand the car to, Henton, to Kenton in the top 10. Well, he's a lot better than that now in sixth position, that's kind of a 92. Not you. Down here with a BDO pit report for you, an interview with Michael McCarthy. Michael, that was a great opening stint. They left you out there for a long time. No new tires, no more pit stops. But now your job is effectively done for the day, correct? Yep, I get to sit back and relax and watch my two teammates go kick some butt. How hard was it to hold off all those cars when they all had new Michelins? Uh, it was a challenge, but I enjoyed racing with the, in the series. It's uh, new to me, and I had a great time out there. Do you feel like you learned enough to go forward into the sprint race at Sebring with a good shot for a win? I'm looking forward to it. Good luck. Thank you. Well, unfortunately, after a lot of pushing and shoving, wobbling, uh, dropping up and having a look at the engine going round with and without drive, the number 80, uh, the, uh, the Hyundai there, has had to go behind the wall. I think that it's got possibly a differential problem for the Victor Gonzalez Racing uh, Honda. Yes, I, th I think I, if I had my money on it, you know, and I probably will, I think there's some sort of differential or perhaps differential outdrive issue rather than the drive shaft itself. So I think it's in the middle of the engine rather than at the, uh, the wheel end that the problem is. Well, Jerry Z, who's here. I've got pictorial evidence listening in on 107.9. Hello to Gareth, 
in the United Kingdom, listening from Scotland. Good to have you listening in and watching at, what, 10 to 8 on an evening. Paul Kinch is uh, watching and listening as well. Uh, hello, Tiffany Dell, who I know uh, is Tiff. listening in. Uh, big fan of the MX5s earlier on today. He'll be watching. He'll be watching this as well. Uh, Gavin Ernston leading in the TCR category with Harry Gottsacker right in behind in second place. They're going down the short straight, the short shoot between the exit of the Western Horseshoe at turn five through turn six and up on the high banks. Really interesting the difference between these two leading cars, the number 61 Audi TCR very much the, got the straight line speed but when you get into the infield section Harry Gottsacker in that Hyundai Elantra N TCR, just fantastic, it rains huge amounts of time on the brake and indeed in the corner so it's not a complete walkover for that Audi. It is when they get out and onto the straight, of course, but Gottsacker is driving the wheels off that Elantra right now. Keeping the pressure on Ernstone, and you never know, a little mistake could creep in. There's nothing more uh, terrifying than a, a young star behind you looming in the mirrors. It's Peter Mackay with us in the IMSA radio booth. IMSA Global Broadcast Centre, around the world on RS2. And here at the track on 107.9. Got a little bit of an interest from on the pit wall with a potential little bit of weather coming in. Air temperature 27 Celsius, which is around about 81 Fahrenheit on the track. It will be 95 Fahrenheit or 35 Celsius. Humidity has dropped back to... 65% but it has been overcast all day today, I noticed there was a little bit of a squall or worse in the Gulf of Mexico on the radar earlier on, not sure that's going to get to us before the end of this race and it might be going a little further south anyway so let's hope, hopefully that will be the case uh, Peter Mackay looking at a few penalties before we get back to the action on the track car number six, that's the Montreal Motorsport Honda Civic uh, TCR, uh, Louis-Philippe Montour, uh, had to just serve a drive through just served it right there for refuelling while the car was raised, so the amount of e effectively pit lane execution penalties that are being handed out are vast for this stage in the race I I've lost count so have um, I <laughs> to be quite honest um too many team members was uh, I think one of them wasn't it that mm -hmm. was uh, earlier on that's been handed to several yeah the, the number 88 has at least four runs through the pit lane now actually uh, <laughs> through 88 Aaron Tealitz is back in the pit so that car hasn't gone out it's already been in the pit lane five times oh yes that's got the broken suspension so that one won't be moving for a while here's a very distinctive car coming into the pit lane and this is the First Horizon Windward racing car and Bryce is getting out right in front of Shea Adam. Meaning that Daniel is getting in. Daniel Mora, 2017 Rolex 24 winner a couple of years now, doing double duty driving tomorrow in the GTD class also for Windward and their Mercedes. They are changing all four Michelins. These are 
they look new. Yeah, yeah, those are new tires. They don't have any stickers on them, uh, but they definitely have never seen the racetrack before. Driver change is done. Bryce not even needing a tire change assistant to get Daniel in the car. Good show of uh, just how much of a family they are. Fueling is done before the car is off the air jacks. The tires did move, but not a full rotation, so that should not be a penalty for Windward. Good stop for them. So over the hour mark now, and uh, trying to split this up into sensible chunks of racing. Jeremy Shaw, Peter Mackay, John Hindhoff in the Global Broadcast Centre. The 23 of Bubba Wallace back out on the circuit after that off-track incident. And it's uh, John Hunter Nemechek who took over that car. Remember, he stalled it a couple of times before they got it out there. But now it seems to be running cleanly again, Peter. The, well, not quite. Uh, at the Le Mans chicane, uh, they are the 23 Toyota of Bubba Wallace getting into contact with the number 19 Aston Martin which has had a pretty bruising day as it is Uh, Bubba uh, is uh, excuse me it was Bubba Wallace who started the car excuse me Um, who is in it right now it's John John Hunter Hunter Nemechek yes so uh, the stock car boys getting their uh, get their elbows out which I'm sure is the surprise of nobody Corey Heim will be the third driver in that Supra GR GT4 Evo, GR for Gazoo Racing, the overarching brand of Toyota racing now globally, whether it's rallying or racing. At Honda have uh, rationalised their global racing to HRC, which is the motorcycle brand, actually. Mm. And uh, so. Honda Racing Corporation. Yes, exactly. Mm. We've seen that on motorbikes for many years. And. Uh, Honda Racing Corporation USA is uh, now the uh, performance arm over here in the States. A little bit of a change of uh, headed notepaper and a few logos, I suppose. Some new pens. Yeah, new, new stationery. Uh, well, Toyota Gazoo Racing reasons to be cheerful, certainly, right now. They're leading the Monte Carlo Rally right now. Oh, are they? Yes. Excellent. Uh, in fact, one, two. So uh, th- th- there are Toyota's motor racing uh, exploits, both in, in the off-road world, but also here in sports car racing, and really the, the manufacturer to beat in the World Endurance Championship for the last several years. Change for second place uh, a lap ago now. The, the two turnovers for BMW is now running uh, in formation at the front of the field. Last time around the second of that's car number 96, driven at the moment by Francis Seldorf, just cruised past Owen Trinkler coming through the tri-oval, so up into second position. It's now heading uh, toward the kink of the two BMWs with Owen Trickler hanging on there in third position. Red and Racing's Jack, Jake Pedersen just had a little grassy moment at the Le Mans Ooh, chicane, yes. gets it back. That'd be the There's super little battle. The front right there. Yeah, it looks like it's had contact. The, uh, there's a little bit of a, a gap between the panels that doesn't look very Porsche. So I think there's been a bit of bumping and barging. Two turn of BMW. By the way, that car, that number 21 car, it's a great story. The livery on that car, we've just got a glimpse of it there. It's all multicolored. It's actually uh, the reproduction of a Gibson SG guitar livery that was uh, that was used by Eric Clapton in 1964 uh, by Dutch design collective The Fool. Uh, and The Fool is sitting on a cloud 
uh, and uh, with, with heaven above him and flames below. It's a fabulous livery. If we get a chance to look at that car again, it's a really cool story. And uh, the, uh, the Jake Peterson, who's driving that car at the moment, he's a, a, a budding musician. He ad- attends in uh, in Boston the uh, uh, Berkeley College of Music, which is a yeah, one of the top. Uh, musical colleges in the in the country, and uh, and he and one of the one of the crew members, actually the son of uh, Lara Tom and the team owner there at Reardon Racing, they've been jamming away uh, in between the sessions this week. Really cool story. That's nice. caliber twenty one. I wish I'd known. Yeah, that's cool. I brought my Schecter. Uh. I had a little goat not named after Jody. I just uh, <laughs> should should say that that those two uh, turn of BMW cars, as Jeremy mentioned, got through the lead a couple of three laps ago. There haven't really dropped Owen Trinkler. He's hanging on there. And remember, Owen has not yet changed his tyres. Yes, he came into the pits at the same time as everybody else, but he chose just to take VP Racing Fuel and push out again. So he's now got uh, 33 laps on those Michelin tyres. As, if you prefer, he's done you know an hour and 10 minutes or a little bit more than that, albeit had the chance to cool them down behind the safety car, Peter, for a little while. I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye on that because he was holding on to those two blue and white, uh, blue and yellow Turner BMWs. He's just starting to drop away a little bit now, maybe feeling the pitch. And this, the pace of the BMW in various teams' hands has been ominous all week, whereas Jack Coxworth, the driver of the number 50 Hitori Toyota, alluded to, he says, as soon as they came out of the truck, and he's, he's spot on there, but the, and Turner, they really know how to get the best out of any BMW product, more so, car number 96, which runs in second right now, they've got Robbie Foley waiting in the wings too. Ah, issue for the tyre on the rear right of car 44. This is Porsche Rescue, the baby baby bull, bull racing team at and again, that another multicoloured Porsche, and this is a, a right rear issue. My seat has stayed low down on the racetrack to stay out of the way. Has there been contact? Who was he? Well, close he, to? he was dicing with number twenty-one car that went off on the previous lap Jake at Madison, the, uh, yeah, the, the Mans Chicane. Yes, good uh, point. He the, was part of that three-car yeah, battle, wasn't he? Yeah, it was. There were the number fifty car as well was in that in that thick of the battle. Meanwhile, uh, a change for third position in TCR. Uh, Chris Miller in that number seventeen car that started at the tail of the field has story. just moved past Mason Philippi into third place in TCR. And in fact. Uh, overall, it's at 17th place, which is a pretty good march. Of course, we have our Michelin moment of the race. That's a pretty good early contender, I would suggest. Just getting out at all uh, is, is, is certainly a contender for race, me. If they finish this race, my Michelin moment of the race will be them before the race plugging in the ECU. Yeah, with about 20 minutes remaining. Yeah, that, you know. <laughs> They just about go onto the grid. What was the name of the, of the chap who brought the ECU up from Mexico? Did you see? Did yeah. you get the name? Yeah, I did. Right, well, that, 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 he might be he might be getting a set of Michelin tires for his uh, TCR car. Well, well, the car's been the car's been so fast. I wonder if the Roberto Roberto, 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 Roberto handed over the ECU and said, "By the way, it's got a pretty tasty hey. map in it. <laughs> Wait hey. till you get that in; it's going to fly." <laughs> just had it clocked a little. Point, bit. <laughs> it's fantastic, brilliant stuff. Absolutely brilliant. Nick Damon has been uh, watching more cars, well, not on the pit lane in this video pit lane report. Nick, going behind the wall again. Yeah, we've talked about uh, the renaming of uh, 
Honda and Acura's Motorsport Division of HRC. Well, currently it's not going particularly well because three of their TCR cars have been suffering. Uh, in, within the space of a minute, both the 8, which is one of the other Victor Gonzalez cars, and the 89, the car we've seen have lots of lots of problems. Um, are they? It's a Honda and Hyundai. I've got my H's round the wrong way. Hyundai's and Hyundai. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The 8, the 80, the 8's gone by, by, behind the, uh, the, the wall with uh, problems. The 80, of course, we've already seen has had to be fixed on several occasions. And the 89 Honda, which is kind of where I was going before I got distracted by other uh, uh, Far Eastern companies, beginning with the letter H, um, uh, has had to go back and gone behind the wall as well. That's the car which had the... Uh, uh, the, that was the car that had the problems with the various coil packs. So it's, uh, well, it's come down, it's 2-1. It's 2-1 uh, tie to Hyundai against Honda and the cars having issues. Yes, it just happened that it's 8 and 88 and they both begin with an H. And, um, yeah, okay. I'm give, very I'll, old. I'll give, I'll give you that. Did you have to put your glasses on to hear that probably? <laughs> um, <laughs> Nick Damon, part of our BTO pit lane team. Uh, for this Michelin Pilot Challenge race. We're coming down to two hours and 44 minutes to go. Uh, pit lane caller. Now, is this something a little more regular for the... Montreal Motorsports. Montreal. No, no, it's going behind the wall. Now, that is definitely a Honda, and he's driven straight under the Rolex arch, which... So that's two Hondas, two Hyundais behind the oh, wall. That's such a shame. Montreal... Motorsport, they've got uh, those, those uh, FL5, the latest version of the Honda Civic TCR, and that car is built by Jazz in Italy, who have got a really a huge reputation for building fantastic touring cars. Designing and building, yeah. Designing and building, yes. They did the as well. Yes, of course they did, correct. And they they've did. got two engineers over from Italy working with the teams to try and get the best. They've done some pretty adventurous things with the setup that's worked performance-wise, but reliability seems to be an issue for them today. And that car with Lombardi sponsorship which is an Italian company with the Tricolore flashes down the side really looks very good indeed the two BMWs for Turner continue to lead, there's about a second between them and as I expected Owen Trinkler just dropping away a wee bit now but, um, but staying within yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say Jeremy, he's been out there since the start of the race uh, and He's on the tyres with which he started the race, the Michelin tyres as well. He's putting them into a decent position here. Middle stint to come. And a little shuffle, Jeremy, in the driver lineup in TGM uh, this year. Just a moment or two ago, it was the uh, bouncing Supra, number 23 car, which has. That was lost. the restart. Oh, that was the, the restart. restart. It was yeah. indeed. Uh, and that lost the glass from the right-hand door mirror. And Bubba Wallace getting out onto the track. He's out of the car now. John Hunter Nemechek behind the wheel of the Mobile One machine. Hasn't been a great start for that car. Uh, lost the Michelin tyre carcass. I, I do wonder if you if you're you're so used to uh, you're so used to running in in a category where contact and heavy contact is very much par for the course, does that take a little bit of time to adjust? Because in the GT cars you can't quite have that same heavy contact. Now Bubba Wallace has said himself, he said I need to get better at road courses uh, he spoke to uh, Toyota um, 
to say, you know, what can we do? And they've got him this opportunity to come here and race Michelin Pilot Challenge. A great idea. Um, but, it, yes, I don't think it'll take quite the same thumps that a cup car will. So, still just four seconds between the top three. And they are continuing to lap very impressively. Best lap times for the top three. 155 for the leader, 154.9 for second, 155.4 for third. And they're all lapping in the 56.3s, 56.2, 56.8. Fastest laps of the up. Oh, fastest lap overall for the number of 43 car. A little bit uh, further down the field for Stephen Cameron Racing BMW. Leader is in the pits. Let's take a BTO pit lane report. And Excuse gonna, me, second place card. And it's going to be a full service for the night. Well, it's supposed to be a full service. It's not because they're not changing the driver. The uh, 96 car is parked at a very attractive jaunty angle. Uh, looks like they're, so, they're starting with the right-hand side. Obviously, it's a quite a long process. We may say many times with these uh, GT4 cars. It's five nuts each. The engineer spins round up. It's a four-tyre change. and It's fuel, but... The same pilot, uh, to give it the uh, French title, is staying on board for the 96 turn of sport car. And that pilot, Bilot, is Francois Zeldorf. It's Francis Zeldorf, actually. Is, is there a, a walrus, a picture of a walrus on the hood of that car, or is that a hippo? I think it's a hippo, isn't it? Ah. Do I, listen, Will Turner is, <laughs> um, you know... I think it's a hippo. Yeah, I think you're it's right. a hippo. Yeah, and there's one on the side flank as well. Yeah. I wonder what the story is there. Maybe our BDO pit crew can find out. Hungry, hungry hippo. They're uh, eating <laughs> up the opposition. Yes. At the moment. Hungry Back for success. Back to the race then for the number 96, Francis Seldorf. Uh, comes he, he does go down the inside. Oh, we, did we see any penalties applied for the guys who no, I don't missed think we the did. pit lane exit and then drove across the no, perfect they investigated it. It came up on our screen that it right. was being looked at, but no... Yeah. No further because, action, because they got back on and, and did go through the RF, readers, they, they kind of gave them a, gave uh, a, if, a if warning. I'd, if I'd been the uh, if I'd been the team manager, I would have been saying, "Sorry, guys, they were distracted by the double yellows, and they thought the pit lane exit was closed." Second and third place car also into the pits. So this is the, uh, the first tyre change for TGM or Trinkler coming into the pit lane at the moment. Nick Damon will be watching both of those. Nick? Uh, with the 95, which appears to have no aquatic mammals on the side or the bonnet of the car, um, but I am getting a bit closer. It's got a kind of a, it's got a, kind of a, a graphical sort of whale, but I think that's part of one of the uh, sponsors, to be honest. Again, that's a full set of wheels and tyres, but, no, uh, but no driver. Uh, looking back to the Aston down the way, that also appears to not have a driver change either. So... By Canty, a driver change finally on the 92 car. So I need to check my uh, my starting list to find out who that is. That's the green and white BMW of uh, Random Vandals Racing. So Kenton Cock getting in there. He gave me a bit of a wink as I walked past. So Paul Sparta getting out. Uh, it's been, it's been a kook, is it? I, uh, I, he, uh, one thing about Kenton Cook, he once gave me a setup for a GT4 car around Barcelona and I racing. So we're good friends. <laughs> 46 car out of the pits, John. And I did it help, Nick. Uh, well, it's a lot, this is a very long story, Peter, but oh, please, over dinner tonight, I'll tell you the whole story of the barcelona Creventic race which you took part in. Okay. <laughs> I racing, um, yes. of course. I, 
I think Owen Trinkler did get out that car. Um, if he didn't... He did. He yeah. did get out. It, and, yeah. and the original plan was to only do 40 minutes, so he's done a lot more yeah. than he originally intended to do. He was obviously feeling good enough, uh, having not driven at all since that horrific uh, incident he had here when the car caught fire in December. Uh, he was planning to get out at the earliest opportunity, quite frankly, but he knew that that would leave a long, long way to go to the finish uh, for, his, for, for Matt Plum. So uh, he's, he's done much better than he originally bargained for. That was a, a very, I very, very, it. very, very impressive stint he's, for Owen Trinkler. He has put himself through the ringer here before, yes. Jeremy. Do you remember when he yes. did uh, almost Couple the years whole ago. race? Yeah, was he, it? he did all bar the 40 minutes. He did three in one go. That's right. And he was literally, he had to be taken to the hospital. Uh, to be rehydrated. Couldn't even, couldn't even get on the podium. Yeah, he was correct. that poorly. Uh, second, he lost the lead right at the end. I think they came in second, second or third. Didn't they? they were on the podium. That's uh, yeah, that's, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah that that uh, that uh, remains uh, Ted Giovannis's uh, best uh, finish. He hasn't yet uh, won a race. He's had two second place finishes, and that was one of them. 115 starts coming to this weekend for Ted, uh, who's a remarkable character. At the age of 78, for goodness sake, uh, and, uh, and he's he, got a book out as well, which yeah. he, he talks yeah. about how motor racing. Yeah. has influenced him and, it, and the thought process of motor racing has influenced him in the business world and oh, vice yeah. versa uh, you can say a lot about Owen Trinkler uh, most of it would be good what you can never ever question is his commitment Grit. he always yeah. gives yeah. 100% uh, let's welcome Joe Bradley back into the BDO pit lane crew with an update from his end of pit lane uh, we, we're getting an influx of uh, scheduled pit stops with driver changes aren't we We've just had the 69 McLaren in. That is that was a, a, a quite an incidental kind of stop. Motorsports in action, McLaren. Uh, Michael de Casada and Jesse Lazar. I'm not sure who changed over, but the driver getting out had a massive fall in between the car and the pit wall. Uh, currently, I've got the 34 Mercedes in from uh, an inherited second place. That's the GMF Motorsports car of Michael Stevens and Jesse Webb. And that car, pretty slick pit stop work from this team and uh, the car's back out the 33 Hyundai arrives at my feet that is the uh, uh, Harry Gottsacker Robert Wickens car no changeover Harry Gottsacker stays on board the Hyundai and uh, it's a full front wheel service so they're just putting uh, new fronts on the rears are still holding the exhaust happily away from the ground uh, fuel goes in he didn't, actually didn't really quite get close enough the uh, the fueler is at a very interesting angle, the sort of angle that would normally only be refrained for uh, complicated uh, secondary school math problems, to be honest, but uh, he's just about managing to maintain balance with this kind of uh, lean he's got in. A lot of fuel going in. And um, we just did, of course, have the 50 car, which, um, which is the uh, one of the Supras. That's the uh, Jack Hawksworth Tyler Maxim car. Tyler stayed on board and got a couple of new boots as well. Thank you, Nick. And Joe down in the pit lane. Uh, new leader, Chad McCumbie, has uh, inherited the lead. Needs uh, to come in for their second stop shortly. He's been out for 27 laps. That's when he took over the car. 27 laps ago from Jensen Altman, who started the race in the number 13 Ford Mustang GT4. Um, Bob McCallion, yeah. Yeah. I think, will come round in second place. He's due his, that car's due at second stop as well, the core. Motorsports Ford Mustang number 59. Yeah, number 34 car has just made a pit stop. So GMF. Jesse Webb handed over that car to another debutant in this series. That's Mackay Stevens in the JMF Motorsports Mercedes. 
Gregory Leofouge also making a pit stop in car number 43. Yeah, uh, those cars still to make their second pit stops, at least the, the first and third. Uh, the first and second cars, rather, becoming McAleer Racing and Co. Motorsport. When it cycles through, it should be the two BMWs yes. that will come through. Uh, let's go down to the pit lane and uh, hear the um, beautiful Nashville uh, tones of Owen Trinkler. Another Iron Man stint, Nick Dearman, uh, for the man from TGM. Oh, and first of all, then, how are you feeling? First drive after that horrific fire. <laughs> I was only supposed to do 40 minutes there. I guess I did an hour and a half or whatever we did, but uh, arm feels pretty good. I mean, it, it's been um, it's been hell the last four or five weeks, man. I've been two surgeries, put, put to sleep four times, and uh, I can't thank my team enough, my personal team around me, TGM, uh, everybody at Halifax that took care of me. Um, those guys did a great job, and uh, everybody at Vanderbilt, the burn unit, they did a great job. And, I mean, we were two weeks ahead of schedule. We shouldn't be here today. But uh, everybody putting the great energy towards me, and uh, we were worried about healing. And um, here we are. Got a shot at this thing. That it's the BMW performance race, and it shows that. Those Turner cars are fast. We've got a good short run car. Car gets a little free at the end. Um, Matt can probably handle a little bit better than me because uh, it took a ton out of me. I mean, I learned so much about burns and everything that when this happened and uh, – my energies, I'm wiped right now. I mean, that was a mega stint. I've done some mega stints here in the past, but that was, um, I got to say, that's one of my, my grittiest ones I've ever done, and I love these boys here, and uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I thank everybody for the support, IMSA, Jim France. Those guys did a great job, too. I mean, this wasn't an IMSA test when this happened, and uh, one of the first guys in the room was John Doonan at Halifax, and I, I can't thank him enough. And Jim France, they took care of me. My son was down here with me, and um, – they made sure we got home okay, and uh, that was a scary moment for him to see Dad going through that. But he's at home watching me, and uh, nothing helps when you're leading the race. That, that cures everything. That is, that is the cure, Robin. Talk to us a bit about the tactics. I mean, I think you came in early on that yellow, and I don't, don't think you took tires in, or did you? No, we did. We took tires because the car was getting a little bit free. They, I mean, I was in touch with the boys at the Roar. I wasn't here. And uh, before the race, I only did four laps. You know, I did two in Guelph on two into practice because we were trying to save everything for the race. But the cars is getting a little too free right now. You're in the, right in the center, but we're, we're making some adjustments, see if we can tighten it up for Matt. But, I mean, he can probably handle a little bit better than me, like we were talking. His reflex is probably a little bit better than mine right now. Great, sir. Thanks, Owen. Well done. Pit stops are very, very busy. Uh, lots of incident. And the 69 McLaren there just came in. Jesse Lazar got out of the car. Jesse, firstly, are you okay? Because I saw you, f you fell over something getting out of the car. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm not sure what I tripped over, but, yeah, I'm perfectly fine. I'm happy everyone was okay. We had a good pit stop. Yeah, you, you looked like you bounced up pretty well, so I wasn't too worried. Yeah. Um, you guys are at the uh, the sharp end of where you need to be. I think you came in there top five, fifth place. No, absolutely. We're still on, you know, we're on course for a podium. It's a long, long race. We want to be fast at the end. We're saving the equipment. I'm very confident Michael's going to have a very strong stint at the end. You're in 1-3 at the moment. Michael de Casada at the wheel of your car. Um, the McLaren, do you think the McLaren suited to the the high-speed banking of Daytona? Yeah, no, it's extremely, you know, very aerodynamic, and it's great on the brakes, so it suits this track really well, so we're going to definitely take advantage of that this race. Will you get back in the car, Jesse, or or, and, or is uh, Michael taking it to the finish? No, Michael, this is Michael's uh, drop the finish and bring this home for us. All right, brilliant stuff. Thanks, Jesse. And then, um, see that? I nearly, I nearly tripped over coming going out of the pit box. See that? Dangerous 
serious uh, business, this motorsport stuff. You wouldn't have bounced like he did, Joe. Thank you very much indeed to our PTO pit lane team. Chad McCombie uh, still uh, leading from Bob McCallion in second place. The gap is 41 seconds, but look at the BMWs behind. They will go through when they uh, the two cars ahead pit. McAvern and Seldorf. Then Matt Plum. Still there, you know, only three seconds further back. That was a, an absolute Ironman stint from Owen Trinkler. And uh, a word for the TGM pit lane crew there, Jeremy, because they were out miles ahead of everybody else who did. I honestly think, I honestly thought they hadn't taken tyres because they got such a jump out on the pit lane. They, yeah. they, it wasn't even close. No, I acknowledge it's one of the best uh, crews on pit lane. Here is our race leader, Chad McCombie, in for the number 13. Uh, McCombie McAleer pit stops uh, Mustang second pit stop but you're right Joey Vardy's crew there uh, to team TGM they're based in Orlando and uh, their pit stops are always exemplary so is their strategy and Nick Damon is with that Mustang and it's a full service for the GT4 Mustang, which of course we've seen for, for a couple of years not as exciting as the brand new GT3 in the big race of course but uh, very attractive this car uh, nice shade of uh, of basic grey with some uh, blue flashings on the gears. Number 13 proudly on the rear right, so no superstition within this team. And it's a full service with uh, 20 nuts coming off on the uh, brand new for 2024 GT4 Mustang. And uh, as they get their way through, and they're just very interesting. They, 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 one thing I would say about this team, interesting, they did, they've done diagonals. Some teams do both sides, they did diagonals. They did front left, uh, rear right, and then front right, rear left. That makes sense, yes. Um, they're holding the car and it is smoking from the brakes oh that's why because it's, it's, it's oh the refuel is actually right it's like an like a old fashioned American car you know the American cars of the 50s where you, they had hidden fuel caps so you pulled down the, uh, the license plate and filled it up well that's where the uh, fuel filler is for, that, for the Mustang right at the backside, um, where the number plate would be and the McKellian Mustang for court is in further up the pit lane as well that will be a full service to just noticed that uh, Matt Plum puts the Aston Martin Vantage's fastest lap in last time around twice now in succession and he's brought the gap back to the uh, Turner Motorsport cars down to under uh, a second. Under one second now in what is the effective battle for the lead with those two pit stops. Jensen Altman got back into the Ford Mustang number 13. Haven't seen who's replaced Bob McCallion yet but uh, Bob will have got out. He's done uh, what he needs to do. And again, this is the rear fill straight into the fuel tank at the back of the 59 Mustang that's up at the far end of the pit lane. Two BMWs then, first and second in the BMW M Endurance Challenge at Daytona round one of the 2024 Championship. The car 19... Oh, oh. Gavin Ernston's car is slow. This is, is the leader in TCR. And he, that car is oh not no. picking up out of turn number six. And he's going to lose the lead of the race. Gottsacka was not that far behind. This is a disaster for the Las Vegas-based team. John Morley and Gavin Ernston have been just fantastic. Fantastic competitors. Gottsacka's just gone by underneath us. Oh, my God goodness they can't buy any look they've had races taken away where they've been punted off there was one big shunt at VIR wasn't there 
So what's happened here? Coming down into the far end of the infield at the western end. Into the horseshoe. Gavin looks okay there. Oh, it's a McLaren up the inside, but there was no touch. That was the motorsport in action. The Mia McLaren, there was no touch. Already gone. But it's gone. More more Audi reliability oh, problems. That's something you well, don't see very often, is it? It's not it's, fuel, is it? Is it fuel? Oh, I hope not. Pick up problems. He's, it, it might be. He's, he's wiggling the car around. He might be just trying to shake the last bit of fuel out of the tank. Gavin's been out there for oh. 29 laps, oh, three laps no. longer than anybody else. That might be. He's able to use the shortcut to stay well, I mean the, out the, of the way. The TCR cars can go longer than GS. Right. Um, well, let's have a look, see how long he's been out in that car. He's done um, 29 well, that, laps. So that is that's that's an hour. Yeah, it came on 15, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's pushing it, and it's, uh, it's, it's coughing. It's yeah, it's coughing. yeah, I think it's you're right, it's the fuel. Oh. Is it? Oh, oh it's guys. Knows, oh, dear. And yeah. a, another uh, TCR with a... A mechanical, uh, mechanical issue. The car number 99 for the Gonzalez team, their Hyundai Elantra was given the mechanical black flag. It came in for a pit stop. It's gone back out again. Don't know exactly what oh, their black flag was yeah. for. Uh, full course yellow. Full course yellow has oh, been wow. called. Oh. That's uh, the 28 car, I think, just made a stop. That's the RS1 uh, Porsche. Is it going to stay on the lead lap? Sure, he might not actually. He's going around turn one in the pit lane. The leaders are going into turn one. It's a former championship winning car, of course, at number 28 RS1 Porsche Academy. Coming out of the pit lane now, is he going to lose a lap? Oh, it's awfully close. I think he might have just made it out. Oh, Look at that. Do you he know what? Just made it out ahead of the two leaders. John Morley is in the pit lane, suited and booted. He was waiting for for Gavin to bring that car in Gavin I think has found the reserve he might be able to stutter around he's being followed by the one of the pickup vehicles but that is awful absolutely awful he's gone one lap too far he's gone one lap too far we're under yellow which means uh, it's a good time to talk to a guest here Jackson Lee has just popped in Start knock your mic on there sir if yep, you don't done. mind it's done how are you, sir? Doing good. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's good to see you again. Um, tell us what you've been doing over the, the winter and uh, what your plans are. Well, we've uh, we've been full focus on the road in or the USF Pro Championships for the past few years, but this winter has been a little bit of a transition point in my career. We've been looking at more of the IMSA sports car side. So uh, last weekend at the Roar, I made my, my GT4 debut in the VP Sports Car Challenge, and, and it, it was such an exciting weekend for me. I had a ton of fun. I'll ask you the question that I ask a number of, of young drivers, and you've come up through Team USA as well. Focus on single-seaters. Great. That's what most people do as they come through, start, at least at the start of their, of their motor racing career. What was it that made you start to think, oh, hello, man. I might have to look at something else here? Well, you're not the first person to give me that advice. It's, uh, it's definitely been um, the focus to, to develop in single-seaters, but... Um, as you take a step back and look at your career as, as a whole, um, sports cars just provide so many more opportunities. Um, and we were seeing the exact same thing. You know, formula cars are so good for developing you as a driver. Um, and I've certainly enjoyed my time as a formula car driver, uh, being from Indianapolis and had a lot 
of um, a lot of connections to the IndyCar paddock, um, it's, it's, it's definitely beneficial to switch over. Jackson, stay with us. Uh, Gavin and Stone back under full power. Uh, either has found a bit of uh, reserve there or got some uh, on the far side of the circuit. I think it was the former. He's going to come in for what's called emergency service. The pits are closed at the moment. He can have five seconds of fuel, but nothing else. And then he'll have to do a full, uh, have to come back into the pits once we go back to green, which is fine um, because he would have needed to do that anyway. Unfortunately, uh, he's, I think he's only lost one lap, John. Only one lap. Yeah. All oh, right. So if he can, if he can get this uh, emergency service to get back out again, uh, the leaders are coming through turn four now. But he's only got um, five seconds of fuel. Yes. To have. So that should be fine. He should be able to get out and underway again. One, two, three, four. Five seconds of fuel. Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's fine. So he should come back around. A bit that. that was a long five seconds, wasn't it? Well, I think well, that maybe was you were calling a bit fast. You, were, you couldn't wait to get him going. <laughs> we're, we're hearing but, as well that the number five Alfa Romeo, the JMW car, is uh, also being cleaned up. We might see that car back out again not the end of the day not necessarily no. the end of the day with two hours and 20 minutes no. to go. and for those of you if you're unfamiliar with what with what's going on now generally speaking when the safety car comes out there's no overtaking out there at all you might have just noticed a whole bunch of cars going past the leaders and the safety car and they're now heading into the uh, into the east horseshoe well those are tcr class cars that were in between the safety car and the tcr class leader in actual fact harry gottsacker in car number 33 was the only tcr car that had not been lapped already by the overall race leader so all of the cars on the uh, that had not been lapped by Harry Gottsacker can now go past the safety car, rejoin the back of the pack, and then, in a couple of laps' time, they will have an opportunity to make their pit stops and get back on sequence with everybody else. So this, this is, you know, this is they, they hadn't been lapped by their leader, so you know it's 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 uh, this is a, a smart move that Ibsa brought in quite a few years ago, and it works really well. Uh, Mark Kwame in for Hattori Motorsports in the GR Supra. Uh, one of the Victor Gonzalez cars as well there is the 80 car uh, leaving the pit lane at the moment, Julian Santero. That will have been emergency service as well as the pits are still closed. And Gavin Ernston is hustling round to get back on the, on the back of the safety car train. Well, Jackson Lee, who's with us, uh, how was your first experience of GT4 in the... Uh, in the Porsche Cayman GT4 Club Sport. Oh, it was amazing. It was a super fun race. It's a great um, little car, that, isn't it? It, it really is. I, I will say that the toughest thing for me has been learning to lean on the ABS and use a little bit of traction control, things like that that I've never had in my career. Um, and then just learning the style of racing here in IMSA and at Daytona as well. This is my first time to Daytona and just dealing with these massive straightaways in the draft and things like that. Um, there are things that I've had experience with in the past with Formula Fords and, and F1600. Uh, but not for a little while, and it's been it's been a ton of fun to, to get to re-experience that. Want to go back to that? You talked about the ABS because uh, ABS in road cars has come along massively in the last decade or so. The same in race cars. It is incredible how hard you can hit that pedal and how long you can hold it, pretty much right up to the apex. Now, in fact, you have to do that because that helps you um, stay competitive and also, in some ways. 
it will help you rotate the car. Oh, 100%. It's, it's nothing like the ABS in my road car Mustang GT, um, but it's, it's super essential. It, it, there, there's so much um, technology behind these cars that have developed for a long time, um, and learning to trust that, learning to use it properly to rotate the car, as you said, um, it's been a little bit of a learning curve, but again, a ton of fun to get to figure this stuff out. You're a big guy, six foot. You claim four, do you? Six four. We tell the team owners six two, so they're a little uh, yeah, okay. less scared right, to put right, me in right. their race car. Just tell them five bit, foot four. Too. Yeah. <laughs> a bit more room in the in the in the Porsche than there is in the wheel car. Yeah, for sure. Uh, it's it's been weird doing my seat fits in in the sports cars because typically I get in and something's wrong, so I have to get out and we we massage the seat and work on things and it's an hour long process and then I have to make another trip or two. Um, every seat fit I've done so far, whether it be in the Porsche or in my very limited um, one race touring car experience, get in the car, <laughs> feels good, get out. So are you in for the full VP season, Jackson? Eh? Uh, that's the plan. Um, we we have budget for a couple races right now, so I will be back at St. Pete. Um, which I am very much looking forward to. I love St. Pete. Um, and then You've we got raced a, there, of course. Yeah, I have, and, and I'm, I'm looking forward to that because there are a, a few drivers who have been there before, but a number of drivers in the VP field who have not, so yeah. I'm looking forward to taking advantage of that experience. And then we got to keep looking at um, maximizing our budget for the remainder of the season. GS pits are open. The leaders stay out, uh, but a huge line of cars coming into the pit lane. Let's head to the BDO pit lane team. Who's at pit in? Why, that's me, and I had the uh, green V-Brick 92 machine uh, of uh, just stopping uh, to my right. Most of the cars actually have gone past me, more towards the, uh, the wonderful world of Joe Bradley. Interesting one of the cars that has stopped is that uh, 13, number 13 Ford Mustang we talked about. That's a little bit of a top-up. The 88 that's been through the pits 10,000 times stops again. But, Joe, you've got most of those cars. Yeah, we've got uh, great advantage for the 91 Porsche who swaps drivers during this caution period. That's the Kelly Moss with Riley. There's three drivers down to drive this car, and it's uh, it's Brittany Gorland who has, uh, or Gorland, has been able to hand over, and he's gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna shift some time, aren't they, 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 they do this, and perhaps get them back in the contention. Currently 13, just coming to the uh, end of their pit stop. Fuel's still going in, and the fueling's the last thing on these pit stops. So, and now we go. Oh, yes. It looked like coming to the end of the pit lane, the Ford Mustang was held at the red light and then maybe could not get uh, either selected gear or get enough revs to uh, pull away again, which caused a little bit of a schmozzle at the end of the pit lane. But we're under yellow, so a little bit of real estate, possibly a position lost there, but no harm, no foul. We've uh, got Jackson Lee in the Global Broadcast Centre now, driving for Porsche and in VP. Um, you've talked about the challenges. What was the bit you enjoyed the best then about uh, racing in those? Are they quite long races for a single driver, aren't they? Yeah, they are. 45-minute uh, races. These are the longest races I have done in my career, um, which uh, it was, it was a challenge, but for me, managing the tires um, was something completely new that I, I enjoyed getting to to, to really look into that aspect of it because, um, again, I said these are the longest races I've done, but just the aspect of these tires, um, they're very good off the box, but um, they, they, by design, fade a little bit as you go on um, just to, to add to that strategy, um, and it's, it's, it's been fun to figure that out. And out with prototype cars as well, so multi-class racing. I always say you can't 
learn multi-class racing unless you do multi-class racing. And GT4s are no slouches, but the prototypes, I presume, were buzzing by. Yeah, 100%. I, I believe the time difference was about 10 seconds a lap, so it was there for sure. Um, and and I, I owe my spotter um, a bit of my success there because I had, I had a, my inside mirror go down about halfway through the race um, in some tough tough battling. Um, just just a little side-by-side -side contact, something I'm uh, not used to in the formula cars that you can get away with a little bit here. Um, but for the remainder of the race, I was blind on the left side, and um, it was good to have, have the help from that spotter that I'm not typically used to. Wish you all the best for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. Thanks for coming to see us. And uh, we'll keep an eye on you in the VP uh, uh, Racing Fuels Challenge. VP Challenge throughout the season. You can follow it on uh, IMSA Radio. Uh, in the pit lane for the TCR cars. Let's go to Nick Damon, who has his hordes of Hyundais. I do. My Hyundai horde has uh, slightly loused each other up because the 77 came in before the 33. Uh, and the fact that we couldn't make their pit stop. Now, this is the change of driver for the uh, Brian Herder Order Sport 33. Uh, Rob Wickens is getting into the car, and I think this is a, a good point for them to be able to do the driver change because Rob, obviously, with his, um, his injuries, isn't going to be the quick, as quick a driver change as some of the others would be. But in fairness, they're doing a pretty good job. He's already in, and they haven't got anywhere near doing the wheels yet as they put them down. Actually, obviously, it was Harry Gotts who got out, of course, on that car. Robert being strapped in the Canadian there. And it looks like, actually, they have managed with a full service and fuel. The slowest thing is not the driver change. So that's a pretty good work by the team. And they are, well, they've got their two tyres away from dropping them down. It's a very long process, 20 nuts and uh, four tyres, isn't it? Sounds like all action. There's lots of uh, bits that aren't moving. But they did lose two or three seconds. Perhaps even more than that in pushing back. They couldn't get in the pit box. But doing under yellow, not such a big issue. News from the other end of the pit lane that... Uh the Supra number 23, which we've seen a couple of times struggling to restart. It's the car that was started by Bubba Wallace. John Hunter Nemechek took it over. Uh, that car's gone behind the wall now. It's not been a banner day for them. It has been a banner day, um, today at least, for the TCR number 17. Uh, and that being the JDC Miller car. Had an awful start to the week but they are still running out there but I think they've got the wrong side of the pit stops and uh, the I'm just checking to see where the 17 there uh, yes sixth position for, for Chris Miller and uh, uh, I have a message from race control a minute ago that car 23 has gone behind the wall generally are you still seeing it on track? You keep past here. He's a lap down, uh, but he's in, in you know, third of the cars one lap down. Uh, okay. I think the number 38 car is a lap down. It's Jerome Blakemolen in the BGB Porsche. That's uh, annoying for them. Michael Cooper next up in that 44 Baby Bull Porsche. And then Corey Heim, I think, is right, with, right, right behind him. And they're, you know, they're sort of about, I don't know, Eighth or ninth or so, maybe around about there, in the tr in the train behind the safety car. Well, I heard somebody else has gone behind the wall a minute ago. If it's not the 23, uh, and I have to say I didn't see it because I was too busy looking at timing screen. So apologies for that. That's very unusual. That, the uh, that pops up in the wrong place. We'll come back to green shortly with the two BMWs uh, at the front of the field. Dayoshi Hara, did he not stop no, I think at he all? Must have taken, I think he must have taken an improper wave around, to be ah, honest. Right. Uh, because he's shown as a race leader, which uh, 
Did he drift to the front of the Yes, first unfortunately he did. Uh, I the think. 23 is still running. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Well, Where is 23? Should be coming past us any moment. Just come by. Might just yep. did, yeah. Okay. There he is. So at uh, 33 minutes and 36 seconds behind the wall, uh, uh, on, uh, past the hour, 23 behind the wall, it says on the race control channel. So I apologise for passing on the wrong information. Hmm. Uh, still haven't got a half distance here, by the way. Uh, the little schmozzle at the red lights, uh, the number uh, 13, I think it was it Jensen Altman who brought that car in. Not sure if Jens stayed in the car or whether... Swap back to Chappaquiddick. It was McCambi that was in this last stint. Well, Altman had just taken it over before the yellows. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, he hasn't come in again, has he? Well, uh, yeah, that was the car that was uh, that stuttered at the the end of the pit. Oh, but you're right, he did, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, they wouldn't have made another change, I don't think. I, I wouldn't have thought so. But that caused a little bit of a schmoz, and um, that pit lane exit order is now under... Uh, under review, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Ch Chad, Chad did uh, a 30 lap stint. So we're doing the final whereby now, aren't we? Before we go back to green. Curious tactic there from the 61 uh, Audi TCR, the former race leading TCR that stuttered to a halt. It, it came in to do a pit stop. This is the Gavin Ernst at John Murley car. Correct. And it has come back in again just for another top up of fuel. Now we've got two hours and seven ish minutes to go. If we have another uh, full course yellow, they might be able to get home on just one more stop. Maybe right. that they want to get absolutely every last bit of well, fuel in. Yeah, well, they, they could have on to come back in again, that 61 car, because they came in for emergency, emergency service. service. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. So, that so that's why they've come back in yeah. then. Okay. Yeah, right. uh, but uh, but you know they, the TCRs, they can do about an hour uh, on, on a tank of fuel. So we've got, what, two hours and seven minutes to go. There's still a bit more caution, another caution period, uh, and they should be able to get home from one more stop here. But, of course, look, you know, all the other TCRs are pretty much on the same strategy, apart from number 93, that um, is showing a lap ahead of everybody else at the moment. But, uh, unfortunately, you take that car out of the picture, and it's Mason Philippi, uh, who re who is uh, effectively leading the TCR category uh, in uh, kind of a 98. There is that. Uh, Mikey Taylor, by the way, Jeremy, for JDC Miller Motorsports, fifth position, will be fifth position at the restart. We'll be going green in just a moment or two's time, live from yeah. trackside around the world on RS2 here at the track on 107.9 FM. Green, 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 and the flash of the lights from Matt Plum as he tries to unsettle the two BMWs ahead in a sideways moment for the Porsche coming through on the inside. Yeah, that's number 38 car. That is a lap that, down um, to the race leaders. Uh, but uh, driving that car at the moment is Joan Bleckemoller. We know how good he is. Meanwhile, just before the caution came out, that third-place car, the Aston Martin, Matt Plum, uh, with that fresher set of tyres, he was hanging with those two BMWs. Yeah, he's closing them down. He, indeed, he, he was, He put actually. three or four fastest laps of the race for that car yep. in, and he pulled them down to under a second. Uh, and it, at one point, I think he got down to about 0.3 or 0.4 just before the... the exactly right. The, I was going to say code 60 there. Uh, before the uh, full-course caution came out. So it's Dylan McAvern leading. And yep, down through... 
back up onto the back up onto the high banks. Jensen Altman picking his way through. He's on the high side of the Stephen Cameron Racing Blue and Orange Car. So it's the BMW versus Mustang battle further up the field. The Smooch Racing definitely still running that car, not behind the wall. Got the Porsche 718. The Porsche Naples follow sponsored car. Then the Stephen Cameron BMW going through as well. The number 43 orange and blue car. Very distinctive livery. That here comes Altman in that very, very uh, menacing new Ford Mustang GT4. Whole new body shape for that car this year. As Nick was saying, we've seen the GT4 Mustang down through the years. But this is, again, as Nick said, all new for 2024. And had a, a winning debut, of course, in the VP Racing events last weekend at the Raw. And in TCR, we have a new leader, the JDC Audi. From yeah, being, being not starting all day yesterday, they've got themselves up into the lead. It is showing on our, our graphic and on the time screen as being Dai Yoshihara, but we believe that's a, a, a little glitch with the, the waiver round. So the number 17 car, JDC Miller Audi, into the lead in TCR with Mikey Taylor at the wheel. What a story. So a stop plus four minutes for that 93 Audi improper wave around. Jeremy Shaw that called it and the Montreal Racing uh, Motorsport Group's, excuse me, Honda Dai Yoshihara uh, will get his Kindle out and have a read of a couple of uh, chapters there. One of the problems, I think, could be the fact that that car is being reported as having uh, pits-to-car radio issues. So that may be why... They didn't get him, or he went around when he shouldn't have. A little bit yeah, of a uh, muzzle, and uh, it has to be a, a punitive penalty if you've gained a lap. So yeah. basically, he's gained a lap, and therefore he's going to lose a lap uh, to put him back, and then a bit more for the offence. 99 yeah. automatic racing, Aston on the high side, on the low side. It's the core racing 59. The white car with the multicolours and pushing them through. That's the team. TGM number 64 that's Hugh Plum behind the wheel of that car as they come through so we've got Chris, is it not Chris Wilson second is, and it not, is it not Chris Wilson driving the number 64 car right now it is indeed yeah. my apologies yeah you're absolutely yeah. right uh, down in 16th position for TGM and here comes the BMW the Repaired BMW number 39. That was the Paul Sydney car. Sean McAllister uh, is some 20 laps off the leader, but that is still a quick car. How far can the car barn car get back up the field to try and salvage a few points? Battle for the lead in TCR. Or at least uh, for third place, excuse me, as the number 33 of Robert Wiggins goes by Mason Felipe. Just up ahead is the 17 Audi, but they've got lap traffic in between there. They've got. I know they haven't. No. That's, uh, that is three together because it's the 76 Brian Herder Autosport, Nick Loymans. Uh, so three Herder Hyundais 
uh, all together. Nick Damon down in the pit lane. Let's take a BDO pit lane report. It's another interview. And another Herta Hyundai. It's uh, 33. It's Harry Gottsacker just out of the car. Uh, Harry, talk about his first few laps. You got absolutely, um, well, dive-bombed by the Audi in the, uh, in the uh, Le Mans chicane. Yeah, there's a lot of craziness out there, uh, racing each other really, really hard. Uh, and it's tough, too, because uh, it just feels like we're down on power a little bit compared to the Audis, uh, especially here at Daytona. But, you know, i got to give it everything i got to, to stick with those guys. But, yeah, no, it was good racing. Robert's in the car now, and uh, hopefully he can bring it home. It seems also that you, 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 it, everyone's suffering a bit from the heat and humidity, which obviously is surprising even for Florida this time of year. Yeah, most definitely. You know, the deg's been a bit... Uh, higher since the roar with the higher temperatures and everything but our hyundai elantra n you know deals with that really well uh and yeah i'm quite happy with the balance and everything uh looking forward to see what what robert can do great stuff thank you thank you always entertaining harry got sacked his car the number 33 robert wiggins behind the wheel effectively in second place it doesn't look like that on the scoring tower at the moment but dai yoshihara's got to stop at four minute holds cameron lawrence is joined us in the middle seat. Uh, happy New Year, Cam. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me up here. This is a pretty good seat you got. It's not bad. Not bad. <laughs> Even better when it gets dark. Did you have a good Christmas and New Year? I did, yep. We uh, welcomed a new member to the family. Oh, Calvin had some shout-outs, so we have a one-month-old at home. So Morgan is uh, nice enough to be at home with the baby and let me come out here to, to hang out and check everything out at Daytona. Uh, tell me what's been going on. Who have you been talking to? What, uh, what irons are in the fire? Oh, there's a lot going on. Um, working with the Rafa Racing Club this year, so we've got some really cool meetings and hopefully some partnerships coming up with IMSA. Um, that's kind of why we're here is really just to, to show our face and kind of make a splash hopefully either this year or the next coming year. So we'll see what's going on. Tremendously uh, competitive racing throughout the IMSA classes. We all know about the WeatherTech. We kind of know about Mission and Pilot Challenge, but you look at what was going on with Mazda the last couple of days with the Wheel and Mazda MX-5 Cup, VP Racing, uh, the Lamborghini Super Trofeo. IMSA's got it going on at the moment. IMSA definitely has it going on. I think if you ask anybody, and the funny thing is even talking to some other drivers you know, around the world, if you ask them where they want to be, everybody has IMSA on their radar. So, And it's such a global platform now with drivers coming over, especially you look at WeatherTech. With LMP2, all the cars that flooded in from LMP2, um, it's just a really great place to be racing right now. They're yeah, doing a great job. Yeah, I told you guys who want to be racing in IMSA. Look, we've talked about the thir- first three quite a lot here. The two tournaments, what BMWs, of uh, Dylan McAvern and Francis Seldorf at the moment, right there in third position, that Aston Martin with Matt Plum. But look who's right behind Matt Plum. It's only five or six car lengths back. That's the Mercedes, a brand new team to the series this year. Mackay Stevens, tell you what, he's a great story, that boy. Uh, he's, he's, well, he's, 30, he's not a boy anymore. He's 30 <laughs> odd years of age, but he's been, he's been looking to make this step into uh, IMSA. For, for such a long time. He's been a star in the SRO series the last few years, having been given opportunity by, uh, by John Farrow at JMF Motorsports. Uh, it's a, uh, this is a slightly different setup team this year. Richard Rader remains as a crew chief. He's got a lot of experience in all sorts of different cars. But uh, to, to have that car running up there in the fourth position at this stage in the race, John, is really, really impressive. And it's, and it's there on, on pace. Uh, absolutely. Uh, on it's merit, absolutely yeah. there on pace and merit. He's ahead of, and it's time you're ahead of Stephen McAleer uh, in a motor race. You're doing something well. And uh, Mackay's just gone to a 155.4 last time around. That's that car's fastest lap. The best lap of the race is 
they've gone to the Stephen Cameron Racing 43 BMW with a 154.355. So he's right on the pace here, and we're going to have a four or five way battle for the lead, uh, not too far away as Matt Plum has hunting down Francis Seltorf in the second of the Turner BMWs. Front engine cars then, first, second, third and fourth. And it's uh, Stephen McAleer in fifth in the RS1 Porsche, who's the first of the mid-engined cars. And Cameron Lawrence with us, plenty of experience of, of driving in, in IMSA. Man, you'd love to be out there right now, wouldn't you? I do. I mean, that's my car from last season. Yes. That's in the lead right How now. Did so you do it's, last year? <laughs> it's it's that great. It's point. great to see. It's great to see. I love those guys, the Turner guys. I mean, I know the work that they put in um, building. It's only second year with that car, and we had some new car struggles last season at Daytona. It looks like they've got most of that, um, if not all of it, sorted out. So it's good to see them running as strong as they are. But. Uh, it does. It does hurt. I know it's a great platform, great team. Um, TGM has worked really hard as well. I mean, they have some great drivers, but seeing them up front, and it's it's great to see Mackay up there. Um, the Mercedes has seemed to be, it's a great car. It's always been a great car, but maybe hasn't shown as much pace as some of the others with BOP this weekend, but for them to be battling like that, and they've got a good draft now with the front three cars, it's uh, it's it's turning into a really good four-way battle for the lead here. Yeah, as we saw in the VP races last weekend, the Mercedes just did not have the straight line speed. Mark Miller, we saw he was blown away on the straights by yeah. the uh, by, by most of the other cars. So, uh, you know, they, yeah, but he came into this race, or that team came into the race with a good attitude. Look, it's our first race in him, so we're not expecting to win a thing. If we can finish in the top 10 or run in the top 10, we'll be happy. Gain some experience. Uh, the BOP, they hope, will be a bit more favorable to some of the other tracks. This is not a track that really censors suits the Mercedes in any case. So you know, that's something you've got to kind of bear in mind. But this Big is the picture. thing. I like, the thing I like about GT racing, I accept that it's a balance of performance class, and we can talk about that till. Sebring probably uh, and, and not get any consensus on it but you still get strengths and weaknesses for certain cars nobody's saying they've all got to do exactly the same um, lap time every time they come out on the track and the Mercedes seems to be a good all-rounder it doesn't necessarily do everything brilliantly well but it's a very good yes. all-rounder and, and you, you have to execute if you execute you're in with a chance First year last year with that new BMW, Cameron, what did you feel was the advantage that that car had over some of your competitors? Well, I don't think it was too much of a secret. Uh, when IMSA gave us kind of the power that we needed to run with everybody, uh, the power was really good. The straight line speed was definitely a strength. Um, but the big thing is just how it makes power and the way BMW did the BOP is it makes a constant power target. So you would see us really excel in hot weather. And that was just due to other cars kind of sucking in hot air and losing power. Whereas the BMW, when it gets hotter, it just targets the same power level and makes the same horsepower. So definitely when we got the straight line speed and when the temperatures rose, uh, the BMW kind of shines. So this, it is warmer than the Roar. And I know that's definitely something that all the BMW teams were looking forward to and aware of. And I, I think that's part of the equation. Um, they're not blowing anybody away, but they're definitely uh, having a good weekend. Joe Bradley is part of our BTO a pit lane team has some updates for us, Joseph. Yeah, in from the TCR lead into the pits, it's the uh, Montreal Motorsport Group Honda. Uh, Dai Yoshihara brought the car in, and uh, Carl Whitmer 
has taken over, and I'm, I'm not sure why that is. You guys might be able to shed some that, light. That's the car, Joe, that's got the four-minute penalty for improper pass around that we were talking about early on. It has to be punitive, so that car will be back in and parked up for a little while. Uh, that's their first race in IMSA. They've got a few complications by not being able to talk to their driver as well. We think the Pits to Car radio is playing up just a, a little bit as well. Rebel Rock Racing round the outside of the number 23 Smooge Racing Evo GT4 GR Supra through the Le Mans chicane with the slightly darker looking clouds but uh, so far the weather's been pretty good. And we were hearing about the hippopotamus earlier on weren't we? Uh, uh, yep. That was on the on the BMW, well, there's the zebra going past. Oh, well, there yes, on the indeed. <laughs> either, that a camouflage some, either that or it's a, some very clever barcode, and if you click on it, it takes you to a special part of the uh, website. Uh, let's uh, take a quick word with uh, Dai Yoshihara, absolute legend in drifting. I've seen him win uh, at the Race to the Clouds at Pikes Peak as well. Joe Bradley. Die, we believe you've got some radio issues between you can you can't talk to your pit. Right, ever start we start the race, we didn't have a radio. I mean, uh, pit can hear the drivers, but as a driver, we couldn't hear anything. So it was really hard because uh, this was my very first race with IMSA, and uh, yeah, I see the frag, but I wasn't sure. So and I still don't know what was going on, but uh, hopefully, car can finish strong. So wait, we've uh, we've been told the car has been given a penalty. Have you been debriefed on that, or briefed on that? I should say. Oh yeah, he's been super competitive, so I have no uh, no worry about him. So yeah, everything goes well. I'm sure he can he can finish really strong. Well done, thank you, man. That man watch? is an absolute ledge. <laughs> yeah, Drives I mean, anything. Yeah, you know. Yeah, global Pikes superstar. Peak, Pikes Peak, of course, winner Pikes as well. Peak. I mean, you name it, he's done it, and uh, he's used to slippery conditions. But I'm not sure he likes the the warmth no, here at Daytona. Probably too much. Hey, look, the, 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 the guy that's on the charge at the moment is Kenton Cook in that number 92 random vandals BMW. Uh, he taken a brilliant first stint from Paul Sparta. who be thrilled with what he was able to do. Uh, Kenton took the restart in the 15th position uh, and he's now up to 5th. And maybe by now it might be 4th. Where is he on the racetrack? Uh, is he got past Kenton Cook yet? Still behind. Uh, excuse me, past the Mackay Stevens yet? Still behind Mackay. Yeah, watch the bank. Watch it. Watch this now. He's going to sweep. I'm looking at there. Slingshot. To be on the outside, Mackay Stevens sort of nailed to the post as a BMW whistles round the this outside. This is the green and silver car we're talking about yes. coming across the line now. Yes. Green and white car, should I say? <laughs> Quite extraordinary. Uh, biggest movers, by the way. It will surprise you not at all to know that uh, the. TCR biggest move with 14 positions made up. The number 17 Audi started at the back after it barely run and now leads the category with Mikey Taylor for JDC Miller Motorsports. Also 14 place mover RS1 Porsche for yeah. Stephen McAleer up to sixth position and only four seconds away from the yeah. lead. Yeah, and he's riding that thick of that battle. He, he, he and Mackay Stevens are side by side going through Tour 1. They've had well, some great yeah. battles in the last few years. McAlee has just gone by Stevens, actually. Did so, he get past him? All right. Yeah, I think so. So that, that's 15 places he's he's made up. Before we let uh, Cameron disappear, what's the rest of the plans? Okay, you, you hear you talking about what you're doing in terms of promotional thing with Rafa Racing Club, but we're going to see you back in a racing car soon in, in an IMSA series. 
Uh, we hope so. Definitely hope so. There's uh, still had some conversations about some possible one-offs this year, so maybe with a team that you know I'm I'm well versed with. So we'll kind of see what pops up. You know, oh, I'm always teasing us, teasing, you? teasing a little bit, but uh, got to keep it interesting. And yeah, I would love to be back. Um, like you said, IMSA has just been riding a high right now. I mean, you look at all the fans that are here. You look at the car counts. Uh, it's just it's just a wonderful place to be. But it uh, looks like we might have a slow car on the back straight. Another flat tire, possibly. Yeah, this is the baby bull car, okay, the 44 Porsche. And it's a right rear, again, on that car. Hopefully, that will get around Michael Cooper behind the wheel of the machine. That uh, has not had a lot of luck. Cameron, great to see you. Uh, and if you're looking for a very rapid racing driver, I'll tell you now, Cameron is looking as fit as he ever has and as hungry as he ever has to get back behind the wheel of a racing car. Good to see you, my man. Thank you. Yeah, guys, thanks for having me. And, uh, yeah, let's uh, look forward to exciting end of the race here. I think it will be. Just under an hour and 50 minutes to go. And we stay green for the moment with the two BMWs, first and second for Turner Motorsport, starting the season as they ended last year on a real high McAvern and Seldorf, then Matt Plum keeping them on as Kenton Cook, just another two seconds or so further back. McAleer half a second further back from that in the Porsche. Then the BMW of the Stephen Cameron, the orange and blue car, just another half a second back from that. Mackay Stevens, another half a second back. You're seeing a, a little bit of a, a, a pattern here. Daniel Morad for. Winwood Racing, he's another tenth of a second back. Those top eight within four seconds. As the baby bull Porsche still coming round. There's plenty of places offline here. And underneath the yellow line, if the car is still moving, generally speaking, will be dealt with with double yellows. Top three together coming off the high banks, down to the braking area of the Le Mans chicane. Left, right, left. Hammer the kerb on the inside. Four minutes starts now. No, ends now. Ends now for Kid of Whitmer in the number 93 car. Yeah, I mean, he, he gained a lap on everybody else um, inadvertently, but uh, that's the penalty. You, you, you gain one lap and you're going to penalise the couple. Yeah. So he's, uh, it'll put him from one lap ahead to one lap behind. Unfortunate, but look, it was a really good run for Dai. Uh, Yoshihara there showed him, you know, he showed how, how well he can run in these cars as Michael Cooper limps his way towards the pit lane. That car was all, already a lap down, unfortunately. Yeah, and it's another right rear. We'll let the boys keep a, an eye on that when it comes in. Spin for the Hyundai number 70 of Jordan Wisely. He's just gone out of the pits in that car. That'll be cold rear tyres that have caught him out. One hour 46 minutes. And Stephen McAleer goes up to fourth, and we've got a spinner right in front of the pack. The Rory Vandister racing with Rory Vandister behind the wheel. Got a little bit of help coming down off the banking. The, there was a little tap from the 64. Chris Wilson in the TGM Aston Martin, and that I think will get him a penalty. 
yeah, I'd be surprised if it doesn't because uh, he was sticking his nose there. He was nowhere near alongside him. That's, that's unlike Chris Wilson to make a mistake no, like that. I'll tell you what, there's one of the veterans under in this series. Yeah, under review, and he'd be lucky to get away with that one. I can't he? imagine that one's going to take that long to call. <laughs> Peter McKay. That car, that number 19 uh, Van der Stuur, um, Aston, Aston Martin. Martin has been had a bit of a drama magnet attached to it this race. Uh, it's obviously an optional extra um, that they've ticked that box, unfortunately, for Can today. Can you turn it the other way around, the drama magnet? Drama. So that it, 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 Force field. It, it kind of repels the drama and makes the drama stick to your competitors. Like, like the blue shells in Mario Kart that circle around your car. The fact that you even know that disappoints me, Peter, uh, to be honest. Don't, don't knock it. Don't knock it. Stephen McAleer, Daniel Morad still duking it out at the sharper end of the field. To the McAvern, Francis Zeltoff leading, and then Matt Plum. Then a little bit of a gap to Kenton Cook. Stephen McAleer, Daniel Morad still there. Those three pretty much together for fifth, sixth, and seventh. This is great racing. There they are, leading three, and then fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh together. The Stephen Cameron racing car, the orange and blue machine, sitting in behind them. RS1, the red, white and black. Stephen McAleer driven Porsche Cayman 718. It looks tiny. It does. It really it's, looks small to what when you look at some of those other cars. Through goes Daniel Morad in the Winwood racing car. It's not got the muscle on the straight, that RS1 Porsche. Stephen McAleer had muscled his way through with a big late-breaking manoeuvre into Turn 1 in the last lap to go past Kendon Cook for fourth in that green and white BMW. But McAleer just can't, can't compete on the straights in that little Porsche for some reason. Uh, we've still got the lapped Porsche in there of uh, Bidjig Bay, haven't we? Oh. Hopefully that's caused the problem. Oh, this is the leader of the second, second place. place car, excuse me, in TCR, Robert Wiggins. Oops. And there is oil on the windscreen where it ought not to be. And that, I think, is a four-cylinder, two-litre Hyundai motor that will not be powering the car any further. Now, where has he gone off? Is that turn one? Yes, it is. So is that damage that's caused that, or did the engine nip and send him straight on? He's partway around turn one, full course yellow, the door is open. He's on the hard standing between the exit of turn one and the track coming back in from the other side. He's gone straight down the inside of the Ernst. Oh, he's on the outside there of the Ernstone car. And uh, I, you know what I think's happened there? I think something's let go and put oil on his right front tyre and he couldn't get it turned in. There is nothing worse than understeering off on your own oil or oversteering off, as it was in my case. I was driving a Ford Capri. Just a flash of flame. Yeah, it's gone as he turned down onto the transition. Flash of flame from the back of the car. Uh, from the underneath of the car, but uh, that is disaster for a car that was looking very racy indeed, and Robert Wiggins will go no further. What a shame, because th that was the pole-setting car, don't forget, and they were fighting really hard. They didn't clearly didn't have the straight-line speed, but boy, oh boy, was that car good on the brakes, particularly that 33 car, so... 
Robert uh, Robert Wickens, of course, shares with Harry Gottsacker, and Robert Wickens actually uses hand controls in the car uh, with uh, an, an incredibly rapid with it. And, the, and he's been he's been instrumental in developing, yeah. uh, designing and developing those and uh, fine tuning uh, how they work in terms of particularly the brake pressure, which that you've got to create uh, without being able to use your whole body weight and, and put your feet on the the brake, and that that's not the easiest thing to replicate uh, and 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 get the feel of it as well because your hands are having to do everything I, I think it's remarkable and he's won races he's now won the championship uh, and the EMR safety team helping him uh, out of the car the Rover Motor Oil VGRT number 99 being pushed away uh, also by the way I, the, I, I did hear whilst we were talking to uh, Cameron Lawrence that uh, the number 6 Honda Civic from Montreal Motorsport Group has officially retired. We've also lost the Go Racing Audi and the Skip Barber Aston Martin Vantage GT4. The, that car was actually a non-starter. Uh, the KMW Motorsports with uh, TMR uh, did get back going yeah, again. It just came past. It yeah. is going, but it's a long way down, a long way back, a long, long way back. Yeah. In fact, we've only got we've only got four cars now in the lead lap. Remarkably, in TCR. Oh, really? Number seventeen, ninety-eight, seventy-six, and fifteen. That's it. Uh, a lap down. It, it, well, next time around, because Robbie Wickens has already completed sixty-two laps. Uh, Tazio Otis is one lap down in the number seventy. Uh, three car that is the races edge motorsport uh, team uh, again new or newly oh. back in him sir well Ooh. i've just seen now race control they've reviewed the chris wilson and rory vanister action uh, and no action nfa reviewed no action nice. Woo. Woo. he's got away I mean, with that one yeah chris wilson look put the lottery on son yeah race race control they they, they yeah. Pits are okay, open. So you're going to have to work really, really hard there to get a penalty, which is fair enough. Well, I mean, look, it's you know, consistency, guys, though, isn't it? That's yeah, the thing. exactly. It's That's consistency. In comes the GS Fields, uh, Dylan McAvern, and the two, the, in fact, the two Turner cars have steered out. Matt Plum leads in the hordes and says hello to Shea Adam. Hello, Matt Plum. He is doing full service fuel and tires. Fuel and tires for Kenton Cook, the random Vandals BMW as well, the number 92. And further down the pit lane, we are waiting for both Turner cars, but they eschewed this opportunity to come in. RS1 also into the pit lane. I think that's going to be Trent Hinman taking over for Stephen McLear. Four new tires for the Porsche as well. Go, go ahead, Joe. Yeah, I can tell you the 57 Mercedes at Winwood Racing, that's a pretty scheduled stop. I'm trying to get a look at the Van der Stur car to see if there's any sort of lasting damage from that contact you guys were talking about there, We're resulting in no penalty, no, no further action after that one. The 19 just on its jacks now and getting retired as we speak. I may be able to get a look at that. It was the left-hand side that was clipped, wasn't it? So I will get a good view of that as it uh, leaves. Joe Bradley and Shea Adam in the pit lane as they leave. It was uh, great work by all of the teams there. Speaking of, the Team TGM crew, they're, they're both, asked, both of their Aston Martins came in, the 46, which of course is in the hunt for the win, 
and the 64 came in at the same time the crew did the Ford, did the fuel and the tyres for the 46 first and then the same crew jumped back and they're currently working on the 64 at the moment so they are working double time there down at TGM Turner Motorsports um, did not come in there and despite having two drivers ready for the last 20 minutes yeah um, they've been out for 25 and 26 laps and I, I, I I'm not entirely certain what's happened there. Don Salama is normally pretty... No, not normally. Always pretty good. Um, and another former driver like Joe Vardy. Yeah, he yeah, was on the, pit, on, on the uh, pit uh, wall for Team TGM. Those two veterans of this series, it's prior iterations. All right, so... So let's let's try and work this out then. Why would you not bring your cars in from the lead now, with a 100 minutes to go, just under? You've got the cars that have been out there for 25 laps now. Albeit within that 25 laps, you've had quite a bit of yellow. The only thing that I can think of is that they are going to go. They they realise everybody else is going to have to do one more pit stop, so they're going to go to their to the end of their fuel or get closer to the end of the race quite yeah, possibly I mean, oh, sorry Joe still sorry, got, well you know we've still got an hour and 36 uh, remaining so uh, if you know as you say John the, the, the cars have just stopped now they're going to have to make one more pit stop towards the end uh, before the end but I think Turner's got to make two well they, they well, are going to it depends how two, far the unless this is a really long yellow um, yeah. I, yeah we need to find the, the, out why a, there's been a decent amount of yellow in those 25 26 just laps. recently but it's been a rel- yeah, it's a relatively two, clean race a lot cleaner than last year you also got to consider the minimum drive time as well which no, is 40 minutes uh, no but there is 40 minutes so sometime between it's an hour and 36 to go 40 minutes oh yeah because uh, they've not changed their drivers from correct. the start it's the same yeah. drivers as there was in That's the start. A good, that is a good yeah. point yeah. well it's not, not a factor Unless they have to put under green. Still two, an hour and a half to go. So. But then they might have to put under green. Leader in TCR is change. in the pit lane. And Shea Adam is watching that. It's fuel and tires for the JDC Miller Motorsport Audi. The car that has been first, second and third here in the last three years. And they look as if that is the extent of the service. Yep, car has already dropped off the air jacks waiting on the fuel. And now, Mikey Taylor told to go. That's a smart stop as well for the Unitronic Molly car. The two Turner drivers look like they're about to jump into the car. They're, they look really on their toes in the pit yeah, lane. Quite a few. Mm. Joe Bradley is watching the Alpha Veloce number five well down the field, but still competing, Joseph. Yeah, and uh, you know, Kim, 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 uh, Kevin Wheeler, KMW, they should get a prize just for running it out for a meal, shouldn't they? Uh, campaigning this car for now for some years and the car's just beautiful not having its usual competitive run though it's uh, down in 16th there when it came in the pits yeah that was the incident earlier on that got the car uh, back in I think the first or the second yellow I can't remember which one it was they've tidied the car up and got it back out basically running this as a test session now now with these uh, these the top five car four cars excuse me in TCR all making a pit stop now during this sequence that will allow those cars that are a lap down in TCR to get past them. So before we go back to green, those cars, which will be 
the number 61, that's John Morley in a road shaker car, the car that ran out of fuel a little while ago and fell off the lead lap. Also Jordan Wisely in car number 70 that had some problems early on. Those two cars will get their lap back, so they will be back on the lead lap. And before we go back to green, they will now have an opportunity to go past the cars in front of them and the safety car and hustle as quickly as they can to try and catch up with the field before we go back to green. There's the uh, race controller is under no obligation to, to wait until they catch no, no. up. Absolutely. That's, but that's it gives them an opportunity to get back on the lead lap. Uh, and also, I think the number 93 car, that's the car that had the, uh, the, the four-minute hold, uh, that's going to get one of its uh, two laps back, I think, as well. At IMSA Radio, if you want to get in touch, uh, we'll be uh, nominating our... Uh, Michelin moment of the race in a little while. Uh, Andrew Davis out of the Rebel Rock Racing Aston Martin Vantage. And he will start, uh, restart in, well, I was going to say restart in 10th position. He's going to restart in 8th position as both of the Turner cars come into the pit lane at the last possible opportunity, Sheer Adam. They do, and thankfully their numbers correspond to how they came in from the racetrack. The car number 95 with the pit box further towards pit out. Driver changes for both cars. Rob McGinnis taking over for Dylan McIverne in the car that was in the lead. Francis Seldorf out of the 96. This is the one with the hippo on it. And Robbie Foley taking over to the end of the race. Both driver changes are going well. I am going to have to ask Francis the uh, story behind the hippo because I think there was one on his Ferrari too, if memory serves, back when he ran Ferrari Challenge. Right side tires are done on the Foley Seldorf car left side tires going on now slightly ahead for the number 95 turner motorsports crew as far as their pit stop is concerned they have already sealed the tires onto the car whereas the 96 is just now there you go air guns going off 95 is off its air jacks sound effects for the 96 coming off of it 95 is back out and rolling 96 just waiting on the last bit of fuel and there it goes all right let me try and find this francis seldorf character so we can meet him and, Sh- and Sheer, can you ask the guys why they waited uh, to come in until uh, the last possible moment was it a comic communications problem or is that planned meantime spin on cold rear tires for the number 80 that is the VGRT that's the Victor Gonzalez Racing Rover Motor Oils sponsored red, white and that black Hyundai I do suspect that uh, I wonder if Turner maybe missed the call missed the chance to go in at the first opportunity maybe Uh, have a communication issue I can't if if they've found something it's going to be 90 minutes to run and okay maybe they're splitting that into two 45 minute chunks but they can't run 90 minutes if it stays no, great no, but nobody else can yellow. either no one else can either so it comes down to one more pit stop but why would you give up track position when you're at the front of the field that that's my question i don't see the theory uh, so the number or just sorry to digress just a moment, one moment uh, critically, I think the number 61 car, having got the wave around, now back it's on the, the lead lap, comes straight, on, fuel. Yeah. comes straight on to the pit lane to to take on uh, a, a bit more fuel. Doesn't need an awful and lot. Tires. And did it take on tyres as well? Yeah. Uh, and now he'll be able to uh, 
uh, with a bit of luck, if not catch up the pack before. Yeah, the lights are still on the safety car, so we're not going to go green this time around. So oh, they will be able, yeah, they will be able to uh, catch up to the back of the pack before we go back to green and be right back in the game, along with the number 73 car. That's Tazio Otis driving the uh, the. Uh, Racers Edge Motorsport car and number 70, the Dalia Motorsport car with J- uh, J- Jordan Wisely at the wheel. Also back on the lead lap, by the way, is Jordan Blekamolen in car 38. Yeah, he was fighting with the leaders and having a, a lot of fun. It was tyres and a splash of fuel for the number 61, Rochaga Racing Audi. Joe Bradley was there for that. Shea Adam has stayed at Turner and Francis Seltoff out of the car. He's been in his since the very beginning what's the story then Cher, with that pit stop strategy strategy or communications error yeah i think it was a little bit of a communication error that you guys stayed out and didn't come in but don salama is the guy to have on the box if anybody can bring you back uh, was it that they called you in too late what, what was the issue yeah i just didn't hear anything on the radio so dylan and i were there together we were doing a great job and we didn't hear anything for a while. We didn't even know the pits were open. So I think it was just maybe because we were first in line, we were late to hear it or something. I don't know. But, yeah. So Initiation by fire. Uh, you were out there for more than two hours. How do you enjoy endurance racing? Right. That was a lot. So last year I did VP Challenge, and that was like three VP Challenge races all in one. So I got so focused, I honestly didn't think about it, but it was a long time. It was fun. Dylan and I had a great stint out there. So What's the deal with the hippo on your car? I love it. Yeah. So... It's a family logo, kind of. So my grandfather used to put it on sailboats and stuff like that, kind of tried to make a clothing brand. This is our way of bringing it back. His name's Clyde. So Clyde, love it. Thanks, Francis. Good luck. Thanks for having me. The 61 Roger Audi back into the pits and now back out. And Gavin Emstone, you guys have had to be very, very patient and let this race come back to you, haven't you? Yeah, and look, we really think it will. The car was amazing out there. It's so easy to drive. And it was just incredible, just putting in fast lap after fast lap, which for me, I'm the am driver, right? I'm the quote-unquote gentleman. And uh, for, for the car to be that good was just amazing. John's, John's the pro, so he's going to start bringing the big heat in a minute, isn't he? I've, uh, I've been given the task of congratulating you and Kelly on your first child. Welcome to the real world. Thank you so much. Little George is at home watching. He's got his road shagger onesies on, uh, and he he got to watch Dad drive the car around in the front for a bit. So uh, there we are. Congrats, George. Get in touch when he's ready for a Bambino, mate. I've got a good dealer for you. Thanks, Gab. Bambino card. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Puncture for the number 70, Jordan Wisely at Hyundai Elantra. That's, that's, the, that's another puncture for the Daily Box Sports. Was that a little machine. while ago? That no, one? no, that's just happened. Uh, uh, that's a shame, because he just got back on the, on the lead lap. Yeah, he, he's coming back round slowly in that number seven, uh, a seven T car, uh, just ahead of uh, John Morley, actually. He's at Speedway 2 at the moment. So oh, really? Quite so a long way back. to it. Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. OK. Well, that was horrible for him. As he's uh, coming round the... Circuit right. Is that why we're still under caution? Possibly. Yeah, possibly. They don't want to go green. Yeah, he's he's right. He's right down on the. Oh, he's he's lost the front uh, tire carcass. So that was a good call not to go green. He's trying to run on the grass to keep that a little bit cooler. 
It is so. giving the, the 61 Audi, the former race leading car that this ran out of fuel. It's given it a Christmas Day for them because they can catch up to the back of the train. And, and they've got a really fast race car, yeah. so oh, they yeah. can and fight John Morley is a really fast driver as well. Yeah. Uh, those two Audis are going to be uh, having a, quite a scrap here, I think, at the front here with Mikey Taylor, number 17, and, and uh, John Morley in the number... 61. Jordan Wisely is an interesting story. I mean, he, he's, he didn't know really much about racing this time last year. He came here to film a commercial. He's, he's a sort of producer, bit of an actor, director, whatever, you know, in the movie industry. He lives in, uh, in Los Angeles. He's from uh, Mustang, Oklahoma. What a fabulous name. Uh, and this team that he's driving for, Dalia Motorsports, they're based in Edmond, Oklahoma, uh, right by Hallett Racetrack. Uh, and Jordan kind of fell in love with the sport when he came here for the first time uh, met the team because he, he was filming with Hyundai which that's a Hyundai team and they invited him to come along to the track and have a run in the car he had a great time he went fairly well they said look he said I really want to do some of this so he, they did a deal he did half a dozen races last season uh, and this is going to be his first full season of racing that's uh, Jordan Wisely in that wheel of that uh, number 70 car at the moment with the problem. He's onto the pit lane now. Good news, as we said, for John Morley with that Gen 2 Audi with the reverse swan neck holding up the rear aerofoil. It's mounted like that so that the airflow off the top of the car gets cleanly onto that rear wing. Now he did a lot of testing to decide that the sedan version, the booted version of that car, was more aerodynamically efficient than the hatchback. In the meantime, the number 70 Hyundai uh, has got in, into the pit lane. That was a Brian Herder Autosport front wheel that came off that car. Pace car lights are out. John Morley is back on the back end of the safety car train. And it will be Mackay Stevens for JMF Motorsport who will bring them round with Jensen Altman Wait a minute, right that's, up his that's the number 38 car that's out front ahead of Mackay, but it, it hasn't taken the wave around. Oh, uh, yeah, that's the car that was meant, meant yeah. to be back on the lead lap. Yeah, that I could mean, have taken if, the wave around and hasn't. Yeah, that, that's what it would appear. It was certainly eligible for it. It was the lead car. It is the first car one... Well, it's actually not one lap down... Uh, technically, because he's ahead of the race leader, which is going to be Mackay Stevens in that car number 34. That's bizarre, but uh, Mackay O'Fear might be kind of swallowed up here. You, know, you can see he was struggling a bit uh, towards the end of that last stint. Great flag, we're racing, and let's see if that Porsche does play a part here. As they go across the line and down towards turn one. Stevens tries to the outside to put that uh, the 38 Porsche back. On the outside of Jerome Blakemolen. Yeah, that's, that was, that's the race leader behind Jerome Blakemolen. Blakemolen in that car at the moment. For some reason, and we're not sure, did not take the wave by that he would have been allowed. An hour and 24 minutes to go. Down the inside for the Turner cars. Down the outside for the Turner cars. They're hunting in packs here. The 95 and 96 almost coming together on the exit of the International Horseshoe through to the kink yeah they've got and some work to do they're back oh, in the uh, 18th and 19th positions uh, but the two BMWs towards the front here uh, Gregory Leofuji column 43 in third position and Kenton Cook we talked about that random vandals BMW the green and white car in fourth place not for long I fear I, I fancy one more pit stop for everybody at the front of the field three cars across the track 
And right in the middle is Jensen Altsman down on the law side, the Stephen Cameron orange and uh, blue BMW up on the top is the random Vandals BMW two beamers with a Ford Mustang the new for 24 Ford Mustang in behind them another couple of cars including the TGM Aston Martin that locks up and hits the back of Kent Cook going into the Le Mans chicane Jensen Altman staying out the way there here comes Daniel, Daniel Morad in the number 57 Winwood Racing AMG GT4 also in the mix there, Core Motorsport, Luca Mars, former Mazda MX-5 racer. He knows all about close racing. And he's squeezed his way through. This is great news for Mackay Stevens, who's pulled away to 2.3 seconds over Jensen. Uh, well, it's not Jensen Altman now in second place. <laughs> well, it uh, was 2.3 seconds. It's now two-tenths of a second yeah, as they because, go across the yeah, line. because the BMW is doing about 20 miles an hour faster on the front straight. That's amazing. But, uh, oh, yeah. Blinker Morland's got through. Blinker Morland. Oh, no, he was already there. Excuse yeah. me. So Blinker Morland has pulled away a little bit. And so Kai Stevens has got the dual problems of having a very experienced and fast driver of almost a full lap down ahead of him. Whilst behind him, he's actually got a battle for the lead with Kenton Cook, Gregory Leofugan. Leofuge and uh, Matt Plum and Daniel Morad, Luca Mars, J- Jensen Altman, uh, Trent Hinman, Robert Liddell's just in behind Michael de Casada as well. The top 10 separated by just three seconds. Random Vandals down the inside for the lead of the race, and Ken Cook leads it. The tall fella, the affable former MX5 racer, another one who's come up through MX5, takes the lead of the motor race and sets off. Might even be getting a little bit of draft here, Peter, uh, from the car ahead, that almost lapped BGP yeah. Porsche. Yeah. And that's really important because then your own Blakemolen will drop off the lead lap effectively. He is still just on the lead lap by a matter of metres. Yeah. And I think with that, that BMW, that it's going to be so, so difficult to hold it off on the straight. It's so fast. Yeah, but Mackay Stephen just held, just held off Gregory Leofu's going into chicane there. Breaks deep, uh, maintains that currently second position. They get onto the banking now, though. Just watch that be at that uh, orange and blue BMW go. Turn of BMW as well, trying to make up time after that snafu on the last yellow three yeah. across the track again. Goes to the high side. The Supra down below, Porsche in the middle, and... One of the two Turner cars, that is the 96 machine with the yellow bonnet. 95's got the white hood on that car. Still three wide, the Supra's in there as well. Two Porsches, two Supras, an Aston Martin and two BMWs. As quick as you like through turn one and turn number two. Then the rest of the field coming through. Robin Liddell is still in the mix there, tenth position. Andrew Davis, just heard from the team, Andrew Davis has been debriefing after the middle stint there absolutely effervescent about this new car and was getting way more out of it than they expected uh, at this stage of the development of the car and at the moment Robin Liddell has got Robbie Foley right up his tailpipes at the moment Jerome Blake Mullen has dropped off the lead lap so Kenton 
Cook has got by. Right. Uh, so race leader has gone by your own Blake Mullen, who was sort of leading the pack, but trying to keep on the lead lap, and he hasn't. Lafugue in the uh, other BMW, the blue and orange uh, machine for Stephen Cameron racing. I think it's about oh. to pile on the pressure. Oh, dear. It's the number 21 Porsche going one, going long. The red and racing Vesco Kozlov driven car. 17th position for yeah, that that's car. That's the guitar car. That's the guitar car. Yes, yeah. it is. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, the eighth different leader in this race, then, I think, is uh, Kenton Cook in that random Vandals BMW. And uh, he's certainly looking good here now. We've still got, though, an hour and 18 minutes to go in this race. And one more pit stop for everybody. Yeah, that's the key thing. Hello to James O'Donnell. At least. Uh, on route home. He's in Doha. Watching and listening at the moment. Thank you, James, for your some of your time. Uh, Mick Palmer's watching at home as well. And a, gr a, a, a great spot by Josh Barrett, Jeremy. The reason, of course, that that BGP Porsche couldn't take the wave by is that the BMWs didn't stop the first time around. Yeah, but after the after the before we go back to green, there's a there's a final wave by. Yeah, I would have thought it would have been like because that's when the 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 TCR cars went back past. True. Yeah. So True. we should have had one more opportunity. Yeah, absolutely right. But it's up to the driver and or team to make that call. We've, there's no compunction. They, they're got, not going to be told by race control to go a, past. A significant car in the pit lane. This is the, the Kai Stevens number 34 machine taking. Full service, uh, BDO pit lane team on on hand. Looks like the staying staying in the car. It's four new Michelin tyres. They're waiting on the fuel and still waiting for the fuel. How close are we to the end? An hour and twenty minutes. Surely no, they're not going to try and stretch it to that. No, There's not a chance here. They need another stop, but the, the last uh, pit stop at least will be uh, a short one. So now, I mean, he's, he's comfortably on the lead lap right now. He certainly hasn't got a, well, he's got a fast enough car certainly to stay on the lead lap. And their, their final pit stop, they hope, will be shorter than everybody else's. Well, before he got past uh, Robin Liddell and Jensen Altman last time around. In fact, Jensen got past Robin as well. So Foley, the lead, turn a motorsport car now back up to eighth position and four and a half seconds away from the leader, Kent Cook, who has three quarters of a second on Gregory Leafu in the Steam Camera Racing BMW. So two G82 GT4s at the head of the field in TCR. Mikey Taylor still leads for the Phoenix, pretty much back from the dead. The JDC Miller Motorsport Audi leading from Mark Wilkins and Denis Dupont in the 98 and 76 Brian Herter cars. As the Smooge Racing 23 car, many laps down, still in there. It's Corey Heim, but still battling with the cars at the sharp end. Shim, they had the problems actually with the car that was somewhat recalcitrant to refire after the pit stops. And uh, here comes. Gregory around the outside of the lap BGP car. Now it's important now that that car doesn't hold the rest of the field up. Once you've got yeah. a lap down from the leader, I have no problem battling to steer on the lead lap, but Jerome Blackmolen knows that uh, he would not like to be in that situation. Yeah. 
Uh, and the BMW, the, the Porsche, excuse me, it's really quick through the corners. It just doesn't have the straight line speed of some of these other cars. So he's able to make some ground there through turn six and onto the banking. But now uh, the pressure is going to tell with the BMWs looming large in his mirrors. And uh, in third position on the road, Matt Plummer, he just sent that car's fastest lap of the race. That's car number 46 running in third position. Also ditto for Robbie Foley in car number 96, who's all the way up now into eighth position with his teammate Mc Robert McGuinness a couple of seconds behind him. There's two tournament of sport BMWs that slip back in the back after missing the opportunity to pit with the leaders uh, during that last caution period. I have a feeling that Jerome Blake Morland is going to get a little tap in a minute just to remind him that he's a lap down. I think he's going to need it now. Um, Here comes the pit lane in any case. He's dived to the pit lane, right. So I think that was probably just as well. So I could almost feel the frustration there from Gregory Leofuge in second position. And he locks up the left front Michelin tyre. That's an opportunity then for Matt Plum. Ken Cook will be buying... Uh, adult beverage for Gerald Blake and Morland because he's stretched out to a second and a half or so, he's got traffic now so that'll all come back here comes Trent Hinman up the fifth position, he got past Robbie Foley uh, Luca Mars and uh, Michael de Casada last time around, no no not quite past Luca Mars yet, he's sitting in behind him, I thought he'd uh, gone through there for a moment but uh, He's got past Robert McGuinness anyway, up into eighth position. Eight and a half seconds now between the top cars. This is not the race to the flag. This is the race to the final pit stop. There are people who are driving flat out, and that certainly would include Robbie Forley. There are people who are playing other strategic games. Right now, if you save fuel in the draft, your last pit stop will be shorter and you can get back some of that track position. Very true. I don't think that's the game being played right now by the number 96 no. Turner BMW. I think they're driving driving angry at the moment after that unfortunate uh, miss of the pits uh, on the last full course yellow, which cost them dearly. They went from cruising away at the front of the, the, front of the race, leading it, to right at the back of the GS pack. So, But they're already, Robbie Foley is now up into, uh, into seventh position. Yeah. He's just gone past Luca Mars. Uh, Raiden Racing on the guitar car, the number 21. A Porsche looks like overheating from the engine in that Cayman 718. We, we've got a Boxster, and I've never seen the engine in that car. I know there's one there somewhere, but uh, it's not that easy to get to. And there's uh, a few IMSA officials there as well. Joe Bradley is down there is passing a practiced eye over it yeah the, uh, the the coolant was coming from the left front corner which is where the radiator is housed so they've, they've had debris in there which is uh, was quite a heavy leak as well it was absolutely blasting out so obviously under pressure but that's what it wasn't so much the overheating it was the, it lost its coolant joe bradley bdo pit lane report fastest lap of the race last time around yeah. by robert mcginnis and yeah. turner motorsport he's inside the top 10 dispatched robert Littell, uh, who's dropped back actually uh, all of a sudden so uh, no that's i mean he lost a position to the BM, to one of the bmws but other than that he's you know uh, for the first time out in that new evo aston john they're going to be pretty pleased with uh, that they came here for the test last weekend and they had problems with the car and barely ran at all I was saying there the team 
sent a message through that Andrew Davis got much more out of the car than they were expecting. They targeted a finish with the fingers crossed that it yeah. might be somewhere near the top dozen or so, and that's exactly where they are at the moment. Mia McLaren with left front damage on the aerodynamic parts of that number 69 car for Michael Di Casada. And uh, that car then sitting in sixth position. TCR at the moment being led by Mikey Taylor, JDC Miller Motorsports. The car that literally has come back from the dead did not practice, missed most of the qualifying sessions. Electrical faults meant that car would not start. Where do we start with that? Well, let's start with the battery. We'll change the battery. Let's change the ignition pack. Uh, let's change everything we can. The only thing they had not changed on this number 17 Unitronic Audi RS3 TCR was the ECU. They didn't have a spare one. There wasn't a spare one here. The Audi motorsport machine in North America, nowhere near what it was a few years ago as Audi have somewhat withdrawn from motorsport, still trying to support its customers. The good news was they found someone who had a TCR that had been crashed. Problem was, it wasn't in Florida. It wasn't even in the US, it was down in Mexico. They somehow managed to persuade the, the owner of the car to go to his lockup, pull the ECU and the control box out of it, get on a plane to Orlando and get picked up. 20 minutes before the cars rolled out, it was fastened into the car and the car fired and that is where that car that is how that car is even in the race they start a dead last in TCR they're leading at the moment by 2.1 seconds over the Hyundai and uh, the two Hyundais in second and third and there's just been a switch between those two Hyundais yeah. the Brian Hodder Autosport yeah. Brian Herta Autosport car in the 98 of Wilkins has dropped back Denis Dupont in the number 76 yeah, which uh, is also car. a Brian Herta car ah, just it's just not painted colours. like it yeah. <laughs> so the team cars oh, oh no Lefouc from second Gregory Lefouc has stopped on the back straight in the Stephen Cameron Racing BMW that very distinctive blue and orange car just want to make one quick point of TCR John Morley having lost a lap when that car, oh, the car losing a lap, when the car ran out of fuel with Gavin Ernstone behind the wheel, went one tap too long, he's now back up into fourth position. Oh, no, Stephen Cameron racing. This is disastrous for them. This is very likely could be a full course yellow, and that means that Mackay Stevens in the number 34 uh, John Faro Mercedes and uh, um, Jerome Blakemullen in the uh, Porsche, they could be they could be quids in here because they've just had a pit stop. Now it would need to be a very long yellow for them not to need yeah. to stop but again. Pace fell fell off the lead lap after that pit and stop. That would get him back onto the lead lap. Yeah, so they're for different reasons that would be good for them. But, but I think particularly Mackay Stevens is still on the lead lap. Yeah, correct. The, the John Farrow car, yeah. the Mercedes. Yeah, so yeah. The, for different reasons, this would this definitely plays in their favour. Kenton Cook then still green at the moment and still with a two and a half second lead. Race control will be talking to the team. The team mm. will be talking to the driver. Can you get it going again? He's not on the track, but he's not a long way off the track. And That's th dangerous. That there. is There's dangerous no on a fast part of the circuit. That would have been grass not so very long ago. It's been tarmacked over. I don't see that. I don't see that car moving. It's still got the headlights on. A an hour and seven minutes to go. 
This is going to be very interesting. There's a quick pit stop yeah. by the number 13. That is Jensen Altson, McCombie Makalia Racing. Now, MMR, McCombie Makalia Racing has won every race so far this weekend. The two master races that we've seen. And Jensen Altman comes back out. They are anticipating a full course yellow here. And there's another car off at the Le Mans chicane. And Daly. that was the... Daly car, I think, isn't it? Is it, it the Daly car? The Hyundai yeah. Elantra. Full course yellow. An hour and seven to go. An hour and seven to go. And the full course yellow is out. And Jensen Altman and McCombie McAleer Racing have just made their stop. An hour and six to go. They'll be turning that car on and off. Uh, hey, Jensen, can you hear us on the radio? Yeah, I've got you. I've got you guys. What do you need? Uh, if you just reach behind you, there's a, there's a pair of pink fluffy slippers there that we want you to put on to get to the end. Oh, question is, is uh, Mackay Stevens in the 34 Mercedes, John Farrow, uh, they, they, they pitted with about... Oh, an hour and 15 to go. That's going to be a very, very long... It would need to be a long yellow, I think, for them to get away without another stop. So they've got to make that decision now, though, whether they come in and top up and be with everyone else. Yeah, they'll, they'll come in and top up, I think, with everybody else. Because lap, they're on the late lap. Yeah, they're on the late lap, so they'll yeah. come in. They'll yeah, and they're not going to give away and, any position. And, and by yeah. the time... Are the pits... Well, well, wait a minute. Are the pits going to be open? Have we gone 15 minutes? Ah, it's a very oh, good great point, so it's 107... It was 124, yes, 24 minus 7 is 17 minutes. Just. So Ooh. just over the 15 minutes. Otherwise, if it had been less than 15 minutes, it would be what's termed a short yellow where we do not go through the pit opening and pit stop sequences. But it isn't, so we, we do. We did, uh, we did steer green for a little while. Yes, 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 we did, didn't we? Good point. Uh, they didn't good come point. out straight away yeah, whilst, whilst risk and c control were assessing the situation. The situation. Yeah, brilliant. Look, you Look. know, uh, everybody, it's easy to have a go at officials. Uh, easy to be Monday morning quarterbacks, isn't it? But no, it's a smart I'll, call. I'll, I'll say, I'll say uh, this about uh, the IMSA officiating in all of the championships. What they try to do is not affect the racing. Safety, obviously, has to come first. But a little bit of common sense, a little bit of a breath sometimes before you hit the big uh, full course yellow button, which actually doesn't exist, but I really wish it did. There was a big sort of the voice style full course yellow button. Um, just a little bit of a, a breath and a bit of patience. Sometimes it can, things can resolve themselves or they do not want a, a race to be decided by a call that they make in race control notwithstanding the safety concerns and I and as Jeremy said smart officiate we have no problems with that at all so we will be somewhere and the pits are open pits are open this time around so it's going to be if everybody fills to the max it's going to be an hour long run to the to the finish. Yeah, a bit, a bit less than an hour, but yeah. that's going to be awfully tight for the GS cars. I mean, this is a fast track, obviously, True. Daytona International Speedway. So, yeah, I mean, basically, they can do about what, 50 minutes or so, and they're going to have more than that. So, I think we're probably going to be, unless there, if there is another false call caution, they, could, they should be able to make it to the end from here. But if there isn't, it's going to be really interesting in the she, final 10 minutes or so. Adam has the leader, and that is Kent Cook. 
And there's a bit of damage to either side of the front of this BMW. Rubber bits hanging out, looking like eyelashes. Mechanic just haphazardly yanks the one off of the right-hand side. I'd imagine he'll do the same to the left. Maybe Kenton had a bit of contact at the front of the car that knocked it loose. But they are doing four sticker Michelin tires and as much fuel as humanly possible to try and get him to the checkered flag. Further back, they're doing the same thing with the number 46 Team TGM, Aston Martin. Matt Plum staying aboard for that one to the checkers, fuel and tires. Joe? Yeah, I'm trapped behind the 69 McLaren. That's uh, hopefully, well, it's going to be a stretch getting this car to the finish at this stage, isn't it? Uh, the 69 McLaren taking on tires. Uh, brand new unscrubbed rubber going on the McLaren just ahead of it. The number 19, that's the Aston Martin of the uh, Van der Straat team. And now the McLaren clears off the jacks. It comes off the jacks now. We get a lovely sound bite as it pulls away. Lovely little bit of tyre screech there. And just behind, just stays behind the Aston Martin number 19. The tyre change took too long for Kenton Cook and the fuel nozzle came out. It was still about another 10 seconds after that before Kenton was moving once again. So he has lost the lead and dropped back several positions. Also coming into the pit lane, it's Chad McCombie aboard the 13 for McCombie McAleer Racing now for that Ford Mustang GT4. He took a further splash of fuel. They're going to try and roll the dice. Actually, what happened here, they didn't come in the first time around. So the, the smooge... Uh, Corey, Race, uh, Corey Lewis, Smooch Racing 68, Toyota and Trent Hinman, they stayed out when everybody else uh, came in. Yeah. That's because they hadn't long been in the pit lane, Jeremy. Well, they were in with everybody else. Um, so they like to say, I mean, they, you know, they reckon it's going to go green from here and they, they, everybody's going to need another pit stop. So they get the track position now and everybody else has to make another pit stop later on. What I'm wondering, about, though, is why we didn't wait for, the, for all of the cars to pack up behind the safety car before they open the pits. That's, that's unusual. And normally when the caution comes out, you pack up behind the safety car and then you open the pits a lap later. This opened, the pits opened a lot earlier than usual, and that certainly impacted particularly the number 34 car, who wasn't even close to catching up the back of the pack. So they elected to stay out. That's the JMF. Mercedes. Got another car that stopped actually within this uh, full course yellow. Gordon Scully uh, has stopped in the uh, Sebok Simpson Motorsport 67 Porsche. Uh, meantime, with an hour to go, well, all the TCRs have got to come, haven't they? Because they'll go from yes. here. So then we when, then we just get the TCR race. They'll be led in uh, by. This, one of the stories of the race one of the, this could be one of the stories of the season and we're only at the first round absolutely extraordinary stuff Shea Adam is at the uh, pit lane area for Mikey Taylor and the number 17 Audi Shea. The question is two tyres or four because four tyres does give you a grip advantage but the rear tyres are just there to keep the exhaust off the ground and that's what JDC Miller Motorsport is doing. They are changing the front tyres only on this stop because the fuel load should not take them the length of time to where they could get away with changing the rears as well. Very delicate as far as they are concerned for making sure that the tyres are seated properly, the wheel nuts are all in place. Car drops off the air jacks too soon actually and the tyre changer can't quite complete the left front. Now he's able to get it done, but the car was well done fueling for way before. 76 is away and rolling. Brian Hurd Autosports leading this thing. That's the Rockwell 
the Rockwell Autosport development car that's just gone by the Audi RS3 into the pits and uh, a very well regimented pit stop and he just takes out and it's three wide at the pit exit there getting very very intense there going out for the final time uh, pick the bones out of that one we need to have a look at the photo the Rockwell Autosport car might have got its nose ahead there in that uh, very brightly coloured car it was the race between them and uh, Denny Dupont now Denny's come out first Let's see where the Rockwell car follows out with Tom O'Gorman behind the wheel that was the car that came in in second place and yeah. that's jumped that's jumped the car that was leading and the, the drivers are known as 76 car uh, it, which is uh, it's shared by th they've got three drivers there Preston Brown who started and Nick, Nick Loymans did a brilliant middle stint and uh, Denny Dupont who we know is fast those three they of course drove with the o o Rockwell Autosport development team for the last couple of years so they switched across there and here they are now effectively uh, first and second in the class yeah exactly so uh, John Morley Tom O'Gorman uh, Tazia Otis Denny Dupont, Mikey Taylor and Mark Wilkins will be the seven TCR cars, the six TCR cars, uh, excuse me. Oh, add Jacob Daly to that as well, actually. Uh, the seven drivers who battle to the end of the race. They are fuelled. The TCRs are fuelled to the end of the race. The GS cars, question mark, question mark. If somebody, if it goes green, I can't see everyone getting to the end. Uh, not at pace. And that's the problem is hey, if you're flat out for such a long time, Peter, on the lap. And that's potentially what uh, the top three cars in GS, as we look at it right now, are banking on. They did not stop. There are three cars that did not stop in GS there at that opportunity. And they are the number 28 Porsche, the RS1 Porsche that's now driven by Trent Hidman, had been driven by Austin Crowns and Stephen McAleer. The number 68 uh, Toyota for Smooch Racing, Kevin Conway, John Giesbrecht, and uh, Corey Lewis is driving it right now, and Mackay Stevens in that Mercedes, the no, 34 car. Are they going to take this opportunity now? They are. So everyone will then have pitted. Uh, uh, two no, of them they'll, have. They'll no. stay out now. Uh, so the, the RS1's the, in. RS1's in, and I think the Toyota is two. No, is it? It's the other smooth no, racing the other one. car that's yeah. coming so in. So just the, the RS1 Porsche then. Uh, and Carl, uh, Carl Whitmer as well for the Montreal. So Honda. is is then oh no Hinman's, yeah Hinman's come in correct okay, in the well, RS1 Porsche yeah so I wonder then if the RS1 team are thinking right we are putting fuel in it at the last possible moment yes we will lose track position but maybe they're banking on thinking if we're putting fuel in it at the last possible minute well, we might be able to get it, home without pitting it, it didn't need that much fuel because they're nowhere near pulling the uh getting the, the, the wheels on and the fuel hose was out quite a long time ago uh, it's a bit of a traffic jam further up the pit lane with the 93 Honda and the 88 bright green Aston Martin uh, he's cleared the Honda has cleared the Aston as it goes back out that's Joe Bradley's end of things was there a coming together there Joe was it just no. trying to manoeuvre around people not at all the, the Honda TCR was in first then the, in came the 88 
Aston Martin, bright green livery there, very uh, distinctive. That's the what you could hear in the background. And the uh, the Aston, so the Aston pulled in in front of it at like 45 degrees with the nose pointing towards the pit wall. But the Honda uh, made no problem there. Didn't even hardly get pushed back, and then just made its way out of the pit. Out of its pit. I think it looked tighter than it actually was. Good news is with the front wheel drive car, you just spin up the front wheels and then it pull itself round. So, 55 minutes to go. There'll be another minute or two to pack everybody back up to do the final wave by. It's going to be close to that 50 minutes that Jeremy Shaw was talking about for the GS cars. No problems for the TCRs. Let's have a quick word with Stephen McAleer in this BDO pit lane report. All right, Stephen McAleer. So the question is, did you guys wait that little bit extra because now you can go to the end of this race, green flag expected? Yeah, you know, it's still going to be tight for the Porsche there. Uh, you know, we calculated our fuel. You know, we're, we're maybe, a, maybe a little short. We're obviously better than all the cars that came in first. Uh, you know, the thing that we worry about is cautions breed cautions. So, you know, if we get another one at the start here, uh, the cars that pitted before us are going to have track advantage. So, um, yeah, super proud of Austin. Uh, you know, it's his first IMSA race. He had a blast. Uh, you know, a lot of pressure on him, you know, knowing he was handing it off to Trent and myself. And, uh, but, you know, we thoroughly enjoyed it. We've got 54 minutes on the clock, and, uh, you know, we've got Trent Hinman in the car, so uh, we're certainly not worrying. Fingers crossed for green flag racing. Yeah, as far as they're concerned, safety, hmm. car, lights is, uh, safety car lights are out. Yeah. And pulls down into, onto the infield. It'll be Corey Lewis who will come through. There are lap cars in line. Green flag. Three cars between first and second. Cross the line, they go down towards turn one. Remember, the second, third and fourth in line are not part of the battle, so watch further back from that. Here comes the red and white car, Mackay Stevens. It's the red and white AMG that is second place and has got to clear those lap cars really quickly. Robin Liddell right in the mix as well there. And in and out for the TGM number 64, Aston Martin. Hugh Plum with a splash of fuel. So, well, if Joe Vardy comes in for a splash of fuel there. Oh, there's going to be a penalty for Robin Liddell. This is the second mistake they've made in the pits, and it's cost both of them have cost dear. It'll be a drive-through for the new car. Rebel Rock Racing with the Vantage Evo. And that will drop Robin Liddell out of contention. Oh, that is such a shame. They were desperate just to be up there towards the front. The cars had pace. The team have done well, but two mistakes in the pits. And that has cost them dearly. Three wide with Aston Martin at the top. In the middle is one of the Supras. And down at the bottom is Kenton Cook. He's going to get some help from an AMG. Nice variety there. Lewis from Kai Stevens, who has cleared the traffic now. Best lap of the race by Robin McGuinness. He's now in third position. He's got ahead of his teammate, Robbie Foley. 153.955, set some time ago. Here comes the Van der Stur Racing Aston Martin, the number 19 car. Valentin Hasglut in the blue and white number 19. He's down on the bottom of the racetrack, Robin Liddell is pushing him along, I suspect Robin will pull to the left hand side and in the pit lane to do his drive through this time, yes he will 
giving himself all of uh, 52 minutes or so to make some position back. Uh, we've also got a, p a penalty for the for another car there. It's the Tim Lewis Alfa Romeo. They're many laps down. That was refueling. Uh, uh, refueling. Oh. oh, that was a thud. Morad. That was the 96 Daniel Morad hitting the Turner Motorsport car of uh, Robbie Forley. And you heard the thud. That was pretty stout, wasn't it? Well, I, I was actually looking at something else, not even looking at the screen, and I, I turned round because I heard it in the headset. My goodness me, Matt Plum getting an advantage there as well, round the outside. And the McLaren in there as well. That McLaren, it's not the most uh, not the most frugal of cars, the 69 Sport in action, Mia McLaren. I doubt it will be with a, a big chunk out the front left corner of it either. That's not going to help with the aerodynamic performance. It's, oh, slow for the BMW. Yeah, that's, that car's uh, uh, so several, it's several laps way. down, just getting out of the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. next spot. Yeah. So here comes, comes Ken Cook there. Ken Cook in the, the <laughs> random Valdos. <laughs> not close. What, Tell you what, th those two have been battling over the last couple of years in a different series. It's been a similar scenario there. Oh. Uh, have, we, have we still have we still got that lap BGP car in there as well, with Spencer Pumpelli in it? Yes, we have. That's the 38 car. He's a lap down, but obviously trying to get back to the front of the field. He's ahead of is that the 95 car? He's ahead of yeah. So he's actually second to Corey Lewis, who's about a 10 or 15 yards up the road, but. That said, he's going to lose positions to the BMW. Surely Cook on the high side over the tri-oval. Gets past Robbie Forley. The BMW looks huge next to the Porsche Cayman as they turn through one and two. But the Porsche very nimble, able to get the power down. Corey Lewis then for Toyota Super and Smooth Racing with he just on a second of an advantage. Corey Lewis didn't pit at the, at the last caution. Correct. So... Uh, they're very unlikely to make it to the end without a, a stop. To be honest, they, we, we think that the rest of the field might need one too, but he'll need a much longer one, of course. I, I think there's a few people who reckon they'll get to the end. Yep. Yeah, well, I, that's something what RS1 were, were, uh, were banking on, I think. I don't think Stephen absolutely categorically confirmed that, but we can read enough between the lines. Yeah. It's still going to be nail-biting all mm. the way to the end. This is what we have come to expect from the IMSA Mission and Pilot Challenge. Hello, if you are just joining us around the world or around the circuit on 107.9 FM, WWDIS. Huge crowd here for the 62nd running of the Rolex 24 at Daytona, settling in for a quiet Friday night where there'll be some uh, gentle chat backwards and forwards by the campfires. <laughs> Who am I kidding? Lewis then leads and here comes Spencer Pumpelli trying to get back on the lead lap in that BGP Porsche battles behind him Kent Cook Robert McGuinness then it's Daniel Morad yeah, Stevens, who's done a really Bobby good Foley. job yeah really good job Daniel Morad, Morad. Oh, yeah, yeah yeah very impressive in fact Windward Racing and Mercedes how about Bryce again in that yeah, opening he did, he did, he did good stayed job in the top again. 10 yeah, stayed yeah. in the top 10 all the way through that first stanza of the race Valentin Hauser-Klot so there goes Klot, excuse me three and a half seconds back in 10th position round Spencer the outside Pelli does get the lap back he's got though. the lap back and it's side by side 
for the lead of the race. Supra being ganged up on by BMWs, but the BMWs are hurting each other there. A little bit of friendly fire from the Munich legends. Cook round the outside at the exits of the International Horseshoe. Just got on the exit curb a little bit too much and it unsettled the car. Sitting in behind them, the dark blue and black AMG of Daniel Morad. Gets down the inside of the Turner car. He's on the wrong side for the Western Horseshoe, but sometimes you can tough it out there and make it work. Has he got the grip coming off the corner? He might have. He's gone past one of the BMWs, and now he's in position to take the slot away from Kenton Cook and go into second place. I think he's done it, you know. But who's got the ponies coming out of there? We know the BMWs are so quick, particularly the Turner BMWs, so quick in a straight line. Cook goes immediately to the top of the circuit and sneaks back ahead. There was a moment when I thought Morad was ahead, and he certainly is now. He's getting help from Foley, who's pushing him ahead of the green and white random Vandals car. Here comes the second of the Turner cars, like it had a 15th Jerry Bruckheimer-style gear. As he chased up behind them, that's wow. the strength of the graph, the the draft here. That's extraordinary stuff, and it's still oh, Corey nice. Lewis who's held on to the lead in all of that. Hope they've got cameras in these cars for the movie. This is make great footage for it. <laughs> Fantastic, <laughs> yeah. Uh, car ninety six, Robbie Foley right in behind his teammate number ninety five, Robert McGuinness, and but Spencer Pompelli continues to just amaze, doesn't he? Just fighting his way hard onto the onto the lead lap and he'll be hoping for another caution to get back into this fight as Morad oh, goes down hard to block the number 95 Turner car coming into turn one and Corey Lewis in the lead of the race still I think he's maybe struggling a little bit on the tyre I think looks the cars like behind him have got fresher tyre too yeah it looks like the car the GR the, the, GR Super the, the top eight around. cars in this race separated by 1.7 seconds came across <laughs> the line. Is this a Formula Ford race? Uh, meantime, oh. John Morley is right with Mikey Taylor for the lead of TCR. Two cars who've had their issues in this race. Oh, pick a, pick a winner out of those two for who's got the best story this weekend. Mechanical black flag for the number 39. Uh, out on the circuit at the moment. That's not one of the cars involved. That's in the, the pole sitter. That might be a gaffer tape mishap, Failure. possibly. Yes. Yeah. It's game on again also in, in TCR with Mikey Taylor and John Morley, the two Audis uh, fighting that, away, yeah. as we as we suggested they might. At the front, they got uh, also in their wheel tracks the two Hyundais of Denny Dupont and Mark Wilkins. Yeah, so the Carbon BMW, which had that uh, rear deck problem, uh, with a mechanical black lag, comes flag. The here comes Kenton Cook, and this time he's clear. He's got clear green and white random vandal water between himself and Corey Lewis as he breaks and turns in left, right, right, left through the Le Mans chicane. McGinnis sitting in third place. Morad Foley, Matt Plum, Dickerseda. It's a good run for Owen Trinkler and Matt Plum as well, isn't it? Still there. Yeah, really good run. That shows you how important that long hour and a half or thereabouts of Owen Trinkler was early on in those early laps from Matt Plum when he kept the turn of BMWs honest. So here we are, 45 minutes to go in the race. The top eight cars within 1.7 seconds last time around. That included the BMW, uh, B- Toyota, Toyota was leading, BMW, Mercedes, Aston Martin and the McLaren. And the Ford Mustang only a second or so behind him as well. Here comes John Morley for the lead. 
in the TCR category across the line. He's going to come, try and go around the outside of Mikey Taylor in the yellow, black and white leading car. It's the dark grey car in second. The white, black and yellow car leading the race. Different lines. And here comes Denny Dupont in the blue and white Hyundai. Two Audis, a Hyundai. Two Audis and two Hyundais actually because we've got the Wilkins car right there as well trying to come through. So this is now a three-car scrap for the lead in TCR, a 10-car scrap for GS. Some some charge from Denny Dupont because yeah. those Audis have looked so fast all day. Hyundai's maybe struggled on the straights, but Dupont driving the wheels off it. And you're right, John, he's right there with those two Audis for the lead of the race in TCR. Ten position gain since the start of the race for Denis Dupont. Uh, at the moment, he's got a GS car trying to come through. And then behind that uh, is the number 98, the blue car of, uh, light blue car of Mark Wilkins, uh, Brian Herter. Another Brian Herter Autosport run car, but in uh, the more standard Hyundai N colours. I wonder if Turner are splitting their approach here. I think they're sending the 95 out as the rabbit, the one with the white hood, and saying go for it and hope we get a yellow, whereas the 96 car going, we're going to fuel save hard and hope we don't get a yellow. I could be wrong, but that, that's what it looks like right now to me. We've seen Robbie Foley save, save uh, fuel before as they come by to repass the Spencer Pumpelli BGB car which now goes a lap down again this could get spicy here Spencer Pumpelli is mixing it with the leaders this is not what either of those drivers needs not what any of all four of the drivers now together because here comes Daniel Morad again this is good for him bad for the two BMWs Spencer Pumpelli trying to stay on the lead lap just in case just in case there's one more intervention by the safety car. Cook goes around the inside into the kink on the infield. This is marvellous racing. IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge at its absolute best into the into the pits for the 61. This is John Morley. Now, I did not expect to see that car coming into the pits. He's only been out for some, what, seven or eight laps so what is happening here is that surely not a problem he's going very slowly in the pit lane this is the chance of victory ebbing away for the 61 simply vegas road jagger racing car he's barely going to get to his wow, pit stop Mercedes. that is incredible they've done all the hard work after they ran the car out the fuel and it's coming to a dead stop on the pit lane big issue for car number 95 the Turner white hooded car just dropped three places in, a, in one yeah, sector because uh, Daniel Morrow just blew past him there that, that was, that was that, bizarre we haven't seen that all, all week no there's something not right there at all it's dropped back I behind think he's just trying, I think, yeah, he's, 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 he's uh, tucking uh, in trying to say, he's trying to save some fuel correct. I think, yeah, right now. I think spot right. on Jeremy yeah, yeah. this is the two Turner cars working together as they did at the beginning of the race when they were absolutely unstoppable so Maybe they did just send the Corey, uh, the uh, the Robert McGuinness car quickly. They've just driven either side <laughs> of Daniel Morad. Fuel pressure pickup problem for the Roadshagger Racing Audi. So that car has struggled a couple of times to get the motion lotion. 
to the injectors, but this has cost them any chance of a decent race, and that has left Denny Dupont in second place. Uh, Mark Wilkinson third. So the Audi, the single Audi now with two Hyundais behind it in TCR. The front of the field, Kent Cook leads for random vandals racing in the green and white number 92 Robbie Foley and Robert McGuinness the Turner Motorsport twins having to work together suspect that Robbie Foley might be just down a bit on his fuel numbers then behind that is a lapped car that is Spencer Pompelli in the BGP Porsche the dark car with the green markings on it next up on the timing uh, uh, timing and scoring one is the Windward Racing Dan Daniel Morad, number 57, which is the black and blue AMG. Ken Cook driving absolutely immaculately here. He is, but so is Robbie Foley. It's almost like Robbie Foley's been given the go from the pits, either saying, we're not going to make it anyway, go for it, Robbie, or you're fine, go for it, either or. But he just as if he just switched it on just like that. But Daniel Morad... Wow, whatever he's losing on the straight in that AMG, he is making up for it in ferocity on the brakes, in the corners, in wheel-to-wheel combat. Well, he is a former world karting champion after all, so he does love a bit of a dust-up. Here comes the Turner car for the lead, the number 96. And it'll be pushed there by its teammate. Kenton Cook can't battle the two cars himself. He'll stay to the inside down towards turn number one, but they've double-teamed him rather nicely here. Cook has to try and cut across and get between them here, which he does brilliantly so that he gets an opportunity down into the international horseshoe. That number 96 car then with Robbie Foley, the defending series champion at the wheel. That becomes the ninth different leader in this race with 38 minutes on the nose remaining. And still plenty of racing, I suspect, here. <laughs> yeah. Morad, just, just they can't, these three BMWs can't drop the AMG. Uh, Winward car, it was a double team by Turner to get the lead. No doubt Foley was quick. He got in the draft of the 92 ram, random vandals, green and white car, but then just got a little push from his teammates just to make sure he was through. Got to give some credit to all three of these BMW drivers. And Kenton Cook knew he's uh, he was struggling there but he stayed between the two BMWs and Morad's down on the low side here as he comes through and yeah. for a moment is up into third position Foley at the moment I don't think he's got the fuel numbers so he's now the neither rabbit does Daniel Morad we're hearing so that car Shea Adam down in the pit lane with this BDO report I've been asking people you know how that works if they're good on fuel Dana Morad is not good on fuel, and Kenton Cook is questionable. I think everybody should be questionable. Yeah. Uh, the first, the first of those of the cars that's kind of in the top ten that will need a pit stop, however, will be the number thirty-four. Not for a little while yet. RS1 down in eleventh position. Think they can make it? They're yeah. seven seconds away, yeah. and Chad McCombie in the thirteen. That's the grey Mustang. They are close. And that might be a bit of fuel saving going on there. Denny Dupont has caught Mikey Taylor by all bar half a second for the TCR battle. This is the battle for first and second. Meantime, into the pit lane. What a horrible, horrible, horrible four hours it's been for the Carban BMW. Started on pole position, had a problem with the rear deck. 
has been in and out of the pits, had a few issues and penalties. His car is still running. Jeff Westfall, though, 35 laps down on the leader, and he should be in this lead battle. They had the pace in that car. Kent Cook then, in second at the moment, Foley leading. TCR cars in the battle at the moment. That's the Victor Gonzalez racing Hyundai that the three leading GS cars have gone by. Robbie Foley, now the rabbit. It was uh, the 95 car, McGuinness for Turner, who was the rabbit. He's dropped back uh, to be the the, uh, the tortoise. Uh, with certainly a, definitely a, a wildlife-themed programme we've had this afternoon, hasn't it? We've had hippos and it's rabbit Release. at the front. Release the hippo. Mm-hmm. But uh, Cook not... Uh, well, if you're questionable on fuel and he can stick with Robbie Foley and do a bit of fuel saving behind him, could that be the difference? If we stay green here, we are going to have one of the most tense finishes. So, wow. So hard here to, to save fuel. Um, you normally do yeah. it by... You Except when you're in a draft there. Well, it, yeah, or yeah. braking zones, big braking zones, though. Lifting and coasting. Um, I'm afraid the fuel pump of fuel... Pressure issues has taken the road shagger number 61 behind the wall. A race that promised so much. Big uh, lifting. Adam telling me the fuel pump, they believe the fuel pump has completely died. Big lifting course there for Kenton Cook coming into turn one behind Robbie Foley. And hasn't actually lost a great deal of, no. of, of time. So Robbie Foley wouldn't have had the same luxury. Morad up to third. Morad up to third. BMW, BMW, AMG, BMW. 14 spots gained for Daniel. Uh, 15 spots now for Daniel Morad, making him the prime mover in GS. Uh, still 33 and a half, 34 minutes to go. And don't count out Matt Plum here. He's 1.7 seconds back. Michael De Casada, another couple of seconds back. He's got Corey Lewis on his tail in that uh, Super GR Kai Stevens another half a second back and Luca Mars another second back there's, there's, there's lessons to be learned and yeah. there are certainly headlines to be written here Jeremy yeah, I mean, I'm so impressed by that JMF team I mean it's a brand new team they've come here with two drivers who've never driven at this level before and here they are running in a top 8 uh, that's a pretty, pretty amazing effort I mean they, yeah, they, they've done very few long uh, long runs either in this in this car so they didn't really know what to expect coming in but it's a tremendous race I mean it's between the BMWs if they've got the fuel to get to the end it's a fascinating contest ok so Shea Adam is watching she watches body language but she also watches people's faces and she asks questions and Shea Adam there is going to be somebody who pulls the pin in a moment in that top 10. What do you know? Yeah, Corey Lewis was the uh, car that stayed out, and he is about to come in. And it's not so much body language that needed reading on this. It's the refueler actually picking up the hose and getting on the wall <laughs> with the helmet on. That's he didn't the, stop at the last pit stop, correct, the last correct. yellow, excuse me. So he's going to need half an hour's worth of fuel to get him to the end from here. Side by side again for third. Daniel Morad doing a great job in the windward first horizon AMG round the outside again for Robert McGuinness Corey Lewis will drop off the back of this what about the 46 though of Matt Plum is now back with that leading quartet there's five of them together now then a wee bit of a gap to Corey Lewis who we think's pinning 
this time or next time around. Mackay Stevens next up, then Luca Mars, Trent Hinman for the top ten. Valentin has a claw, is not out of it either in the Aston Martin, just outside the top ten for Van der Stur Racing in the blue and white car. Trent Hinman in the 28, lost a position, but we are fairly sure that that car, the RS1 car, red, white and black number 28, can get to the end. The question will be, at what pace can he get to the end? Uh, Trent Hinman is pretty handy when it comes to fuel saving. Yes. And if he's behind that Aston Martin by about a second, which he is at the moment, that's a small car hiding under the rear wing of that big Aston. Yeah, yeah. you'd expect the little Porsche to, with the small frontal area to be pretty good on fuel. Um, naturally aspirated car. Mm, yeah, you would, you would hope so. Yeah. yeah. Still Let's Robbie see. Foley leading. 31 minutes to go. In TCR, Mikey Taylor by three quarters of a second from Denny Dupont in the blue and white number 76 then the Hyundai Works coloured Herder Autosport car another couple of seconds further back then a big gap to everybody else battling round the outside Morad very very brave on the brakes into turn one just rolls the car in almost effortlessly and tries to get alongside Kent Cook that allows when, uh, when Kent uh, Corey Lewis is in the pits now as uh, Shea suggested thank you very much we'll let Shea keep an eye on that Shea uh, is at that end of things I think yes she is right side tyres and fuel oh no four I can see a sticker Michelin slick coming out for the left hand side as well why not? I mean, you're going to be you're going to be a long way back, so you're not going to catch the leaders. Uh, if um, not, but if there's a yellow, if there's a yellow and you're on fresh tyres, there you go, looking good. They're in a good spot then. Yeah. Grip, grip even if, even if there is a yellow and the others don't have to pit, at least you're on fresh yeah, tyres. Yeah. And you, you get point. the time back. Just starting to see the first register, uh, uh, the, the first colours of twilight. Sun dropping away towards the far side of the speedway. What a great fast Friday we've had, and you've yeah. seen and heard it all live here. Two marvellous Master MX5 races. Plenty of talking points there. Yesterday is is all already up on the IMSA radio site for audio, and I'm pretty certain it's up on the video on the YouTube, the official IMSA YouTube site as well, working on getting today. So as well, I know Tiff Dell's a big fan of the MX-5s. He'd be gutted that he uh, missed the race yesterday. Here comes Kent Cook in the random Vandal's green and white car. Side by side for third. And this time, Daniel Morad. Oh, no, he still holds on, even though the BMW was half a car's length ahead as they came to the braking area. And here comes Matt Plum in the TGM Aston Martin. The multicoloured car with the chrome blue and pink on it in fifth position at the moment. The headlights just starting to look like they are making an, a slight difference behind the wall for the number five, uh, Alfa Romeo, who've had a torrid day. 
three of these drivers in this top four here have got a race in the Rolex 24 tomorrow. They're going to have to get a good get into bed early tonight because they're going to be exhausted after this. But this is what the Rolex 24, I'm sure, in the last hour is going to look like a big battle towards the end. So what that's uh, for Foley, for Kenton Cook, for Daniel Morad, your top three right now, they're getting some great uh, some great race practice in here as well as going for the win here in this BMW M Endurance Challenge. Fantastic. Yeah, it's great, isn't it? i tell you what, the, the McLaren, that McLaren Artur is hanging right there, isn't it? Michael yeah. DeCassano, his first run with the Motorsports in Action team running in the sixth position. He's about three and a half seconds behind that train of five cars out front. But it's been a really, really good run for him on his debut with that team. This battle at the front, though, is a uh, sweeping past one of the lap cars. The uh, racing for Alzheimer's number 51 entry. And all and of a sudden... down after the earlier problems. Yeah, good-looking car, though, and a great piece great of... Uh, yes, a great piece of visibility for a very good cause. Indeed. How about Matt Plum and... Owen Trinkler back together again in the same car this year. Owen, after a very nasty testing fire that's... If you weren't with us earlier on, he was uh, telling us how uh, traumatic that had been. He's been under anaesthetic four times for skin grafts. Change for third as through goes. McGuinness just about slides through on Morat. Here comes Matt Plum round the outside. Yeah, Owen Trinkler, Bill Tough from Nashville. That little that little move there from McGinnis to get past Morad that could be that could be quite significant because now he's got a bit he's got the clean air ahead of him and the True. grunt on the straight and it's been hard work to get past Daniel Morad who's putting up such a fight. But number ninety five turned a BMW into third then for Robert McGinnis and sets his sight on the two other BMWs ahead of him. The 92, um, the 92 machine, and the uh, 96 of Robbie Foley. TCR might be the biggest uh, gap of the of the race. Actually, Michael Taylor just pulled out uh, <laughs> a little bit over a second, I think, this time around, over the number 76 car of Denis Dupont. Yeah, Denis took me. Uh, it's um, it's Robin Liddell coming back after that penalty. That split those cars up for a moment, Jeremy. And uh, I think Denny will try and hang on to the back of the Rebel Rock Racing Aston Martin Evo. Last lap by uh, Dupont was two tenths of a second quicker in the Hyundai in second place. Uh, so it was, yeah, sitting at a second. That's chipped down to now three quarters of a second when they came across the line. But Dupont might have lost a little bit of time with Robin Liddell coming through there in that GS class Aston Martin. You want to be right underneath the Aston's wing when they go onto the high banks. I don't think he's quite close enough, but he's got a wee bit of a draft as he comes through now. Mikey Taylor with the reborn number 17. Meantime, at the lead of the race, it's still Turner BMW from Random Vandals BMW from Turner BMW. And in fourth place, it is. Daniel Morad, but he's hanging on at the moment as here comes Matt Plum, has a look down the outside into the International Horseshoe has to drop back you kind of want to say to with 24 and a half minutes to go to Matt Plum and Daniel Morad stop scrapping you two 
because to stay with those BMWs and okay. give us a real grandstand five-car finish, you guys need to, to get in the draft and help each other. And it's the only way. Those yeah, BMWs have been I so mean, strong all week. It's a consistent pace they're running at the front yeah. of the field. Uh, you know, 56, very low 56s or, or high 55s. One minute 55. That's what they're running. The fastest lap of the race was set by the third place car, Robert Megues, who won 53.9. That was so, a while ago, though, Jeremy. Uh, yeah, wasn't well, it? yeah, it was. That was what? Yeah, it was. It was before the last uh, caution period on lap 75. Uh, we're now on, we've now completed 97 laps, uh, but um, yeah, it's it's a it's a consistent pace, as I say, that they're running. It's really it's a fascinating contest. It's, this is fun. I reckon, though, that Kenton Cook is running that pace whilst using a lot less fuel. Because oh, yeah. every, totally. every braking zone, you see that green and white random Vandals car just ease back. And that's him breathing out the throttle early and then braking as late as he dares. And in, in doing so, using a little bit less fuel, he's now right under the bootlet of Robbie Foley, the leading car, the Turner car. Does he car. go by or does he just sit nah. there? Who's that into the pit lane? That's the, one of the TCRs. It's the VGRT. Number 80, red-white car, dropping into the pit lane. Uh, Mackay Stevens into the pit as well for JMF Motorsport in that red and white AMG. So they were about 22 minutes short. What's that? Uh, around about 10, 11 laps. Now, do they put tyres on that car? Left side tyres coming out there, Shea, I think. Yep, and they're stickers, and uh, maybe that's the only amount of time that they have for fuel. Because remember, you don't need to fully refuel it. You just need to make it to the end of this race. There we go. The tyre change is done. Air Jack comes out, waiting on the fuel. Yeah. They need quite a bit of fuel because they did not pit under the uh, previous Correct. caution. Nick Damon back in the pit lane. What are you seeing at the moment on this BTO pit report? Well, I've just seen the turn of fuel up. Uh, do a, put oh. his helmet on. He's putting on his fireproof gloves. Uh, they've, they've been in a state of readiness, what you expect, but now they're going to top readiness. So I would, he, the basic question is, Reed, just hang on and hope for a yellow or, or, or just come in when they against yeah. uh, plenty of fuel to get to the end. But they are very much, I would say, we're going to get one in the next couple of laps. Um, it's not a point, it's not a point to do a bluff, really, because it's not like you're trying to do a, an F1 bluff and get someone to come in for an undercut no. or an overcut. So, no. And they, uh, they are looking very ready. Lots across, of helmets. Across the bottle, bottom of the screen, for those of you on IMSA TV, the car number, or the position, rather, the car number, the team name, and the last lap that they were in the pits, so the number, the uh, leading 96 turn of motorsport last time, they were in was lap number 79. We're on 98 at the moment. Also, random vandal, same pit stop. Turner Motorsport third, same pit stop. Windward Racing, same pit stop. This is because it was a yellow flag. So that just tells you where everybody is on their pit run. However, RS1 in seventh, 81. Only two laps different, but they have been running a different pace. They're still sitting. Uh, in the top 10, handily at 7th for Trent Hindman, just biding their time. Even if they do need a pit stop, they may be able to gain time. Remember what we said, save a little bit of fuel in the draft. 
stop two laps later, needs a little less fuel to get to the end. It's an absolute amount of time that that fuel probe has to be on, Peter. It, it's a minimal difference because those two laps were caution laps. So, but it they st- it still counts. Um, so could and I think this is going to come so close to the limit that it could that could be the difference. Now the Turner team they have a they actually have because they have two such good cars here, two bullets in the gun, they can pit one and keep one out and just roll the dice with one and hope that it's hope that they'll get a caution. Which way around are they in the pits? Oh, I, uh, it, I think it'd be 95, 96. It has certainly been up to now. Um, but I, I'm not sure. Can they swap that around if they want? No. No. Okay, so it's 95, 96 then. Nick the Damon's in there asking the questions. The, the 96 <laughs> car won the championship, so they're closer to the front of the, as we are right now, they're at the, the first, they're, they're further down the pit lane. Ah, so, so it'll be 96 the first, then 95. 96 sorry, yeah. from 95. Nick Damon is lurking with intent there. Uh, by the turn at BMW pits, the crowd strike, APR pit next down. And further up the two pits for uh, Chip Hart Racing. Um, Who are they? It's a good point. <laughs> Sonny Hayes. So a little under 19 minutes to go then in this thrilling BMW M Endurance Challenge. And we still have to decide on a Michelin moment of the race. And I think we're keeping our powder dry on that one because I feel like there's a lot of fireworks to come. But for me, the front runner right now has got to be that number 17 JDC Audi that's leading in TCR. Started from the back, couldn't qualify, couldn't practice, couldn't start it. And here they are. Whoa. Problems for the number 23, was that? Toyota number 23. That's been a really tough day for the. Well, they've been running no, yeah, a, a drivers. We are running well. Some smoke and flame coming Uh-oh, out the back good. of that car. So we'll keep an eye on that. So TCR at the moment is fairly sorted for our mission and moment of the race. Uh, I think whatever happens now, the fact that they got that car into the race flew the ECU up with its owner. Um, I think. I think that's fairly nailed on. GS, then, we have to think about as well. And that one, I mean, honestly, get myself a magic eight ball and put some numbers on it right here, right now. Daniel Morad, one of the biggest movers in the race after a great first stint by Bryce Ward. Uh, What about the comeback of Owen Trinkler and Matt Plum sitting in fourth and fifth, those two cars at the moment? And then... You've got random vandals. Second position at the moment in that uh, Ken Cook-driven car. What a race it's been for them. Plenty of stories in GS. We'll ask our team in a few moments' time. Is anybody of the team, Nick Damon, I know you're listening in and share, anybody could have fought anything else other than the JDC car in uh, TCS? Not for TCR. No, not for TCR. Here's the battle for the GSs. And here's Daniel Morad. Look, close quarters fighting, and that AMG is a different machine. Yeah. This is like watching a boxing match where you've got somebody with a, a really long reach. The BMWs lying it out in the open. They can keep jabbing and moving away. That AMG likes to work inside, get the body punches in. 
get underneath the guard and do a bit of proper old-fashioned scrapping. I'd be worried that Daniel Morad's going to just blast right underneath and blow my chin off. He's fighting so hard right He's now. Really going He's for going it. for it, the tenacious Canadian. Brilliant stuff from a team that had an up-and-down year last year, but Bryce Ward did get the victory, and that was fantastic to see for them. What a character. Russell, his son, taking on the running of the team as well. They got a base in uh, Germany as well at Altenburg for their European operations, which includes DTM. Here's the BMWs back into the top three positions again. As Morad didn't try to fight that there. This no. is really smart. He's not leaning on his tyres too much, Jeremy. That's not a battle with 15 and a half minutes to go. That's not a battle he needs to fight right now. That's smart. Yeah, I mean, he, he can't fight it on the straight. Uh, he, he, although he has been, the car has been fairly fleet, but he's not going to push push his luck going into the Le Mans chicane, that's for sure. Here is Kenton Cook just tucked in right behind that turn of motorsport BMW, trying to save as much fuel as he can. Cross the line. Cook again, just rolling up. Cook must be using so much less fuel than well, Robbie Foley right are. now. Yeah, yes, they, it is, they definitely are bunched together, so Robbie Foley is doing his very, very best. I'm looking at where that, they're breaking, that. but Shea Adam and Nick Damon are on the pit wall, or on the, uh, the pits. They can actually see and hear it, Shea, what's going on as they come down into turn one. That's a good place to lift it in the coast. They are lifting about 500 feet early into <laughs> turn one, are the three <laughs> leading BMWs. Uh, they're lifting coming out of the you just hear the cessation of engine noise from the Munich-based roundels. Um, and then the Mercedes is still flat on it. And once again, black smoke out of that Toyota. But it's hanging on for now as it comes through the trioval now. Still just one lap That down. last lap uh, for, the, for the leaders, by the way, is in the 58s. I talked about the fact that we're lapping consistently high 59s, low 56s. All of a sudden, they're a 58-3. Uh, there might have been a little bit of traffic there to work through, but I don't think it cost them... A couple of seconds. And the best lap of the race, a 154.4. 53.9. A 53.9, excuse me, Jeremy, sorry, I looked the wrong. 53, so you've, you're miles off the ultimate pace. So just under 14 minutes to go now, and yet nobody's blinking yet. Yes, Turner are ready at the fueling station, but they haven't called either the leading number 96 car, Robbie Foley, in, or the third-place car of Robert McGuinness. Uh, Nick Damon, the fuel has had that uh, horse over his shoulder for quite a long time. Any chance he's going to use it in the near future? Uh, my guess is, unless he enjoys and he's doing some strange sort of uh, upper-back workout, then yes, both of them have it. They're all there, fire extinguishers, the whole lot. You wouldn't, they wouldn't do that if they were going to not do it. For, you're going to have your, your crew waiting up for 15 minutes. It's not really very fair. Uh, saying that, past me on the, on the banking go both the Turner cars. They watch them round again. So who knows? But uh, it is both cars. It's not one or t'other. It's both cars who are suited and booted and ready to go. Uh, I'm going to have a meander down to the, to the RS1 team in a second. Well, we'll wait for the Turner couple of lads to see what they're here planning up there are a lot of people on pit walls so but the possibility is they're not totally confident about their fuel readings so i think they could do about 24 laps uh right now they've done uh 24 laps of which three were under caution oh <laughs> that's gonna be so close. and we've got uh, 12 minutes to go that's going to be another uh seven laps probably uh, our bto pit lane Team Joe Bradley 
Shea Adam and Nick Damon asking the questions whether they get the answer. Shea, it was you that talked to Stephen McAleer just as the the car was... In fact, we hadn't quite gone back to green and he said they thought that 54, 53 minutes was going to be all right for them. That car is a little bit further down, but RS1 was the other team. They had enough fuel in the tank at that point in the race for it to be full green and for Trent to drive smart but fast, and they gave him permission. He went out there and reset the car's fast lap. So, yeah, they were good with their fuel numbers as far as we're concerned for the RS1 Porsche. Mia McLaren, there's just been a tiny bit of scramble from their crew to get ready to say, we might have to come in at the dying moments of this, guys. And now up on the wall, Vandister racing for their Aston Martin. It's all still cool down at Windward, but they told me a while ago, Daniel is driving flat out. That's the order we gave him. We know he can't make it to the checker. Nick Damon. I think the Turner coming this lap, there's a huge amount of expectations. So yep. One of them goes past. Yeah, so it's, one of the cars only comes in. It's the 95 that's coming down the pit lane. The 96 and the Kenton Cockcar went past me. Here comes the 95. The 96 boys are on the pit, are on the pit wall as well. But uh, here they come. I, I sort of understand why they did it one at a time, but I, I, I also think it would have been interesting. To Just fuel. With uh, both of them, but that they kept the lead car setting the pace here that'll be how they manage these cars afterwards fuel still going in Nick? Yeah I've counted to 13 elephants so far so it's a reasonable fuel to put it mildly the 19 Aston Martin goes to my left so if they need like you know 13 seconds of fuel I mean, we are going to get the 96 in this time as well that's that's not even close is it? No Vanister racing in as well Valentin has Gluck uh, surely 13 hippopotamus that would be too long elephant exactly a second apparently <laughs> not if you say elephant so that wasn't a second I, was used to, I used to use Mississippi actually which is also another apparently one second word yeah like hippopotamus has got second, that's a second as well hippopotamus has got too many syllables in it hippo so, could you just shorten it to hippo or is that, that too quick yeah. too quick that's six, that one. Uh, we are into the last 10 minutes of the race. We still don't know where it's going to go. And this is going to be a nail-biter. IMSA Mission and Pilot Challenge. The first of two four-hour contests for the GS and TCR cars this season. The second will be a headline event at Mid-Ohio Sports Car Course. Second weekend of June. And... Now the race comes down to the pit crews. No fumbles. The driver cannot afford to miss this spot. In comes the turn of BMW and Kent Cook stays out. So Kent Cook is going for the overcut, if you will. He's got relatively clear traffic ahead of him. Can he get a good lap in here? The in-lap and the stop. Kent Cook goes down the inside of the R18 Audi. Here comes the turn of car to Nick Damon. And I will give you a three elephant, four elephant, five elephant, six elephant, seven elephant, eight elephant, nine elephant, ten elephant, oh, 11 elephant, 12 elephant, 13 elephant, 14 elephant, 15 elephant. Michael, there's an entire pack of elephants there. I heard, isn't it? There's more elephants. So it'll be interesting to see whether he gets out in front of his teammate, but it was a pretty clear stop. That's an awful lot of fuel they're putting in, isn't it? 15, 13, 15 RS1 seconds. RS1 are in, this was the car we felt certain could go, that's what they'd been telling us, but it's been a very hot pace, and here comes Daniel Morad, fighting with Kenton Cook on what might be the in-lap, what about Matt Plum, 
for TGM. Morad, great grunt and great grip out of the turn six hairpin onto the banking. He'll stay low as they come side by side. This is not efficient. Watch out for Matt Plum and Carlos de Caseda is only another five seconds further back. And Michael de Caseda, excuse me. So here comes down the inside, the AMG into the Le Mans chicane. He's got the position. He had the right part of the road and he leads the race. Winwood lead the race with Daniel Morad. Seven and a half minutes to go. So that is another race leader, Jeremy Shaw. Number 10 of this race, number 46, number 50, number 91, 46, 95, 13, 34, 92, 96, and now with, uh, what, uh, seven and a half minutes remaining. Morad pits. Morad to the lead and then straight to the pit lane. So Kent he actually Cook. won't lead the lap. No, he will not lead the lap, Jeremy. You're absolutely right. Not at the line. Kenton Cook goes through for random vandals. Mia McLaren also coming in as well goes past Nick Damon I've Morad has got the fuel probe out one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven Ooh, seconds quicker. that's a couple of seconds quicker at least than the two BMWs where are the Turner BMWs answer is coming out of the the turn four and they are together they are together it's the yellow hood ahead I think Morad's beat them out I think Morad's going to beat them out here it's going to be very tight the Mia McLaren with the hazard flashes on going around but where is Daniel Morad has he popped out of the back straight yet it's going to be close there he is he's down towards the the hairpin he's out he's down towards the horseshoe he's got one two three four Five seconds on the turn of BMWs. That's tremendous stuff. That was one extra lap than one of the BMWs, two of the other. The lead of the race, Matt Plum's gone through into the lead. Now, does that mean that Kenton Cook's coming in this time around? Either that or Kenton Cook's going to try and get to the end of the race without this stop. Because that's he's been right in there behind Robbie wow. Foley, just lifting and coasting, lifting and coasting. And Plum went by him like he was standing still there. Under six minutes to go, Kent Cook's going to have to get four more laps, five four. more laps than the rest. Yeah, I four. think he can do it. I, I do. And this would be it's my Michelin moment it's of the race lot. if he could do it. It is a lot. You're right. But why not? I mean, yeah, Matt a, a Plum master at, yeah, there's another master at saving fuel, Matt Plum. I mean, he is the most successful driver in this championship. Is that another leader? Oh, no, that was... Uh, we had... The, number 46. Yeah. yeah. 46 car. Yeah. So, through they go. Um, also in there, of course, uh, as we've got someone slow out on there, it's one of the VGRT cars. Is that the 99? Yes, it is. It is the 99 TCR from Victor Gonzalez Racing Team with uh, Tyler Gonzalez. No relation. I think it's got some, it's some sort of issue on the front. Had a big wobble there at quite slow speed. Battle for so the is there an issue there for that 99 um, Victor Gonzalez racing car? TCR battle is going on to the high banks. This is as close look, as they've been for a little while the car, as well. The car we haven't talked about is Luca Mars yeah. in that Ford Mustang. We've seen that car being re really frugal in the past. And even young, young Luca at uh, just 17 years of age, he's 
He's learned very, very quickly as Luca. He's really now in the third position. It's about 20 seconds behind, so... Yeah, but if he doesn't have to stop... Uh, that's two. the point. Anybody, anybody oh. who doesn't have to stop now... 28 going very slow. That's the RS1 Porsche. And going he's really just slow. back out just again. Out he's just come out of the pits. So that wasn't fuel-related because he's just been in and out of the pits. Beautiful light at the western end of the... Daytona International Speedway last four minutes of the IMSA Michelin Pilot Challenge oh, yeah. I reckon unless they splutter now, these guys are going to the end, Kent Cook's gone back to the lead Matt Plum in second Trent Hinman there in that 28 RS1 Porsche lost 9 seconds in sector 3 there, so there's definitely a big big problem for that RS1 Porsche heartbreak for that crew oh four minutes to, less than 4 minutes to go Kenton Cook. Oh, here comes, here comes Matt Plum. Cook stays out. Plum pits. So TGM now again. This will all come down. So where is Riley Dickinson on the track? So Plum comes in. Fuel hose on. Four, Rebus, seven, four five, elephant, five six, elephant, six seven, elephant, seven elephant, seven elephant, seven elephant. Seven elephant. Wow. That's less seven. elephants than the others. Far fewer elephants than anyone else. A tunnel also have two hippos. Uh, that's true. <laughs> Uh, coming in for their final stop here is the 59 car this is the core racing car so Green, that's yeah. the Mars car not going to make it to the end oh my goodness Kenton Cook could win this he's two, He's only got two laps to go you've got to stay out now got you've got to stay out soft pedal he could lose 25 seconds to Matt Plum yep. maybe more than that yeah, maybe Riley, more than that Riley Dickinson certainly there in that he's uh, in the second position now in that uh, Kelly Moss by Riley number 91 Porsche Luca Mars in and out Kent Cook with just under 7 miles to go the 92 BMW towards the double yellow line he's got no one to race now the only only competitor he's got is his fuel mileage 24 and a half seconds Kent Cook random vandals down towards the Le Mans chicane. If he wins this, this is incredible. Tight. This be, is incredible if he wins this. It's going to be tight as to whether there's going to be one lap to it's, go. It's declared as two to go, Jeremy, I think. So one lap. Yeah, I think it'd be white flag this time around. Yeah, I agree. Yep, yep. Uh, yep race control off to our left, yep. keeping an eye yes, on it. it. Is. White flag. White flag in hand. Yeah, he's. he's Running several seconds per sector slower, but that doesn't but, with, but exactly, but within the well within the window, he needs to be what? Oh, wow. he's coming down! Oh, he's, he's coming, coming down the apron! No way! Yeah, Riley Dickinson could yet. Yes, they're not ready for him. They're not expecting him. I can't believe he's not got three and a half miles in the drama. The drama, Dickinson. Then twenty-five seconds back. Surely he can't get the stop done. Just stop a splash. Thing. No, he can't get the stop done in, turn, in, turn, in order One, to keep the lead. Two, three, four, four elephants. Four. That was a four-elephant stop. Might, you might actually lead hey, across Mike, the line. Do you know what? Riley Dickinson for Kelly Moss Racing is only just coming round now. He might actually make this. No, he's not. Dickinson's gone through. And Riley Dickinson is on the last lap. This could be Kelly Moss's biggest victory. They've won in all kinds of Porsche racing. 
if Riley but Dickinson pulls this off, this is extraordinary. It would be the only if they complete complete this lap. That would be the only lap that, that this car has led because uh, in the pit lane, Kenton Cook was ahead. Was of, of Riley? Yes. And, really. <laughs> and the Riley Dickinson and the Kelly Moss crew, they've done the same strategy that RS1 did, where they pitted at the last lap of the, of the caution. Lap, lap 81. 80, well, 81, 82. Yep. But two laps later than everyone else under caution, you think that can't make much of a difference. Well, Riley Dickinson and Kelly Moss, they've just proven it. Well, wow. they haven't proved it yet. They've got no, you're right. Good point. Good point. And yes. he's got Daniel Morad charging behind him. Oh. He's within sight. Morad within sight of a win for Winwood Racing. Matt plums another four seconds further back. This is not over at all. More than half a lap to go. Extraordinary stuff in the last hour of the Michelin Pilot Challenge for 2024. The season opener on Fast Friday at the 62nd running of the Rolex 24 Hours of Daytona. You've watched it. Dickinson's. You've heard it. You might not believe it. Here comes Daniel Morat. Yeah, and uh, Dickinson tucks in behind that Porsche uh, Toyota to try and get a little bit of a toe down the back straight. Uh, and there were seven and a half seconds in between the Porsche and the pursuing Mercedes when they crossed the stripe. No they come out of the Le Mans chicane. On to the run to the checkered flag. A cough, a splutter will cost the Porsche Austin Number 91 car, the victory. Riley Dickinson holds the bottom of the racetrack. Here comes Morad. He's gaining, but he's not gaining quick enough. Here comes the AMG, but he's not in sight. It's Riley Dickinson who wins it for Kelly Moss with Riley. Victoria and the team will be absolutely delighted. Andy Kilcoyne there as well. That is an extraordinary victory for Riley Dickinson, for Mike McCarthy and 16-year-old Brady Golan who have taken that on the same strategy that RS1 had. They rolled the dice and our winner in the Michelin moment of the race for TCR is the winner of TCR. A car that refused to come out and play is going to win with a little bit of a Mexican transplant. They'll be doing the hat dance tonight down at the number 17 Unitronics GTC team. And Mikey Taylor, along with his teammate, have done a cracking job. Just absolutely extraordinary stuff. That is remarkable. Two great stories. Very quickly. What a motor race. Oh, very and, quickly. And, and G- GS Michelin moment of the race. Got to be that oh, strategy. Oh, yeah. The race. No doubt about it. Yeah. Absolutely. So, unusually, both of our winners take the Michelin moment of the race. Yeah. And Denny DuPont's run out of fuel on the last run to the line. I think he's got enough time. Where's Mark Wilkins? Here he comes. Wilkins is right behind him. And Mikey Taylor's gone through. Denny DuPont has... He got it. He got, got it. He's got it. DuPont just gets it from Mark Wilkins by six-tenths of a second with a car that I reckon is kicked out of gear to come round. Let's pick up some of the the response from the pit lane and the reaction from our BTO pit lane reporters who've kept us up to date. First, Shea Adam. 
Down here with Victoria Thomas of Kelly Moss with Riley making a series debut. You're bringing Riley Dickinson, your defending Porsche Carrera Cup North American champion. He's leading the championship again. Did you ever think a win was possible? No, we were really hoping for a top 10 best case scenario. So we couldn't be more excited. And it's the first win with Michael McCarthy. He's been a team member for a long time. This was a great call on strategy, though. Is this Bill Riley effort in this? Oh, gosh. The Riley strategy was absolutely spectacular, and the lineup of these three young guys can't beat it. We're so excited for the season. Congrats. Thank you. Uh, down at the uh, JDC Miller, Corey Miller. Um, fantastic result and an absolute fairy tale given where this car was just 24 hours ago. Yeah, I, I think I texted friends and family that there was maybe a 20% chance we made the race, and I was being somewhat optimistic, so... Uh, honestly, just a great way to start the season after the heartbreak at the end of last year. Everybody executed perfectly all day. Mikey drove great, and uh, we're in it for the championship. Lost Nick Damon down there in the pit lane. You might just have to recycle your pack there, uh, Nick, to get back to us. Uh, Bill Riley, what a motor race, what a mind, what a strategist. Yeah. Mind, you can look at the numbers, you can call it, but the guys behind the wheel yeah. have got to deliver, and the guys who change the tyres, Andy Kilcoyne, Victoria Thomas, the whole team, Bill Riley, fantastic stuff brilliant absolutely brilliant uh, great strategy i mean they were, they were flying underneath the radar screen there in, with uh, you know just a few laps to go they were uh, in the in the 10th position with with six laps to go they were 10th end up winning this race he was running to his pace he set that pace early on what uh, pace they needed to run to, to get to the end that would have been dictated from the pit stand and riley dickinson for the reigning uh, Porsche Carrera North America Deluxe Champion. What a ride that was for him, for Brady Golan. He will become the youngest ever winner in the Michelin Pilot Challenge. Uh, just uh, 16 and 6 months. Remark less than that, actually. 16 and 4 months. Great run by him. A couple of position changes on that last lap. The two in the tournament what BMW's swap places. Robert McGinnis got past the champion Robbie Foley on that last lap. Also, to get up into the 10th place, Mackay Stevens made the pass hey. on Valentin Hasseklo in the Aston Martin on that last lap. And Robert Liddell, even after the penalty, got back into the top 10. So Rebel Rock Racing were targeting a top 10, top 12 finish with their new Aston Martin Vantage. They've had so little running in it. And despite that, Robert Liddell was there. And I tell you what, in a fuel-saving run, if they'd been there at the end without that drive-through, they would have been a, uh, they would have been a factor yeah. as well. What a motor race. We're, rate, we're waiting for Riley Dickinson. Stay with us uh, here from Daytona as he comes into the uh, into the victory circle. Shea Adam is down there. And my goodness, the man who won the Porsche Carrera Cup North America for the Kelly Moss Racing keep. Jeff Stone straight <laughs> in there. Very classy. In they go. Uh, let's go to pick up a couple of other drivers uh, that have done well. Winwood Racing, second position. Daniel Morad finished it off. But Bryce, Wh Bryce Ward, what an opening stint. Stayed in the top ten all the way through. I'm pretty sure that Russell just uh, abused him too. As Bryce, you've told me this is your third time finishing second in this race. But you got the win at Indy last year. You know what it's like to win on a super speedway. How awesome is it for the Kelly Moss guys right now? 
you know, I'm so proud of the team and, and congrats to the Kelly Moss guys. You know, I spoke to Riley before and, and I haven't known him for a long time, but man, he's such a good kid and I'm so pleased for them and for, for our team as well. What a great job. I, I, you know, I couldn't, we didn't expect to come out here and, and be on the podium, but, uh, you know, with what we had, but the team and Daniel and everybody just executed. And so what a fantastic way to finish the race. Can't wait to see what you do at Sebring. Good luck. Thank you so much. And uh, by the way, Happy New Year to all of you. Happy New Year. Uh, thank you, Bryce. Let me just quickly recap our Michelin moment of the race. It was dead easy in TCR. The car that was dead couldn't even come out to play for some of the sessions. Wouldn't start. The JDC Miller Motorsports number 17 squad had to think outside of the box because there, there were no ECUs in the box. There was no ECUs in the United States of America. They found one in a crashed car. They found the, uh, the owner of the crashed Audi race car. He went and pulled it out in the control box and jumped on a flight to Orlando. They went and picked him up. They fitted it. As they were going out to the false grid, the engine fired up. Hurrah! We've got a car. We can have a go. They had a go. They won the race. They're the Michelin moment of the race in TCR, the number 17. And unusually, it's also the winner of GS who takes our Michelin moment of the race uh, for GS. Kelly Moss with Riley. Full team effort. Everybody executed. Ran quietly. Did their thing. Crunched the numbers. All of their drivers pulling absolutely brilliant duty. Brady Gorland at 16 years old. Michael McCarthy and Riley Dickinson doing their bit as well. They'll take the moment of the race in the set of Michelin Racing tyres for GS. Let's take a quick final thought from, uh, from Peter Mackay alongside me uh, before we wrap things up here. Peter, what do you reckon to that? Well, this is, this is Riley Dickinson's moment, I think. He's got his eyes set on a works drive, and I would imagine with Porsche, because that's what his last couple of years is what he's been about. He went to the junior shootout, he wasn't selected, but that sort of drive there, that is what a factory sports car racer should do, to be able to run the pace to win the race and run on such a low fuel number. Look at how Faf won the Sebring 12-hour in GTD Pro last year. They did it by effectively making fuel and running longer than anyone expected. So for Riley Dickinson, this is his moment, along with Kelly Moss as well. Huge well done to them. What a race. Jeremy Shaw, action, excitement. Uh, great flag racing from just under it. An hour to the end, exactly how we like it. And that whole four hours was captivating. Fabulous motor race, fabulous motor race. David Moore was the first believer in Riley Dickinson, who's 21 years of age now. Jeff Stone has picked up that mantle, uh, given the opportunities to run in the Porsche Carrera Cup North America Deluxe Series, which he won brilliantly last year. He dominated it last year. year. And to make a dream debut like this, you can see how, how unbelievable it seemed to him in victory lane there. But he, as you say, he really earned that one. That was a great race. And hats off to, to well, so many teams, quite frankly. And particularly, look, I mean, Mikey Taylor and, and Chris Miller had virtually no laps this weekend. Uh, the race engineer is a winning debut for the race engineer uh, down there. Uh, as as well for that uh, JDC Miller Motorsports team, John Walker. So hats off to all those organisations. Really good fun. Thank you very much indeed to our technical crew up in Concord, uh, the brand new facility for NASCAR Productions. Aaron was cutting the pictures for the World Feed. We've had lots of help uh, this week here from Mike and his team here at the Speedway. Christine and Ropes, who have been in and out the studio as well to make sure that the 
IMSA Global Broadcast Centre uh, could do its job. Nick Damon, as, lo- as well as uh, Joe Bradley and Shea Adam, were our BDO pit lane team. And, of course, Jeremy Shaw and Peter Mackay alongside me. We're trying to get a word with uh, our race winner who brought the car home in Riley Dickinson. Uh, at the moment, we're... I don't think we're going to be able to do that. We'll grab him. He's not going home uh, too early. We'll grab him for an interview. If we can't get him uh, in our broadcast tomorrow, we'll have him on Midweek Motorsport on Wednesday uh, on RS1. Um, Oh, it looks like NBC's just finished with the overall winners. Let's see if uh, Shea can slide in uh, before that that we take it. Uh, Riley Dickinson there looking very happy indeed. Shea, can you nip in for a quick word? Uh, trying to cut my way through all the adoring Excellent. fans well as they are now. Let's see. Uh, he's getting to debrief with some other excited people. Get in there. And, Go on, all right, all right. Riley, sorry to interrupt. I know you're talking to Volker, but this is your first start in this championship and your first win. And once again, you're leading the championship in a Porsche. So uh, you're making a habit of this. No, it definitely feels quite nice. But a uh, huge thank you to everyone at Kelly Moss and Riley Motorsports. You know, this was a bit of a last-minute program. I would say not even three weeks ago we decided to green light this thing. So to be honest, have all this happen the way that it did is quite a dream come true. Huge thank you to everyone at Porsche Austin back at home. They're great supporters of mine. Hopefully they're watching right now. And uh, big thank you to them. Huge uh Huge thank you to everyone as well at home that's been that's supporting me throughout this offseason. Uh, those of them know that it's been, been quite an up-and-down one for me, but, uh, yeah, it definitely feels quite rewarding right now. What's it like as an All-American kid to drive into victory lane at this place? Uh, to be honest, I actually started tearing up on the end lap. Um, yeah, I, I just got goosebumps again, but uh, it's, it's this has been, you know, since I was a little kid watching this place, watching the Daytona 500, watching, obviously, various forms of motorsport compete here, and it's um, it's quite special. It's quite special. Remember to take a few sips of that champagne. You earned it today. I definitely did. <laughs> oh, brilliant stuff. I could. Uh, absolutely brilliant. Uh, Riley has been a, a, a top fella with us here uh, at IMSA Radio down through the years and given plenty of his time. Uh, he deserves this one, and he'll be a factor throughout the year. What a brilliant way to finish off Fast Friday. Four hours, four frenetic hours of f- fantastic racing. Fast, furious, and just great racing. Once again, we've delivered, well, at least the teams and drivers have delivered from the Michelin Pilot Challenge. From us here at Daytona, thanks for being with us. Good night. We'll see you tomorrow. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.